Hello, and thank you once again for joining us for Riding Through the Ages Current Common. I am Eric. And I'm Eugene. And today will be our 53rd episode of Current Common. Today we will be doing our Common Rider Saber recap, analysis, tear apart, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, whatever you want to call it. Uh, um, the thing. Yeah. Post game show. We're going to just do it. <laughs> post show. Post show. Yeah. I suppose. Uh, so it's good. Good. End of episode. But <laughs> yeah. It's like, there we go. We're done. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, no, so this is your, uh, this is your last, this is your, fir- not your last, last series you'll ever finish. No, this is your first series you finished. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> um, Hans, now. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, just like off the top of your head, what do you, what do you think of like finishing a Kamen Rider series? Um, you know, it's interesting. It's definitely, um, I mean, it's definitely Japanese. Yes. <laughs> Like there's a lot of uh, you could see a lot of how so much of of the culture gets inspired by tokusatsu in general. Yeah. Um, and I don't know, like there's some parts that I hated, but there's some a lot that I loved about it. Um, a lot of suits that were just really awesome. Not not really any suits that I hate, hate, hate. You know, but um, I'm sure there's one or two that'll come to mind as we talk about it. Yeah. Uh, but like overall. It feels good, I guess. I can say, hey, I, I watched all the Kamen Rider Saber. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I didn't hate it. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's funny. This is your, I mean, this is just how the, the things go, but it's your first series that finished, and it's like the series that, like, it's like very um, divisive. Yes. It's uh, like one uh, or the other. There's yeah. no in between. It's, it's funny how, like, how many people don't like it. And it's just like, have you, in my mind, I'm like, have you been watching the other shows? <laughs> I mean, I, obviously, I can't really. Um... Yeah, but it's like, this is not like there's been thing there were there are things that happened in the show obviously that were like COVID related and all this stuff mm-hmm. but it's I don't see anything that was so the the big problem with this episode this series is the number of writers yeah I was about to say it's it's a it's kind of a double edged sword it's a strength and a weakness on one hand um there's a lot more time for the characters in our writing through the ages series to develop because there's less uh people vying for that screen time yeah um but then the other time you know on the other side of it there's a lot more variety i guess Mm -hmm. yeah they're not just like uh going back and forth with the characters uh like there's never really a moment where you have a character who's really headstrong and then suddenly being extremely timid and then going back to being headstrong now that he's been used as a plot device yeah Um, Bar, I mean, because the the like, I guess Kento would be the prime example, but his whole character arc was literally like, kind of following somebody else's footsteps until he finds his own way. Yeah, you know. Uh, yeah, so it's like with so many. I mean, it's the uh, the AKB thing or AKB forty eight <laughs> thing, where yeah. it's just like everyone is somebody's favorite. Yeah. So it's like so it's like there's so many different writers in this show mm-hmm. that you could be like, well, yeah, that one's my favorite one in the show. That one's my favorite one in the show. Yeah. Um. Or in our, like, and here we are shooting each other in the foot, coming up with basically we are going to have to put them all in, <laughs> in order. In order, basically, it was just like your writer's trash. Yeah. But um, <laughs> trash. So, uh, so what I think we should do is to talk about the story, mm-hmm. talk about the thing. We'll go through um, uh, the characters, mm. and I'm thinking, uh, we should go in like reverse order of like the most time and like the most growth. And talk about like Toma last, yeah. So, uh, so I even saying that should we start with the villains? You know, I do feel like the villains are uh, 
something that could be left out for something like this. So I do think we should start with the villains. Yeah, I, not th- I'm not saying because we, we don't rank the villains. So right, that's should, what I mean. Yeah, so we should start with the villains. Um, that's exactly what I was getting at. So we're not gonna we're not gonna spend as much time yeah. on them as we would the heroes. And then so. we have to decide on a couple of them. Or are they in the right ranking? Yeah, <laughs> seriously. Yeah. So um, I think the one that's like the uh the ones that are like the most well known but had the least impact in the story would be uh the other two versus uh I, uh the other two besides Storios. Yeah, so Legio and Zuos. Legio and Zuos. Yeah. Um so I think probably Legio. Legio, yeah, cuz he's the first one to die so he gets the yeah. least time, right? But then up to that point he had a lot more than Zuos. Um you know, he was an interesting character to start with. Uh like you could definitely tell there was like a uh, like he said, he was set apart from the others with his like the the way that he went about stuff, like yeah. a lot of pride involved with it. Um, yeah. He was also the first one to use uh, a book, I think, in the entire episode, right, or in the entire series. Yeah, because like, he cracked open the first one, and the then, golem, I believe. Yeah, yeah, which started the whole thing. Yeah, and um, we always made the joke about the fact that like. They were always talking about his plans failing, but he was the only one doing anything. Yeah, exactly. It's like, what do you mean? It's like, at least he's got a plan going on. Yeah, it's like, he, um, had, he definitely had more. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's, I, I guess he's kind of a victim of, um, I don't know, really. Like, I, I'm wondering if, if they if they had something more planned for him and then just decided, eh, we need a monster of the week until we get stuff sorted out. Yeah. Um, I'm that's kind of hard to say because it's like how how soon can you whip up a suit as as weird as like the salamander you know mm-hmm. or the goblins that's not like it's not like they just grab some stuff in the back and they're like ah oh, okay paste this on here it's amazing uh, what they can do right but uh yeah so i mean obviously it had to be part of the story it's just mm-hmm. uh like how much of it was his actual the character that they wanted and how much of it was well we need a guy to freak out this episode for the fourth time yeah um because that's kind of how his character yeah felt near his the end of his reign yeah he was the prideful one like ah, i lost again curse you flame swords so there was the pr- uh so out of the three uh legio was the proud the proud one zuos was the wild one and storios was the planner yeah the cunning guy yeah, the the cunning one um so yeah, like it made me see think about like what he was based off of. Uh, no, like to what his character was supposed to be in like before, like the what who Storios was before he was Storios. Oh, like when he was like the first man, like what uh, you know, I I agree because like we see we see Storios was a poet. And yeah, that's pretty straightforward, right? You can yeah. see him being um like an allegory for it, like anybody big, like Plato or, yeah. you know, some thinker. Yeah. Something that everyone's like, oh, 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 I mean, Plato's, I don't know if Plato is a poet, but you get my point yeah. as far as like somebody who's in literature, well-known. Uh, Yeah, a Homer. Yeah, okay. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Like he wrote his Odyssey. Yeah. You know, and then it's like, so then what the heck was Zeus and, and Legio? So like, like Zuo was, I could think of as like, just because of the whole animal thing, he was like a, a farmer. Yeah, yeah. You know, but then it's just like, what was story? So that would leave like story used to be like a king, but I I always think of that as like uh, the first logos, master logos mm, thing. Yeah, and maybe that's because yeah, <laughs> it's like I, I mean, I guess there's a difference between a leader and a champion, right? Okay. So if we were to look at the first men, one of them, like usually if you're collecting a group of yeah, people, so I can see how a champion would be a thing. Yeah, yeah. So it's like is is if let's just say. Just for a thought experiment, let's say that a champion and leader were uh, Legio and and um, 
what was his name? It wasn't Isaac. No, the but first the first master Lowe's. Lowe's. Like, which one was the champion then? If if those were the two things. Like, yeah. So I would say, yeah. Um, and like legend was, and uh, legend. Yeah. You know, he would yeah. be. So like, he, what if he's like Achilles or? You yeah, know, he's he's, he's like a Hercules or whatever, yeah. like that. And then Zeus would be the hunter. Yeah, or something like that. Or he could, you know, have domesticated the first cow or something yeah, like that. Yeah, so like animals. Because I think his was about uh, feeding people. I yeah, think yeah, I, he does. That, I remember. Yeah, he, he did say he, that. He's like the hunter and the— He doesn't the, want anybody to go hungry. Yeah, so maybe he was the hunter and the farmer yeah, put what, together. Actually, what did Legil say when they were at the campfire? I think um, it was just being safe. Yeah, I think, I think it was that, safe. That makes sense. So, like, he would be the warrior. Yeah. So he would be like the champion. Yeah. Okay. That that actually pans out. I feel like that has to be it, right? I think it is. I mean, yeah. that would also be why. I mean, it's a shonen thing that it feels strongly about defeat, but he yeah. definitely took it harder than the others. Yes. I mean, <laughs> I mean, Zuos did have that, uh, you know, Super Saiyan two moment with the like all black yeah. form, but, but that was but more, more like, of a predator type thing of yeah. like wanting wanting the the fun the fun of the chase you yeah know, type thing. It wasn't like literally he has a you know a. A vendetta, yeah, it's cursing like the flame so, yeah, that would be in future generations. Yeah, like one of those things from the show is like we want that that story. Yeah, and like that's that's a good thing of a story is like when you want more. Uh huh. Not like more of like Toma's story. I want like the origin of the the first yeah. people type story. Yeah, I want to see. I want to see their adventures. Uh, see what's going on there. Yeah, like uh, so then uh. So yeah, thinking of this as the champion, like he's the guy who like protects. I feel like it fits. He was the protector, and it's definitely why you wouldn't put him in in a like a master logos leadership role. Yeah, you know uh, that, and he went crazy. But um, so then it, then we go to Zuos. Yes, Zuos, and yeah, so he was the the predator. I feel of the three, he's the most underutilized. I don't just mean by scream time. I mean just that you know, like at the start, he was just kind of the kind of Legil's antagonist. Mm-hmm. It's almost like. He's setting himself up as number two to hit to Legil's one, and we find out it's number two to Storius's one. Yeah, I mean, we kind of had that feeling. Yeah, but uh, with the way that they were kind of bumping heads. Yeah, you know, because it's like really, what did he do the entire time that Legil was around? He went and he beat up the Water Swordsman. Yes, the one time. Yeah, but otherwise it was just, hey, hey I'm better than you. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm not doing anything, but I'm better than you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um. And then he had some really, really cringy uh, flips from out of nowhere. I mean, the whole time, like I, I just remember so vividly when he's kidnapped May. Yeah, and he just out of nowhere just does a backflip after talking about uh, beating up blades or whatever. Well, yeah, he's just trying to be cool. And in a kids show, backflips are cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, the guy is definitely uh, the actor is definitely athletic. Yes. There is no question. And we saw his uh, his. Uh, um, uh, cologne commercial thing. <laughs> yeah, um, because they did that series, uh, the photo book thing. Yeah, yeah the photo book, yeah. uh, the digital photo book of of all of them as if they're in col- cologne commercials, but just <laughs> modeling their swords. Yeah. Which is funny because like we were talking about the fact that like they gave him swords later. Yeah, yeah, because they um because at first he just had the claws. Yeah, and then now and then he had dual um like I don't even call them they were like, like giant sh- daggers really. They were like short scimitars. Yeah. Um, but and I think um, that's just because. That might have been one of the reasons why he wasn't utilized as much, because mm, like mm. a lot of the fight choreo revolved around swordplay. Yeah, so it's either you had to make him the typical sort of ah, uh, you hit me, but your attacks were ineffective. Yeah, um, or you had to give him a weapon because his his character and the way that he you know portrayed himself was agile, you know, fast and ferocious. So the hulking beast doesn't really yeah um fit in there. Um, going back to Legil, so what do you think of his end? 
the end. Well, um, I don't know. It was a weird point in the story, so I feel like I put a lot of uh, a lot of negative spin in that area. Yeah. So it's kind of hard to say. I remember I remember being surprised at first when he died, but then thinking, okay, no, if this, this will the, make it, sense. It was if, the first appearance of emotional dragon. Elemental, that right? yes, elemental dragon. Yeah, because the yeah, Prince of the Dragon was going on at the time. Um, and I remember just being because uh, I was trying to separate the my they the the uh, Zuos and Legio's death because it was very <laughs> similar. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, that's just it too. It was like kind of. I don't want to say copy paste. It was definitely not copy paste. It was just that you know he started to get well one trick one note as far as like ah, I gotta destroy the flame swordsman and then he goes down like that. Um, I I really like the bit where you see him like the real him. Yeah, being relieved that he's done here. Yeah. Um, and I remember us both having a huge gripe as far as his, as has his outfit having not changed at all, despite absorbing. Yeah, they finally had a final one at books. the end. But yeah, there should have been like more stages. But mm-hmm. that's just creating more suits, like we said. Yeah, you know? I mean that's a budget thing. Yeah, but yeah, I I don't remember. See, the thing is, I don't. It doesn't stick out in my mind as a good fight. I can't remember because there was a lot of stuff going on because they were showing off elements. Yeah, like dragon. all of the ele- the uh, effects or whatever. Yeah, I remember. That's just it. I remember just I mean, ele- uh, elemental the, dragon. That's the, not. A- they they were showing like they were showing off uh uh, uh like uh winter beasts or whatever for uh rintaro when they finished up yeah. story use but that was like a more focused fight yeah with when they finished up Zulus, yeah yeah it was a much more f- focused fight and also was was it 19 different colors and particle effects going on yeah <laughs> yeah um and i think also too it just fit in a weird place in the story that like uh, with rintaro and and zoos's final final showdown it felt good as far as the story was because going because that was also rintaro like that was uh, a more emotional, rewarding Rintaro coming back versus um, Toma like making up with uh, the dragon. Yeah, exactly. Um, because like I mean, you knew mo- you kind of knew both were happening, but it uh, it's like Rintaro's felt a little bit more earned. Yeah, I mean, it was definitely it, it felt more like the end of an arc, not necessarily an arc for Rintaro. I guess it was really. Yeah, but um, like something built up to this versus this is just a pebble that Toma's kind of shifting to the side onto a greater journey. Yeah, you know, um, and not and not in the way that certain fights, um, like let's say Yu Yu Hakusho when he's dealing with uh, uh, starts with the T, looks like the Terminator Dark Tournament arc. What's his face? Togoro. To- yeah, Toguro, Toguro, whatever, that guy. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about, the brothers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Like when you beat him, you, you it kind of feels like when you move on to the next art, you lose something because you had such a great, like, kind yeah. of, uh, you know, clash. So, yeah. like, same thing with Rintaro and Zoos. It's like after that, Rintaro doesn't really have a story because he's that was so cool. Now we have, yeah. you know, whereas with Toma and Legil, it's like, eh. That's one more step in his. Yeah. Because, yeah, that was... um. Like, with the Zuos fight, it was like, this is the culmination of everything for Rintaro. Mm-hmm. Uh, because that is his final form and everything yeah. like that. Yeah. But with Zuos, I mean, with Legiel, uh, you're just like, yeah, that's another yeah. mid-season It's upgrade. more like he was a, he was a, uh, a tool to show us, the viewer, that the Megiddo, the Megiddo will be able to fight at the same level. Yeah. Like, they're, they'll, they're able to gain enough power to compete. Not really that he was competition, just that they will be competition in, yeah. in general. I mean, that's how it feels now after having seen the whole show. Yeah. Um, because at that point, the Megiddo were almost a joke because Caliber had just been beaten. Yeah. And we'll talk about Caliber later. Yes. But, yes. Uh, but uh, so it's just like, oh, the Megiddo are a danger now mm-hmm. instead of just being lapped off. Right. And I, I guess if I had to say... Uh, certainly, it did feel like at the end of Legiel's, uh turn that 
I was kind of glad to see him go. Yeah. Because, like, what made him cool started to become annoying. You know what I mean? Um, as far as it just being, you know, beat your head against the wall, kill the flame swordsman. Yeah. You know. Saber! That's in my mind now. That's all I hear when I hear the saber. I hear, you know, like, <laughs> saber! <laughs> uh, so then, yeah, Zuos, like, at first, it seemed like he was just going to be uh, Legio 2.0. Mm-hmm. But then it turned out that he was, like, it was more about, like, a challenge. Yeah. You know, uh, more Vegeta style. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Well, no. More Goku style. Vegeta would just kill you in the street. But, um, <laughs> okay, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. That's true. He's already proven he's beaten you by beating you. Yeah. It's like if I slit your throat in your sleep, that means you weren't good enough to realize I was there. Right. <laughs> Strengthen your neck muscles, bro. Yeah. Why, why is your arteries bleeding so much? Yeah. You haven't been training that? Yeah. <laughs> Well, if you look at the pictures of his, if you look at the 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 progression of Vegeta, he definitely was not skipping neck day. No, you know? no. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so uh, yeah, Zuos was the "I want you at your best" mm-hmm. type thing, mm-hmm. but he also was cool because he was also like, I. It's like kind of a contradiction. He's like, "I want you at your best," but I'll also just like emotionally attack you at the same time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he definitely wants to rile you up. Yeah. Um, and that was an interesting arc. With him stealing May, I yeah. Mean, if, I feel like it could have been done a little better, but it definitely opened up um, some interesting paths as far as the characters. There was um, a thing in Fose when one of the characters like got triggered to become one of the villain type things oh, mm. for like a, just a couple episodes type thing, uh, and it was done so poorly. Yeah, so it could be done worse. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was just like you were like so looking forward to it, and then it happened, and it, and when it ended in like two episodes because there were two episodes things there, mm. you're just like okay, that's yeah, that's good, done. Because it was like you're looking forward to it because in uh in Fose they're like constellations, the mm-hmm. villains are constellations, and it was the Gemini one, and so the main the 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 good guy got like split into two, like a good guy and a bad guy, and all they had was this like they had to wear a mask. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like there could have been Jeez. so much going on with like a a bad version of that character running yeah. around and doing all this stuff and it was just like it was like mischievous like pushing it off and they look over and they just see the character running around a corner from the behind yeah. it's just like oh it's them <laughs> and it's just like if you just look them in the face you know it's not them Aww. and then you you see it and you think oh they're just wearing a fake mask to hide them and they're like no their face and i'm like that's how bad the mask <laughs> was later in the show it was during the low budget part of the uh, show yeah, you know okay. they're yeah. saving the budget for the big fight at the end right uh, this is but, where that we had to make cuts unfortunately yeah but yeah so uh no, about Zuo, so I, I remember his, his uh, like, the first time we see him fight, it was cool, and I was like, ah, oh, there's got to be more than this, and then there kind of just wasn't. Yeah. He kind of fell off the map. I just distinctly remember every time I ever saw him. I think the, the actor was gone for a while. Remember that? We didn't see him for a while. Oh, that's time. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had, they had the suit for a couple of scenes. Yeah, because that's what I'm saying. When I, whenever I think of Zuo, so I always remember the just him in the suit doing this sort of, like, neck slither thing. I don't know how to explain it, but he's like. You know, like moving his head left and then right and then left again because he's just and like the suit actor is trying to make it look like he's talking yeah. and being that kind of guy that's like, uh, oh, are you dying? Yeah. Oh, that sucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, try not dying. I, of the three, I think he was probably the least utilized. Mm-hmm. And um, so we can talk about stories, but I think we should save him for later because he was the final boss. Yeah, it's kind of it, it. It's easy to to talk about him now just because he's in a trio, but. Yeah, his story's a little bigger than that. Yeah, so I think the next one would be Isaac. Yeah, Isaac. Uh, so um, glad to see him go. If I had to say it as short as possible. Uh, but I thought it was a very good 
addition to the story mm. because you he was built up and like you knew he wasn't going to be but he was like you could see how the characters would think he's the final boss yes yeah and like they built it up that way where it's like you go out you're like obviously he's not the final boss you know because got stereos in the background doing things and stuff right like that. but like as if you put yourself in the uh, place of the characters you're like this is the final boss guy yeah this is the guy's doing all the bad things yeah you know? i mean if i didn't know common rider let's say i've never seen common rider before there were no other seasons of common rider also you didn't know when the show was going to end and there was no yeah there's no period on the episode count that yeah. like that's oh it's only episode 27 then this isn't the final guy right yeah you can extrapolate from incomplete information. But yeah. let's just say I didn't know all of that. You could you could think that this is the last guy. Yeah. I mean, uh, he's been the shadowy figure that people talk about and respect, and then you find out he's going crazy, and even then you don't actually see him. And then when you see him, you're like, oh, this dude's freaking crazy. Yeah. And then he gets this, you know, world-ending power. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, like, the, let's say this was a manga, and they, even if they intended for Storius to be the final guy, this you could still see it just kind of wrapping up around here. If the but like they're like, hey, we got to cancel you, sorry, yeah. Um, and then now here's the perfect point, yeah. I've seen it before, yes. Well, you look at him, and you and uh, even though uh, Eisen was a much better character, but he was like that perspective, yeah, yeah. He wasn't like the first one you saw, but he, he you turned it turned out that he was in control of everything the whole time, yeah. We're talking Eisen from Bleach, yeah, yeah, where uh, like that's what it was, it's like that uh, they. Like, they never really explained it, but why, how the Megiddo even came back. Mm, mm. I, there, there are definitely still questions. Yeah. In like, but if they, if they just told me Isaac did it, you'd be like, yeah, sure. Yeah. Like, he just opened the books. That was the great thing about, like, we talked about it several times. This is the great thing about I, Isaac, is that he was so crazy yeah. that you literally could write anything his character did, and it made sense. Yeah, because he doesn't even know what he wants. Yeah. He's just... He could like he's have like a, a slobbering lunatic. Like it's, he could have the stupidest plan ever that fails miserably. Worked. He could be like, yeah, that's Isaac. Mm-hmm. Stupidest plan ever that works. You're like, he just got lucky, but that's Isaac. Right. Genius right. plan, and you'd be like, yeah, that's Isaac. Yeah. <laughs> he, just, he just tripped over. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, it's could, like he he only had the one plan. Right. <laughs> Throw a stone in the woods. You're gonna hit a tree, yeah. most likely. But maybe not. But no, not. like he was crazy yeah. enough that like. When he did things that were smart, you're like, yeah, that's nice. Yeah. I mean, it's like how much of that is sanity poking through. Like, this is what he used to be. Or you know, was when he, he, always when like he was just like, you know, he had like uh, Sibella and, Dur- uh, and Durandal as like loyal subjects to like uh-huh. do whatever he wants. And you're like, oh, yeah, that was smart to have yeah. those people like, you know, shield and stuff. Yeah, because but it's then- like he he had to have. Um, like, cause we only actually see him in his crazy mode. Yeah. But he had to have a professional face. Yeah. You know? And he, he had to have a point where like, he just didn't wake up one day and was nuts. No, no. So, so like there had to have been time when like he was actually doing good stuff, like dude planning. Yeah. Cause otherwise like, they, they would have been stories of like him just killing all the animals as a child, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so Some serial killer stuff. And, and like we find out it's like one of the things is like he's several hundred years old mm-hmm. and he's had this power forever and he's not been able to do anything he has with it. plenty of time to be jaded about how lazy and and stupid humans are yeah and that he's protecting them with limitless power that he can't use and they're just killing each other all the time I mean, yeah. yeah i mean um, i mean i can see how somebody would go crazy yeah but i mean that doesn't make it right no. just that it's definitely uh he's definitely at a point of crazy that it's like boiling over like he is just 
sweating well, it, crazy. It's like, it's like he's holding out, and then when he finally like goes to the point where like he reveals himself, it's just yeah. like time to let it loose. Yeah, just hysterical. Like I, I, mean, I don't have, I don't need the 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 false mask anymore. Yeah, I can just crazy. be and myself. It, and the actor really did well with the facial expressions, like yeah. Jim Carrey level. Yeah, and when we saw him and like doing other parts and stuff like that, he's mm-hmm. pretty good. When he did like the first Master Logos, you're like, is that a different yeah. guy? It's like, no, it's the same guy. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, uh, looked. It's like the same haircut, even. It's just that he has it slicked back, and he's yeah. sitting around with a normal face. I'm wondering <laughs> if, like, they wanted us to believe that, like, people thought he was like what? It, like, this is the thing. Is like they they said that it like was passed down. But what if it wasn't? Yeah. What if it wasn't? What if he was the original master logo? Yeah. And like two thousand years, he's had all this power. That's that's like actually, yeah, if you really think about it. <laughs> I mean, because at what point do you become a new person? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like they, but they, they, we keep telling us that it's been passed down, and then we're told he's lived a long time. Mm. And like, I don't know. I don't know. If like, they, I mean, they really didn't go into detail about that. Maybe one of those things that we have to look over and go through. And I think, I think the argument could be made either way. Mm. Like that's the thing. It's like not con. There's no concrete evidence either way that maybe he was the original Master Logos. I, you know, that's true. Especially because they then, showed the same guy. It was you know, the original Master Logos, guy. but he just told everybody he was passing it down through generation, generation. Yeah, <laughs> and two thousand years is enough time that you even forget that's what you've been doing. Unless there was uh, an actual time when, like, one of the others said that he wasn't the original. Yeah, uh, I suppose that would be the only thing I can't remember. But he, like, he knew all of them. I think at one point he said he wasn't, but that could have been him just lying, saying that he was passing it down. Yeah. yeah. So, anyways, uh, but yeah, so uh, I I did like him as uh, the middle villain. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I I feel I feel like my opinion of the show would be different if he was the last villain. That's yeah. for sure. Because yeah. it's definitely the kind of crazy that's uh, it, you just can't really take seriously unless they're given like a bazooka. In this case. Uh, combination of all the, the you know the sword of solomon and all yeah. that stuff the bazooka yeah but uh like where stories is the kind of crazy where you can see somebody like yes i finally made my drill that will core the, you know reach the core and destroy the earth he actually made the drill ah. yeah <laughs> uh he didn't have a good death he did have a good death Ooh, yes because man i was not expecting it to be so uh visceral looking yeah like he actually looked like a crispy piece of bacon yeah. um like slobbering and crying and be like, and yes. like uh, <laughs> restoring the book yeah and Storios was the one who killed him actually <laughs> yeah 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 that's awesome um so then i think we we can go into Storios. we could we yeah. could there's also uh kami joe uh i think we'll talk about that when we talk about just the writers mm-hmm. because he sort of was a villain yeah, but kinda, he's sorta. like kind of sort of yeah yeah uh, it's like it really same, depends it's on It's like who. the same way like we'll talk about him like together with like disaster and stuff which is like yeah. where it's just like eh. Because yeah. <laughs> I mean even even really the Megiddo that we just talked about like yeah. Silas Legil, Storius it's like eh you know there's a, there's, a, there's a clear point where their path could have diverged in a yes. totally different way. Uh, and then like yeah so anyways uh, so uh, Storius mm-hmm. as the villain um, turned out that we didn't realize it but like perfect foil for toma yes as like the opposite of like the guy who realizes the truth and it's just like oh, i'm just gonna let this destroy me versus toma who realizes the truth and be like i'm just making to let this p- move me forward on and stuff so, yeah um i did like the actor yeah i mean he was definitely weird at first i i remember the first time he pointed out that hair thing to me oh the one like the clump of hair that there was, was like, just no going back yeah. and it was really i didn't think for a good portion of time it's like why are you even here like why why are people consulting you why are yes. you part of this conversation yeah um 
And then we see him uh, with the first fight with uh, Daishinji Buster and Kenzen uh, when he splits into three. Yeah. And you're like, oh, okay, so this guy's got some tricks. Yeah. And he's, then he's actually good. He's just a, he just doesn't willy nilly attack. Yeah. Yeah. And I I remember there being a really long portion of time where it's just like, what the heck is your goal here? Like, why are you? Why didn't you do this at this point? Why didn't you do that at this point? And then you realize, oh, it's because he's trying to manipulate everything to get to all of it in one place so he can just absorb it. Yeah. It all makes sense once you get to the end. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure when I rewatch it, I'm gonna be like, oh, you sneaky sob. <laughs> yeah. You got everything going on. Yeah, you know. Like, and now I see why you did that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I do feel like, uh, I mean, obviously we, there's for every one of the bad guys, there are going to be points in the story where you can poke a hole in their plan and be like, well, this would have been better. Yes. I mean, if you were thinking about it, but who knows, you know, but story is, um, I mean, his, his suit in the McGee form, I think, no, actually, I think I, I like Zuos is the last, the least. So never mind. He's this, my second least, uh, his suit is, is, is Megiddo suit. Yeah. 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 Favorite, as far as their base ones go. Yeah. Um, the Zeus one was just clunky and weird looking. I liked Zeus, but that's just because it was like it was like a conglomeration of like animals all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's hard. Like I think I've talked to you about this, but like it takes effort for me to distinguish Zeus and uh, distinguish uh, Legiol and Storius's Megiddo form. Yeah. I, the way I think of it is is uh, Storius's hat. I try to think of his hat. Yeah. Storius had like the um had like uh the vine mm-hmm. parts of it but it's just like they kind of like blend together samey. um and that was the thing is like zuos was definitely different and i'm like we could have like put a little bit one, more effort and then put and one made him one of them blocky or something mm, you know yeah uh more like make one of them more uh uh inorganic or don't give them both capes yeah like if uh st- uh like if legio had been like more not mechanical, but like golemish kind of mm, thing, mm. like more dirt or or stone or something like that. Right, versus yeah. they're kind of both organicish, you know, type thing. Yeah. So like, if made it like, and I get where they're done with the plant things, but it's like it looked very similar to me. Mm. Like I can I can picture them differently, but I can't just like off the top of my head. I have to think for a second. Yeah, I imagine too that that uh, that's going to get harder and harder for me to distinguish the more villains that i see it's amazing how like how different they actually choose things and how different they actually get them but sometimes you'll be like that's the head from this Uh (laughs) uh-huh sometimes they kit bash where they just like put pieces together and you're just like oh i mean i I don't know if i can necessarily fault a show for that no if it's been if if it's been a substantial enough time um, 50 years (laughs) yeah there's a lot of room there i mean you're gonna run out of the ideas eventually not all of them could be gold gems like starfish hitler Starfish Hitler. I haven't seen that yet, have I? Yeah. No, you haven't. Yeah, it's going to be legend. You can't. Starfish Hitler. <laughs> yeah, that's. Come on. I think it's a <laughs> super one. And I think it's a stronger villain, Starfish Hitler. <laughs> um, oh. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So it's like. But that being said, I did like Stories' as Kamen Rider form. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. It was cool. definitely like his. Like the only thing that I wish would have happened is that if he would have turned into his Zuo's, if it is his Megiddo form, and then transformed into his Common Rider form. I agree with that. Like yeah. the Common Rider, they wanted the actor to do it, which is right. fine, whatever. But I wanted like the Common Rider to come over his form. Yeah, you know. I I think too, if I had to criticize his Common Rider bit, it's that I feel like he should have had his own name. Like yeah. you go from 
Master Logos to Isaac to Common Rider Solomon. It's yeah. not Common Rider Isaac, you know, or Common Rider Logos. I feel like it's a, it's such a small critique. Yeah, it's just come on, put the just a little bit. Even if it would have been Common Rider story. Yeah, story. Yeah, Common Rider the end or something like that. A the end sure. is already a vil- is already one, but they well, have blades. Blades, but uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, blade blades. <laughs> the end. The end. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, like yeah, if I I would have Common Rider story. Yeah. Uh, a finale. No, oh, mm, there you go. Or yeah. uh, just like epilogue or something like that, yeah. you know? Uh, right. Yeah. Common Rider Climax. Anything. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I think if they would just want to make it, I mean, I think it was because they wanted the, sto- uh, the toys to be recognizable. This yeah. Is, this story was this Common Rider story. Especially because it's only going to be in the last couple episodes. So there's yeah. not enough time for brand recognition. Yeah. But if I were to say Common Rider story would have, like, you would be like, obvious, oh, that story was this one. Mm, mm. You know? Or even, uh, that would have been really long to call it Common Rider Montogatari, <laughs> <laughs> which is the Japanese word for story. story yeah. Uh, that would be a long, <laughs> ah, by the time you say his name, you die. <laughs> yeah, yeah Toku Time doesn't save you here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, uh, before we go to the writers, let's talk about the ancillary characters, the extra ones, the allies, if you will. Oh, well, before we get into that, before we get okay. into that, I, got, I have a question for you. Of everything, what was your favorite monster of the week? Of all of the monsters in in Saber? Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. Like, there's so few of them. I know, yeah. Comparatively. Yeah, because I, I feel like you can count, um, like, Charybdis, I guess. We could count as monster of the week, even though, eh, I don't even know what to call him, really. But, yeah, you know. Uh, Charybdis uh, would be a lieutenant. Yeah. I think that would... I guess, yeah, I feel like that's fair to call him that. Uh, He stuck around long enough. He's, like, one step above Monster of the Week. I mean, the only ones that really, like... Like, design-wise, is eh, but, like, the effectiveness of the powers is probably uh, the Yeti. Yeti, okay. Your favorite favorite was the Yeti? Like, the storyline with it? That kind of thing. Just, like, whatever... For whatever reason. Oh, this... uh, Like, I did like the storyline with the Yeti. Okay. Because it was, like, Yuki and, like, the the great part of this, like, yeah, I could separate them. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. he's just okay. like, like what? That's what I've been saying the whole time. You just didn't ask. Yeah. Like that. Right. I mean, too, th- that also ha- was the introduction introduction of Yuri. Um, the introduction of Yuri, the introduction of people being turned into Megidos. Yeah. The, uh, like the greater plot from the Megiddo because yeah. they had kind of uh, started to drift off. It seemed like they, they were kind of useless characters up to this point, yeah. you know? Well, not up to this point, but for a, for a portion of time there. Yeah. So I can I think I can agree with that. My I guess off the top of my head, my favorite or the one that's most memorable to me is the salamander. Oh yeah. Um, for a few reasons. One, just the idea of just walking down the street one day and next thing you know, you are in an egg ready to feed salamander babies. Uh, yeah. Uh, and also just the imagery of the fairy clothesline finisher. Oh, I just yes. feel like. <laughs> With uh, what's her name from Dead Left Lolita? Yeah, yeah. I just feel like this is the one that's gonna stick with me. I'm always gonna remember that one. I might in the goblins. Look, I like the the suits for the goblins, but like the ducklings, I don't think I'm gonna remember that. Yeah, going forward, or like the piranha one, I don't think I'm gonna. It's not gonna stand out, or I'm gonna see another piranha and it'll remind me. Otherwise, I'll be like, what the piranha? Problem with like you can see it, but it's not as recognizable as some of the other series is. They're not recognizable, other than the book. They're not recognizable as Megiddo versus anything else. Mm-mm. I really like the monsters uh, that are, like, really recognizable as those monsters. Like, even, like, Kuga. You're never going to forget a Grongi versus 
like Agito's monsters, they kind of look a little like a grongi. But you're like, you see a grongi, and you're like, that's a grongi. Yeah, it's the theme is so is so clear cut. In 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 Kiva, you're like, that's a fungi. There's no way that's not a fungi. Um, so it's it's almost like if um if there was a common uh, rider. 60th anniversary where it just brought back random villains but it never said where they were from you could still kind of be like ah yeah so that kind of happened in a decade like in the first episode of decade he fought like it was like all of the worlds combining on his world and so the monsters from all of the different uh for heisei phase one shows were happening mm. and you could see you could recognize you're like oh that's an imogen that's a that's a, a fan guy or, or you're like oh that's a uh an orphanoc you're like, you could just, Orphanox are all gray, so they're very easy. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Uh, they're like moving statues. Um, so, but like the other one, you were like, yeah, that's, I totally know that that's a, that's a, uh, a worm. Mm. You know, these ones are like, they're very recognizable. And I think it kind of, there's been several series where it kind of get away with that, away from that, that like are okay. Mm. Like, um, in double, they have no real co- cohesive design, really. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah but I prefer, like, and I love Double, but I prefer a monster, uh, when I'm just talking about, like, monster suits and stuff, I prefer a more kind of uniform, like, realization of, like, that's what these are. I, You know, I think I agree with that. I don't have much experience yet with the shows, but I can say that the Grungi stand out uh, like, amongst the pool as it, far as riding through the ages. You're like, yeah. Um, the four that we're watching. Yeah. that Because, like, even Zero One, the enemies are kind of... Uh, well, you wouldn't recognize them as zero one enemies because you're like they're all like robotic, yeah, and like mechanoid and stuff, yeah. But like there could have been easily a mech suit mm-hmm. in uh, a mech one in uh, Saber because mm-hmm. it could have been like uh, I robot, yeah. Um, oh yeah, it they don't do it because every every story is like a uh, like a fantasy story or no, every fantasy every story is like a non uh non copyrightable one. Oh, so, oh, okay. a, a public yeah, yeah, yeah. domain. Yeah. And so all of those were written in the eighteen hundreds. So uh that would have been awesome if one of the books has been twenty thousand legs though. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I mean, I mean there's so many good stories that could have been used. Yes. Um but you know, maybe maybe down the road. Maybe fifty I mean, years from now we'll like, get like another like if one. there's a uh a Durandal movie and it uses uh, uh ten thousand leagues under the sea. Dope. <laughs> and like yes, a giant, please. Or even even like a kraken. Shut one up and take my money. <laughs> yeah, just like a giant kraken <laughs> thing or something. Yeah, that'd be sweet. Uh, um. So yeah. Now before before we move on though, again one more thing. Uh, just let's just see if you can. What's the most hated monster of the week for this whole the series? The most hated monster of the week for you, like the one that you're like, eh, meh, meh go away. Uh, for whatever reason. Probably the next one after Yuki was the barefoot, uh, the barefoot king. Yeah, kind of meh. Or it was just like, eh. and it was also like the whole like Yuri obsessed with the comic book thing. Yep, and and just like kid with his like models, it's like eh. Yeah, plus walling off. Um, I mean, and- I mean, it was it was it was uh the cringe of the kid was the fact that that's real. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I feel like the only um the only thing that I can attribute to that monster of the week that I could think of. Uh, liking is I feel like it might actually have the biggest kill count of any monster of the week just from just think about how somebody could be driving in their car and next thing you know they are they are compacted like trash on this yeah, barricade yeah it's like what the hell's, what and with how few cars there are in Japan you got to think that most of those cars were actually being driven at the time yeah. <laughs> so that's the only thing that I like about it other than that I agree um that being said my uh toss into the the hated would be the very first one the golem 
only because I was so anxious about the rest of the series being giant monster battles. Oh, yeah. And that was his kind of his gimmick. But also, he's like a giant, he's got hands on his head with like this massive head <laughs> thing. I liked the hands floating around that bit, but I didn't like where they were. I don't yeah. remember the suit ever looking good. Yeah, it was I'm cool. pretty sure I trashed it. Yeah, it was very uh, good. Episode one, but that's that's been so long since we started this that I can't remember exactly how I felt about it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So then, uh, allies. Yeah, now we go on to the allies. Um, so if we want to do allies that were not common riders, <laughs> that gives us four total. Four. I can, Sora May. Tassel and Luna. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it would have been Sophia, but. Uh, right at the end there. And then Yuki. But, um, yeah. <laughs> who Yuki, is a character yeah. we wish was in the show more, but not. Yeah. Um, uh, so, uh, regular writing through the ages, we talked about, uh, what's her name? Nahasagawa. She was the magic girl in uh, Double. Yes. So she appears in Fose as a teacher for like two episodes. Mm. And like a couple of like s- small scenes throughout this. I'm like, she's a teacher. She should have been there the whole show. Yeah. <laughs> She's like their mat. She's like their English teacher or something. You're like she's been in every episode. What are right. you doing? It's like just the- they're in a classroom. Yeah, teachers come to them. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. Yeah, those of you who don't know. That's how Japanese schools work. In like American schools, uh, if those who don't, maybe if you don't know, in American schools, uh, teachers have a classroom and kids go to that class. You know, there's variations, but the the general idea is teachers have a classroom and students go to that classroom. Yeah, and then they go to another classroom. In uh, Japan, other than labs, like if you're going to the home ec lab or something like that, um, there's a homeroom, and the different teachers come to that room. Mm-hmm. So all the students have their stuff all there. So that that that's the difference there. But anyway, so uh, let's start with uh, Sora. 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 <laughs> I, you know, Nifty. I do. I do really like that they show the Family Guy Buster. Yeah. Right. Um, I there was a moment there. I remember when the she was doing the pins and she's like naming everybody off, and then and she's this, like, and this one here ignores Sora completely. <laughs> yeah, and that's kind of how I feel about him in the show. Like his impact, as far as uh, he did have a cool thing where like he was the reason why that Buster like went with Toma after they had split. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, it was good that he wasn't like in every episode. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely a fine line there. Yeah, um, I feel like uh, obviously you can't have a child actor on set all the time. So he's a little underutilized in my opinion, but I don't know exactly where I would place him other than what we saw. Right. Like I I have no real thoughts. Um, Um, He was great in the manga. Uh, yeah, as a baby, as a baby. <laughs> <Yeah>. or uh, unborn, <laughs> and, we, and we do. You know, we've tossed around the idea of the um, Sky Rider. Oh yeah, like he's he's the writer from the he's he's a Sky Rider or he's the Cloud. The fu- well, he's from the future, and he's he's got the sword that um, Daishinji makes, but he uses Durandal's. Th- uh, book and is able to travel back in time. Yes. And then he fights alongside Buster. Yes. <laughs> so that is our uh, hopeful it's a future movie. Yeah. <laughs> There's been future story. There's been uh, several uh, future writers that have come back in time and done stuff. I mean, so this is, it's on the table. Yeah. You know, it's happened before. Um, yeah. That's our fan fiction that uh, we yeah. want to see. Uh, the and movies. there's also stories of like uh, kids from the future coming back. And being writers and like fight and fighting alongside their, okay okay uh their like previous generation family mm-hmm. you know uh but in one of the shows the characters the character's son from the future 
was played by the same actor who played the character's dad in the past. <laughs> <laughs> so it was like the generation skipped. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. So it's like his son looked just like his dad. <laughs> um, so yeah, so uh, like I thought it was a good idea. Like it was the, like whenever Sora was used, it was good. Yes, yes. Um, I never thought that like Sora was like an irritating character. Nah, and they don't use him like he's not a regular character like uh, uh Goro. Yeah, in seventy one. Yeah, you know, child labor laws were a little bit <laughs> yeah. more lenient yeah. back then. Uh and uh, it's definitely not – well, considering the fact if you look at it, you're like, Goro is almost as smart as Toma. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> back in yeah. 71. Um, so then uh, – Yeah, I wish there was more to say about Sora. I guess it's, yeah. it's kind of in, in closing. So then uh, Luna? Luna, geez. It's just like um, – uh, As big as, – as impactful as she should be on the story, probably the most annoying – because you can basically sum up every one of her scenes as being Luna Toma. Yeah, so she was like the overarching of the story. Mm-hmm. And I think, I mean, she was also the only one who died at the end. Uh, but, uh, mm-hmm. well, I, well, her and Tassel, right? No, Tassel was a force ghost at the end. Luna wasn't. Wasn't she? No. Because I could have swore. It was, it, was all like, the fir- it was the first people. Because I could have swore it ended with her like staring at him and like her, her saying something to him and then him being like, okay, I'll leave. I can't remember. I'm pretty sure it was just all the first people there plus uh, Bahato. Hmm. Oh, I mean, I'm cool with it if she died. Uh, but that's just it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, really, she's a plot device. I yes. mean, obviously. Uh, the most she's interesting thing. She's damsel in distress. Yeah. And uh, the most interesting thing about her is that she wasn't real. Yeah. That she that she was basically just like um, the bait for Toma to come to Wonder World, yeah. <laughs> right? It's just Seriously. honey trap to go to Wonder World, <laughs> but it's just like you know, oh, so, oh, so he's grown up, so let's grow her up, right? <laughs> but but also, um, I think yeah. So it, my favorite part is probably also your favorite part of that episode was then when she was talking about how how unique Toma is as far as the storyteller goes. Yes, you know, because that's really like one of those things that. Um, it without that bit, my personal ranking from Toma would be much lower. Yeah, uh, that definitely makes him stand out. Uh, but other than that, yeah, I can't remember. I can't remember a scene other than that that I actually enjoyed with Luna, and I, I kind of hate that, you know. Yeah, I did um, like the whole thing where like she's she was talking about when like the three of them after she'd grown up, they're like sitting under the tree, and she's like worried about not being real. Oh yeah, and they're just like seriously, it's like, get over on. that. What's the point? Who yeah, cares? you're Luna. Who cares if you're like real or not yeah <laughs> and uh taking it like serious like she's seriously having an identity crisis they're like yeah it's okay <laughs> i mean they're but not wrong that's, that's that, the that was the best thing about it it's just like we accept you either way yeah it doesn't matter like where you come from or like what you're made of you're luna yeah Th- that's the point uh yeah but mostly she was just uh uh the mcgu the mcguffin as a person mm-hmm. yeah um it's just like uh, it could have been done better, but also I think it could have been done worse too. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, um, and I think the idea of like having to save somebody mm. is is good because that's how the idea of that that's what it is as a story. Yeah, it gave Toma a a goal other than just win. Yeah, yeah. You know, because he doesn't have a goal of being the strongest or doing all that. And like you saw it at, at the end, where like. Once he'd accomplished his goal, he had no need to be Saber anymore, you know? Right. I, I feel like, okay, I feel like Luna is one of those characters I will enjoy more the second time I watch Saber. Yeah. Um, because a lot of it, too, 
like as far as my negative opinions have to do with uh, like expectations of, of the pacing and whatnot that kind of fell through in the middle. Um, and then near the end, it was like, okay, now that you're an interesting character, there's just more stuff going on. <laughs> yeah, I do think that this show will benefit from a binge. Yeah. Um, and a binge where we don't stop and talk about each other yeah. for an hour. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, and I think that actually is probably most uh, – like it's 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 helped and hurt many episodes. Mm-mm. Whereas like talking about it has made me dislike certain things mm. and like analyzing it. And but there's also been times where like I didn't like something, but talking about it like talked me into it pretty much. Yeah, same. Or it's like same. But I think uh, especially with Saber, it went negative more than than that because yeah. Saber's not a sh- like Kuga is like a show where you think about it. Yeah, like you think the more you more implications, you're like, "Oh, wow, that kill count is actually kind of crazy." Yeah. You know, or whereas, or, whereas uh, Saber is a show you just watch, you forget about it. And that's what it's meant to be. It's a show you're supposed to watch for a half an hour, mm-hmm. forget about and maybe go remember the cool kicks. Yeah. You know, and yeah. go buy a toy. Much more that, chill. You know, that's the point of the show. So I think yeah, just a binge where it's like half-watch show. Mm. Or even a full watch show, but it's just like, okay, I'll watch like five or six episodes of this and then I'm going to go have dinner or something like that. You <laughs> yeah. Know? Yeah. Um, I think it'll benefit more from that. Yeah. Even if I didn't know the whole thing, I think just in general, it'd probably benefit from that. That's fair. Like yeah. even, even on your first viewing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because like, uh, we always talk about the, the double death, Kento double death. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, like if we didn't talk about it. Yeah. If it's like two minutes later we watched it and he's still alive, you're like, oh, okay, well, yeah, yeah. It would be it would in the same thing as like when you're watching the show and somebody gets like uh like a car accident or something and it mm. cuts away and it comes back and shows them calling out of the car. You're like, oh, okay, yeah, they're alive. Now. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's the anticipation and that gives you time to make these sort of thoughts. Like yeah. this is where this is going. Obviously. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. If we didn't think about it, it's just like he's been. We thought he was dead for five minutes rather than four hours or a week or yeah. anything like that it would have been yeah. a, a different feel to it i agree yeah yeah that's uh, a good point um because yeah i mean that's but yeah this is like the same thing when you're like watching a jason Bourne movie and the bomb blows up or something like that <laughs> and you find out that he's like in duck. a refrigerator yeah the refrigerator type of thing it's like yeah um if that would have cut right there and then he come back next week yeah and then he's in a refrigerator you would have felt seriously chipped Yes. I mean, you felt chipped anyways, but you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You would have like, been like, way, seriously, way, way it would have yeah. been way worse. Of course. Absolutely. Then like, just something happened and we're moving on. Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah, because yeah. you had too much time to ruminate. Too yeah. much time. I think that's the same thing with Luna. I think Luna is like, she'll come and go real quick if you're watching it like more fluidly. Yeah. And then you move on. Yeah. It's like really, because if you're watching it in one big chunk, oh, geez, how many hours is that? It's, it's, it's the same 20... as watching a season of a show. Yeah. Because so, it's like, it's, it's. Uh, 48, 24, uh, 24, you know, 24 hours, but, you know, you cut out the thing like 20 to 22 and a half, something yeah. like that. Okay, fair at, enough. After you cut out all the extras and stuff, which is a, a, about the same as just watching one season of like an American show. True. Like, like a 24 hour yeah. American show. Um, like an episode of 24, season of 24. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I think she'll fare better in something like that. And some, uh, uh, and, um, and then we'll move on to, Probably the uh, the physical embodiment of what of many things in Saber, and that is Tassel, and it is something we didn't <laughs> like that we ended up loving. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Like, I mean, we talked about the music and some of the suit designs and all this stuff, and but like by the time we're done with the show, we're like, I love all those things. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and, like Tassel of... was just like every time Tassel wasn't at the start, of Tassel were like seriously this guy, where it's like all creepy, yeah. and then near the end of it, we're just like, dude, where's Tassel? Yeah, where'd he go? Tassel died. What's he doing? <laughs> um. 
I will say that I did kind of hope that he was going to be the the secret bad guy. Yeah. But, you know, as it kind of went on and it started dawning more and more, okay, that can't be. It would be, like, after about the halfway point, it was like, if he's the secret bad guy, I'm going to hate this show. Yeah. Because it would, you would be too many steps removed from what's been happening. I, I just love the fact that, like, uh, when he all of a sudden became a character in the show. Yeah, like he suddenly, he breaks the, like he wasn't just breaking the fourth wall, he was like literally there the whole time. Yeah. Yeah, it's not like he was reading this story uh, in the, in the like the way that I was viewing his character up to the point that he became real was as somebody telling you the story that's already been. Yeah. Like this, he's already seen the ending, like that was all in the past, here we are, sort yeah. of thing. And then you find out, no, no, no. He was like literally watching it. Yeah. Yeah, like if you're watching it and you're like, is he like, Older Toma or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. no, you find out he's like Toma's predecessor. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And then you find out that like he's he's and then all the crazy things about him like being a first person and creating Wonder World and like yeah. all this stuff and it's just like, you know <laughs> And then Yuri calling him his friend and like all this stuff. It's like yeah. it's he definitely made a turnaround of like as a character. Yeah, so I see him go. He de- he definitely had a uh interesting death too. I mean not erasure from the show, but his physical body certainly yeah. got skewered. Yeah. Uh, 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 he, he had a very good character arc without ever changing. Yeah. Yeah. It was the same him. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's like almost like his his uh, his goofiness and his outgoingness is covering up for the fact of how badly he failed his friend. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Like, There's definitely a darker story there. Yeah. About like, you know, how badly he like misjudged like what they should know and how they should be and all yeah, that stuff. Yeah, you just can't you can't hand out because like yeah, he that's what he did. He just like he handed out power cuz they're his friends. Yeah. He never once thought, "Oh, this person's actually not good." Yeah. Here, he shouldn't have this or do that, Yeah, you know, which is that's tough. I mean, it's a thing to think about cuz it's like, hard to it's hard to think of your friends with that kind of lens. Yeah. So like I can imagine it's really one of those like, yeah, we've all created this startup company together and now we have to divvy out roles and then suddenly somebody's the boss and then things just go wrong. Yeah. <laughs> because it's like now you got to tell them uh hey, you've been slacking off. Yeah. It's holding the rest of us back. <laughs> you know, I'm sure like anybody who's played uh like MOBAs or like, Yeah. An MMO, like you have that one guy that's not putting as much effort as the rest of them, and it's like, hey, come on, or yeah. the guy that's trying way too hard. Yes, <laughs> there's the because there's a flip to that. You have the guy that's Leroy just like, Jenkins in it up. Yeah, so it's like that's the thing. It's like that's a very interesting thing to think about because uh, he's been searching all over for his friends. He found all this power, the amazing things, and what's the first thing he does? He brings his friends over. Right, because it's like. Um, especially too, because you can't just pick and choose. Like, obviously, the first master logos, uh, could have been trusted with more knowledge yeah. and more power. I mean, because obviously he didn't abuse it. Uh, so it's unless like he was you, Isaac, yeah, <laughs> right? <laughs> unless he was. But um, so like, if let's just say you just gave him all of the like, here you can read the book all the way, but you guys can only read the first three chapters. It's yeah. like then they're like, WTF? Yeah, that's not cool. Yeah, it's like what you only need aqueducts. Get out of here. <laughs> yeah, so it's like yeah. So it's uh, so there's like a whole like sadness behind that mm-hmm. of realizing that he failed to see his friends mm-hmm. because he trusted them too much. Yeah, and uh. But yeah, so I thought he was a very cool character to see, and it's a cool transitioning character. Yeah, um, it definitely. You know, I definitely keep thinking about like what's the uh, what's the breadth, the scope of his powers. Yeah, like what all could he have done if he wasn't like like if he didn't just put it all into Wonder World. Yeah, you know, 
it's uh it's interesting to think about like it, what could he have done if he hadn't split up his powers with master logos yeah that too exactly yeah. like uh how much also how much of what we saw could he actually have interfered with and changed but didn't because well, he, he was worried inf- about yeah, he can't interfere the regular world yeah because he, he can't he can't affect anything there mm-hmm. but yeah so it's like how much but it's like how much what if he had talked to the swords of logos earlier and told them that like yeah master logos is going crazy yes yeah, that's what i mean too because it's like uh it's one of those mortal combat raiding situations where it's like yeah you're not allowed to interfere but you can separate everybody yeah <laughs> yeah by like, oh this one's going to be a good fight against this guy and mm-hmm. stuff it's like at what point <laughs> what point is that interfering yeah yeah, so like giving somebody, hey, so just so you know, uh, <clears throat> Storius is plotting on you. Yeah. And you should watch out for him. Yeah. Like, did he know? Or was it, are we only seeing what he's looking at? Oh, no. Think about that. That's why the scenes are switching and stuff. It's like he's flipped the channel. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's flipped the channel now. He's like, let's go see what's going on over here. And that's why we're just um, watching the exact same show that he's showing us. Yeah, it's kind of like, so there's this funny thing about like Stanley in Marvel Comics. Like, Stanley. Is uh, for anybody who doesn't know, Stanley created. He didn't create Marvel Comics because they were called Timely Comics before and all that. He's he's the guy who created Spider Man, the X Men, Fantastic Four. What we come to be known as the Marvel Cinematic Universe, he created like ninety percent of them. Yeah, Doctor Strange, uh, the Incredible Hulk. Uh, he didn't create. Uh, uh, he created Iron Man, but he didn't create uh, Captain America. He was just the one who brought Captain America back after World War Two. Okay. Um. Uh. But. Stan Lee is a character in Marvel Comics. Yeah. Because Marvel Comics exists in Marvel Comics. <laughs> uh, and Stan Lee's the writer of the official comic book reenactions of, like, Fantastic Four Adventures. Okay. <laughs> and uh, there's stories in Marvel Comics of people going to talk to Stan Lee. Oh, okay. okay. Stan Lee uh, was invited to Reed and Sue's wedding, but got, like, turned away. And then, like, also there's this whole thing about, like, Stan Lee, like, they go to, like, the House of Ideas, and they find out, like, Stan Lee is the, the one super being who created, like, everything, but it's, like, all the same. Anyways, um, it's, like, like, I see Tassel in that sort of that way, where it's just, mm-hmm. like, he was kind of just this extra character, and now he's in the story, and he's, like, and then you find out there's so much more about it. Yeah, he's much, much larger. Then, yeah. Yeah. Uh. So, yeah, I think Tassel was a very good, like, addition to the story. Yeah. I mean, looking back now, I don't want him to be a normal dude as far as the way he looks and acts. Yeah. <laughs> 2,000 years in Wonder World, man. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. 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 No joke. That world I wish they would have made his hair normal color in the yeah. flashback and then when he became Tassel, quote, I think, unquote. I think, yeah, we when both When he went agree. from Victor to Tassel, his hair went green. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely it was just been a transformation like, scene there. Show who he was and stuff. So yeah, because I mean, if that's the way he looked all the time, it definitely takes away the sort of uh, the fancy, the uh, the mystery, the not the mystery, the um, the uh, whimsical. No, oh, yeah, you know, nature of Wonder World. So next we have uh, the girl. Yes, the uh, girl. <laughs> every show has a main female lead. Uh, like has since the start, really. When it was like Ruriko in 71, like there's always been at least one main female lead. Yeah, Sakurako, Akiko. Yeah. Izu. Yeah, Izu. Yeah. And in the show, there was other characters, obviously, and sometimes there's more female characters, sometimes there's not. Some seasons, it's like that female lead is like the only girl in the entire show, other than like side characters. Right. Like here's a. 
the one episode unnamed villain number uh, uh, unnamed bystander number three but uh so may and usually they are just people yeah just regular people uh sometimes they change along the way sometimes they don't either way that being said i'm definitely glad that may did not become the next um like Luna or the next Sophia, like yeah, we were it's thinking the, the, that she was the, kind of being groomed to be. Yeah, I like the idea of her just being the normal person. Yeah, she's regular. They, they just need some normal people because everybody else is a writer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it would have been kind of cool if she became the Phoenix Swordsman, but, eh, you know, I'm I'm okay with it. I'm definitely okay. I think looking back now, I don't want that. Yeah. Uh, I think around the time when it was being toyed with, it seemed like a good idea, but now after having seen the show, nah, no. nah, we're good without it. Yeah. Uh, that would definitely take away from her character. Yeah, she's just the normal person. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like uh, uh, in like Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the character of Xander, mm. who's like he spent the entire time just being – like everybody else became like witches and all this <laughs> stuff, and he was just the guy. He's just the witty dude. Yeah, but that that was like his strength. The strength of being the guy who was like who saw everything from the perspective of a, of a normal person. Yeah, it's like you guys are. I mean, like it, later on in the show, he like became a carpenter and like worked on a construction company and started his own business and like took out a loan for an apartment. You know, he was like <laughs> the real guy. Right. Whereas the other person, like they were like battling cosmic super beings and like somehow he just was there. He was part of the group. He was the guy. You know. <laughs> um. So you need that character, I think. It's like um. That one scene from Doctor Who, uh, it's me bringing it up this time, mm-hmm. all three doctors analyzing, going through this super clever way to, to go over 500 years of anal- mm-hmm. analysis with the same uh, sonic screwdriver, sonic screwdriver to, to unlock this door. And then the the lady just opens the door like, oh, it was unlocked. <laughs> you guys never you, even checked. You never even checked it. <laughs> yeah. So Alexander would be the guy to go open and be like, rattle, rattle. Yeah. Okay, it's locked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, this door's locked. Yeah. Or, or this door's unlocked. Because yeah, they've been in so many dungeons, obviously they're locked. <laughs> yeah. That's just how it works. <laughs> yeah. It's like, haven't you been here before? Yeah. Is this your first time? So, yeah. So, I like the idea of May. But I also like the idea of May as May is, like, she also has, like, a job. Yeah. Um, As Toma's, you know, editor. His muse, his flame. No, uh, uh, exaggerating, but. She's, like, his agent. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there, I mean, the scene when we first, when we see them first meeting, it does look like she kind of makes him not bored with life. I mean, it, it's kind of weird to say, but this is a Toma that's not part of the show because this he doesn't get his memories back until episode one. Yeah. So that Toma is a different Toma. Not episode one. It was like episode like 10 or something like that when he gets his memories, all his memories back. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah. But you, you get what I'm saying. Like yeah. when you see him, he's just kind of lifelessly sitting there at his desk, probably he's, he's, having writer's block. He's written this book yeah. that we find out now is more original than any other book ever written. Yeah. And so he's just like, so what am I going to do now? Yeah. He's just like, huh. he's like flicking his pen around. And then she says something interesting. It's like, it's like suddenly he's not animated. Yeah. He's a person. She's the person. Like he, like in that moment, I could think he's thinking, he's just like, oh, what else is there to do? Mm-hmm. I've written my, my masterpiece. I've written my book. There's nothing else. So story is needed a, a May. But, yeah. uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I think that's the idea. Yeah. I think that's the idea he is ne- that, that he was at that point now where. Story didn't have anybody who was normal. Yeah. He didn't have any connection to real life. No, he was surrounded by excellence. Yeah. And uh, so, but Toma has like this in May, a person who's connected to his real world, motivates him and is his friend and mm. like shows him like the wonder of like of being a normal person. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Um, Yeah. She's great. I mean, she's definitely, she's got the weirdest transformation for me because she goes from being absolutely not attractive <laughs> to being like, oh, okay. 
Yeah. And, and this what happens when you see, see a person it. for a long time. Well, yeah. I mean, definitely, too, the hairstyle kind of evolved over time to being, like... She had some bad hairstyle. Yes. Uh, yeah. Um, and, and, like, I think... I mean, this is, like, one of the things... But it's one of those things where, like, they can't have the main female lead, like, beauty overshadow the <laughs> yeah. characters who are supposed to be super beautiful yeah. in the show. Yeah. You know? Like, <laughs> Sophia and, like... They're all supposed to be, like, glamorous. Yeah. Because yeah. they're, like, fantasy characters. Yeah. They're supposed to be, like, princesses and lady knights and all this stuff where Mace is supposed to, It's supposed to be the girl you meet on the side of the street. Right, right. The girl you were working at a barista. Right. You know, she's supposed to be the normal person. So they have to dress her kind of flumpy and, uh, and give her, like, weird mm-hmm. hairstyles to make her look more normal. Yeah, less Because like she's an actress. actress. Yeah. yeah, you know. I'm not saying people don't exist who, are, who work at... Uh, coffee shops who look like that but yeah. on average <laughs> yeah no I, I know what you're saying i mean so they have to like basically de prettier yeah <laughs> that's true um now that's not to say that that's the only thing i've got to say about her I, there was definitely um a, a few moments where i was extremely annoyed with the energy yeah but that's just me usually that means i didn't have enough caffeine yeah um so just chalk that up to my fault i'm just yeah. saying uh i'm not it's not really my style that's not necessarily a bad thing because some people like that. Um, obviously, they wouldn't keep putting it this kind of character in a show if it didn't uh, uh, do well with children. Yeah, at the very least. Yeah, but for sure, if I had to like pinpoint one moment, I think that's my favorite, and I think it's just maybe that's just my favorite episode. I don't know. Uh, but she she's the one that figures out how to get out of the whole salamander situation. Oh, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Where you get to see her actually. Um, do something i mean granted she did have that moment where she emailed all of everyone yeah and that would be cool i mean definitely that's like her premiere moment it's just that eh, there's so many plot holes involved for me yeah. to want to like give that the gold star get to give it a banana sticker yeah. you know what i mean like um uh and there there's more too i'm sure there, there are many more moments that we can name i'm sure you can come up with something well, one of the great things about her character is like she's friends with like everyone yeah and like, like even she's like the only friend of uh, Ryoga yeah. to Reika's <laughs> yeah, yeah, utter horror. <laughs> yes. Yeah, but the funny thing is, is like you watch the show and you think to yourself, oh, I can see it. Yeah. Like if I met her, like I would not want to dislike her, and most likely I would want to be like I would end up being her friend. Mm-hmm. She's somebody who like knows everybody at every shop she goes to. Yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know. Uh. And so that's great because it's like uh, it's like every, when uh when she got taken it was just like everybody's like we got to help her. Yeah, it was doom and gloom. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Uh I you know th- mentioning that I hated the suit but the the arc was cool. I wish it had a bigger impact afterwards. Yeah. Like I felt like if this was a, a like a legit drama she'd be emotionally scarred. Yeah. And there would be discussion about how none of those people were returned to normal and kind of just yeah. soaked and attacked from two people but whatever. Yeah. Uh but yeah, that that whole arc was cool. Definitely it uh made Rintaro and May's relationship much more interesting and Toma's and May's relationship yeah. much more interesting and then Zuos and Rintaro's in relationship yeah. like a lot went on. Um and it's almost like after that, seeing the impact it had, I feel like Storius probably should have done something with that. Um, but he took Luna, I yeah. guess. So it kind of evens yeah. out. Uh, I think that's too. I think that that May was so good as a character that it kind of took away from Luna. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, yeah, I feel like I should. We should have mentioned that when we were talking about Luna, but I guess it works hand in hand, right? Yeah, it's just like 
we we grow with May. Like she's there episode one. She's with us the whole way. Luna's like kind of like you said, just the MacGuffin. She's yeah. not really a person. Yeah. She's an item. Um, but like you could have made you could have done that with May. But then she would have been gone from the show too long and then yeah. you know. Yeah. But like even when Sophia was gone, it was like but when May was gone, yeah. Big deal. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's there's a lot that happened with the order when Sophia was gone, but yeah. um you know what I'm saying. Yes. Like like emotionally the characters felt things. Yeah. Uh, uh, when May was gone, yeah. whereas with Sophia, it was more like a, ah, what, what do you do when there's no supervisor? <laughs> yeah, it's like I guess we work. Is yeah. this how we do things? Yeah, so it's like yeah, um, there has been almost no. Uh, I'm trying to think. I think I'm trying to think of like the main female lead. I'm trying to think of one I disliked of the ones I can really think of, and I think in Zio maybe Tachiomi, but she was so cool in her own way. Because she was like, she was the exact opposite. Whereas like in Zio, she was the one who was like not normal. Mm. Like he was just a guy walking through. And then the base story of Zio is like, he's going to become the the demon king in the future. He's going to become the great overlord and take over the world. Mm. And and they come back and uh, uh, Gates is coming back to kill him. And back in time to kill him, and Tachiomi comes back to like, we can't just go go back and kill this guy for something he hasn't done yet, right? And so then they like are trying to make him a better person. Okay, okay, yeah. yeah so right. it's like he's he, so she they're both from the future, yeah. So she's from the future, and he's like a normal guy. So she's probably my least favorite of them, but that's probably because of like there mo- much more could have been done with that character. But like, mm. I can't really think of a main female lead in a writer show that I dislike. There's been times when I wanted more for them. Yeah, I mean that's that's too is like separating um how let down you feel about how they, it could have been versus yeah. whether or not you actually feel strongly that you dislike this this person. Yeah, there's never been a I don't think there's ever been a female lead that I disliked. There's been a there's been many things that would be like there's so much more that could have been done with this. Mm. Hina and O's could have been so much better. She was good, but she could have been so much better. Right. And then like uh f- there's a way a lot of characters in Fose cuz they were a whole club. <laughs> um literally the common writer club in high club in high school so it's like all that uh yeah i can't really think off the top of my head if I, if I went through all of them maybe i could find one that i right uh especially with your if you're analyzing it trying to find someone that you dislike deno was the hard one no i was wrong like, I was never mind change my mind no i'm fine uh something happened in deno and i don't know what happened behind the scenes where the character got de-aged and so for the like last third of the show the character was played by a kid hmm. uh so but the character itself was great um, so now, uh, let's move on to the actual writers. Yeah. And so, um, I think we should just, we should probably go backwards to like probably the least amount of time from the least to the most amount of time. So like that'll end on Toma. Yeah. So the, the writer that had the least amount of time as a writer would be Disast. Disast. Yeah. Cause he was a Phoenix Swordsman for 0.2 seconds. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, and also he works more into like this line, this, the other section of like non-writers. So I think this would be a good transition. To- yeah. Yeah. So like, yeah, Disast. Disast is a character where like for a huge section of the time, you didn't think he was going to be a character. For, for somebody who did nothing, he was the most like interesting yeah like uh this is an example of where the waiting week by week is kind of better yeah because every week you're like what could disaster do next week yeah and come up with all these wacky ideas of how he's just gonna pop out of the ground and stab Kami Joe in the friggin' back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it's like he you travel to a- Avalon, you come out of it, and you're in the woods somewhere, and then dude just comes up and just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Gotta go. The main villain. <laughs> yeah. It's like, what? 
and then gone again. Yeah. And we and we talked about the fact that like I really liked what they ended up doing with the character in the fact that he had no yeah that uh that like the point of his character is that there was no point to his character. I mean, there there is something to be said about having such a good character arc that you turn the least favorite writer into one of the most popular writers. I'm not just saying about me. I think in general, uh, people ended up liking Ren when otherwise yeah. he was a throwaway character that it's like, can you please stop Yeah, just showing him? <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, disaster, disaster stole the show for that whole portion of time. Like, he, he could not continue to exist, I feel like. Yeah. Without hurting the show. Yeah. He had a he had a good uh, thing. I like the, I like the, like, you're a failure. There's nothing for you in life, which in this show is like that's the idea of the show is like stories. Mm-hmm. And so basically he's he's an he's like fruit seller number three, you know, <laughs> yeah. who becomes yep. the most powerful person in the world type of thing. My cabbages. Yes. Yeah. Uh, there. I haven't read it, but there's a book called NPCs. And the whole thing is about like what the NPCs do after, when the hero, character's not around. Oh, OK. Yeah. <laughs> When the hero's off battling, they're just back at the town doing stuff. Right, know? right. Um, that actually reminds me, too, of this like this kind of a sketch comedy thing. It's called Viva La something. I don't know. But um, they do a lot of random NPC and whatever, blah, blah, blah thing. And there's this one where this guy, he's got like sentience. And uh, like every so many minutes, this fisherman guy will walk around the pond and say the same line over yeah. and over again. And she's like, he's dro- slowly driving him insane <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because he can't escape it. Oh, there's a Proteus Easy sketch about like characters in Pokemon. So what are you going to do today? Oh, I was thinking about going on to Route 12 and standing there forever. Yeah. Forever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, disaster, like his whole interaction with Ren and all that stuff. But like... uh. We came up with all these crazy ideas of, like, what disaster would be. Mm-hmm. And, like, I don't know if those would have made him a better character or not. Mm-hmm. It's hard to sp- it's hard to say. I mean, there's – it's like on one hand, I want things to be more fleshed out. But on the other hand, um, the bit with Rin was so good that it's almost like – The thing is, it's like also I, I've been known to complain about the fact of making everything connected. Yeah. Yeah, not because you you know like I mean, the as, as much as where... can can because he's still in Megiddo, so he's still connected in there, right? But like the whole thing is about like making him Kami Joe, not making him Kami Joe, but making him Hayato, yeah, like uh or all that stuff is like that would have made it like more connected. But I think the I think I got more of a uh, uh a better vibe from it about the fact that like yeah he's he's an extra character mm. and he really shouldn't be part of this story but yeah. he refused he's like is it is is like destiny really that important which yeah. was like a constant overall in the i mean story. it definitely if uh if you view it like the way that if you take that it definitely segues neatly into the story of toma yeah. sort of uh conflict yeah because it's, it's like, like he's proof that you know yeah so there's this whole thing of like uh the story has a whole thing about like destiny and like predetermination and all that stuff but it's like it comes at it with like a different way because it's like Toma's destined to be the hero and all this stuff and it's just like and then disaster is destined for nothing yeah he has no destiny it's not even fighting against destiny it's just existing without one yeah which is like a whole different like view to talk about you know you know because it's always about like going against your destiny yeah like or going with your destiny it's like what if you just don't have a destiny yeah it's like uh, i'm just you're standing there it's like everybody in the universe has a destiny except you Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah 
Yeah, you're the you're the uh, the undestined one. <laughs> yeah, you're not even on the page. Yeah, you're like a floating word. I think I mentioned it in the thing where it's the whole story about uh, the challenges of the unknown, which is like the heroic oh, story yes. of of, of uh, uh, Final Destination, but like taking to a superhero level, where like they survive when they shouldn't have, so they're no longer part of the des the book of destiny, so they're able to do things outside of the normal realms of stuff. Right. Which is like, but that's like, but his ass just never had one to begin with. Yeah. <laughs> he was, he was extra. Yeah. He was, just, <laughs> he was brought out for, uh, and that's kind of a fault of, uh, I guess that's the one thing I would like to be neatly tied up, which we've talked about is that it doesn't make sense for Kami Joe to have brought him out. But now that he's out, you know, I think it was just like create chaos. Yeah. 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 But, um, but yeah, so it's like, now you're here. It's like you, you were brought out for no reason. Joe for was, was planning to mess up. He knew story of planning of something. He knew the disaster. You know, I'm sure that he, he had to have been, he would be an idiot to think that story. If you look, if you think about safe. it in the long run. Yeah. Disaster is the reason why story was failed. You can say that, yeah. yeah. I mean, well, you can say that about everybody. Right. Could, that, well, that's <laughs> what I was about to get at. It's like that, that works for everybody. It's, it's certainly true, though, that disaster did have an impact. On um, Ren, and Ren was responsible for two wise men dying. Yes. <laughs> yes. Two, two uh, which actually now. Which let Kento go. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yes. And then not to mention straight up killing Kamijo, I'm sure. Well, yeah, we never talked about the wise men. No. Because... Because they, just they like, end up falling into a monster of the week thing. Yeah. I, I remember I was gonna. Um, one of the things I was gonna bring up is like which which uh, which storyline did you kind of feel, or which aspect of the story you feel like was not used enough or not yeah. like you wanted to see more of this because it's like what we bring up the sages and then I was thinking okay they're gone because they were killed off by Master Logos and then it was cool that they were brought back from the dead and then you find out oh okay they're just. They might as well just be statues. Yeah. They, they, they might as well be floating energy. They could be anything Yeah, as far as what their purpose is. They're just an obstacle to overcome. Yeah. They put a barrier you have to jump. You know? So kind of a disappointment. Yeah. Like to the point where we couldn't even really be bothered to remember their names. Yeah. <laughs> um, Which is cool. Yeah. It's a bit of a letdown. It's almost like they're not worth mentioning yeah. over any other Monster of the Week. So Didn't kind of a that bummer. they all look the same. Yeah. They just have different weapons. Yeah. Big, big, uh, <laughs> big oof. Um, so, uh, the next writer with the least amount of time would be the next, uh, Valchion, so Bahato. Mm-hmm. Well, that, I guess, Sophia. But, you know, as a character, she's done more. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so. Uh. Yeah, Bahato. I mean, okay, so I, granted, talked a lot about this character, mostly because the, uh, the plot with, between him and Tomo was kind of cut and dry a little bit, uh. Straight, you know, has been done many times before, and it's been done to death, mm -hmm. right? So it's like every time I have to hear this monologue about why we should just end the world or why the world is worth living, it's like, oh god, here we go. Yeah. Uh, that being said, he had one of the cooler transformations where like, it just went silent. Yeah, dead silent. It's like definitely unique as far as the rest of them concerned. Yeah, because everybody else is just like, blam, 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 blam. Right. Yeah. Almost yeah. to the point where I think I think Storius has a similar thing and it just didn't have the same impact. Yeah. Because it's like, no, we already seen that before and it was with an orange suit and that's much cooler. Yeah. Orange is my favorite color. Um, I did like the character mm. of Bahato, especially for him to like uh, his relationship with Yuri. Mm, yeah, I that is definitely one of those um, I would love a side story about. Yeah. Like them in the past or, mm. you know, something like that. Because it's definitely one of the relationships I would like to have seen do something more. Fleshed with. out more. Yeah, yeah, a little bit more interaction between the two of them. But I, but I did like Yuri being like, uh, I can't deal with I've tried. 
Tell me why don't you try now? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but or in May. Yeah, that but one bit. You know what I'm talking it, about? Yeah, <laughs> but <laughs> why me? <laughs> yeah, Here, here's Instagram. Oh wait, no, you should kill humanity. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I did. L- I liked it as also it shows like it was the proof that they don't always win. Mm, yeah, because he did die, and he would have been useful. Like if they could have no, won. I mean, like his family died and all this stuff. So it's, it's proof that the swordsmen. Oh, oh the swordsmen. Yeah, yeah. That it's proof that the swordsmen don't aren't always victorious. Yes, yeah. which is like because that was really a, a tragic story in the yeah. Like, like if you were to think you about know, it, you know, like uh, having uh, to kill your best friends because one killed the other one's family, and then that <laughs> one killed that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. yeah and so, like, yeah, it's a really good. Like show of like yeah um they don't always win no like it, it's like you think this is a story book but sometimes uh people's families get killed by their best friends <laughs> <laughs> right um I'm pretty sure that that was the dark swordsman that it was a cali- it was a caliber who did it oh that killed the his family or whatever I think I so. mean I think that was us yeah we assumed that the he had the dark swords Yuri was the light and Bahato had the void yeah um just because there's three of them and there's three swords so but I don't know if was it ever actually um specified that that was the case like it was ever clarified that is no i don't think so uh i mean i just feel like we should assume that because otherwise why even have the third guy be a part of the swordsman of the logo swords of logos you yeah know? um i mean short of, he needed the betrayal i guess but yeah it was he, just like uh just it, i mean it could have been anything really yeah because he could even have been a friend that wasn't of the swords it, of logos we it was a sword he, i know i'm saying this what i'm saying yeah so, so what sword and so the only sword that's left of those three is the um yeah uh the caliber bit and plus at that point in the story um we're seeing a lot of caliber doing evil things because they saw the future and this was the only way to prevent it right yeah so you could always attribute he killed his family for no reason just because in the future something worse happened and this was the only way to stop it you know what i mean yeah because i mean that's never it's never explained why he killed his family just that he went crazy and yeah, lust for power is what it was described as. Yeah, which is how all the calibers were. Yeah, described in he, my mind, he is uh, cal- he is caliber. Yeah, yeah, because <laughs> which is, gives us hope for Sophia's character. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> become evil. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh, it was a good showing for the like he disappeared as just like a fight sequence in that movie, mm-hmm. and then when he showed up, you're like, oh yeah, there's actually something to this character. Yeah, yeah, you know. Uh, part of the short, the the short movie, yeah. So, uh, short film. I think. I kind of wish it was a full film. Yeah. Um, there could have been a lot of things going on yeah. there. Um, there would have been a lot of like, why he got an emotional dragon and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, so I think next would be uh uh like if we want to talk about like just time is right or we probably need to go with Sophia mm-hmm. then. Um, yeah. I I liked how they like actually developed Sophia's character mm. into, like, I'm not a real person. Yeah, at first she starts off as um, just, like, the leader, seemingly, of this group, uh, kind of mysterious in the way you'd expect, the like, the secret organization Swords yeah. of Logos to be. Um, and then you find out that, actually, no, she's a clone of this, or not even really a clone. She's a copy. Yeah, clones, I don't think, the right word. Yeah, she's, like... She, well, she was, she was created based on the te- again, yeah, based on Luna. Yeah, so like an image of yeah. So to be like Luna's replacement, she's like yeah. a copy, key copy. Yeah, and then you find out that she had this plan to stop this by being imperfect and taking the spot. Yeah, which was like 
a cool idea, actually. Yeah. But then she got whacked out of the sky. So now you're totally useless. Yeah. Because this is after, this is already a sort of Logos, well, this is, it's not, you can't call them that, I guess, at that point. This is already a group that doesn't need you to lead them, but hey, welcome back. Yeah. And then. Yeah, because she got kidnapped. Yeah. For like a long time. <laughs> and so then it comes to the point where it's like, what's your purpose here? What do you do for us? Yeah. Um, well, you just whip out your swordsman skills because you've had that all this time. Yeah. Which, eh, why not? I mean, you're around him the whole time. There's no reason why Yeah. you haven't picked up she's, a thing or two. Uh, you know, yeah. She's around all these swordsmen. Why not? And um, as an artificial being, it's like there's no telling what she can do. Oh, um, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Is she just a part of the Matrix? Download Kung Fu? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so it's like, I think they had much more for her in idea-wise. I think so. But uh, it's a common thing. I think she just got put aside by the fact that there's so many of them. Yeah, I, f- I feel like this is definitely one of those um, loss of qu- uh, quality because of quantity situations. The du- Like I said, double-edged sword, this is where you get bit. Yeah. Uh, by uh, we the blade. Talk, we, um, I mean, it happens all the time in, in shown when we talk about it all the time, about how characters that like should get their own shows or something like that mm-hmm. don't. You know, yeah, and she's definitely not even one of those. So it's like, what time do you cut? Yeah, and uh, plus, I think you said that she was in. Uh, she's a singer. Yeah, so she probably has other things going on. Yeah, so that kind of limits what's you know happening here. That being said, I don't really, I don't feel strongly about her, like for or against. Like yeah. I don't really want more of her. Just other than like wanting things to smoothly, yeah. You know, like I want more of her only for the sake of smoothing things out, not because I want to see more. So yeah. I don't know if that's good or bad. Um, so it would have taken away, but I wonder if they were thinking, and I I do think they were planning on more with a fake with fake Sophia, right? With the reds, I I felt like that was um just a hint of something that they had planned, like maybe a whole double yeah. angle, and maybe them having to join together to become one entity to summon Luna or something like that. Yeah. Like who knows? Um, yeah, but like I said, sacrificed based on um. Time. I mean. That's how most things get sacrificed in stories. Is yeah. based I, on. T- I kind of. I really do want to see what their original plot skeleton was going to be. Yeah, like, you know, like this is what we had in mind, and this is where things went. Not, I want to say wrong, but this is where we had to start making adjustments. Yeah, you know, just to see the the transcript. It, I mean, like, <laughs> there, it is possible that like Ren was not was supposed to be much less, mm. but like people liked Ren. Yeah, and like they they wanted him to be better or something like that. So you never know. Um. But yeah, it's like it's really hard to talk about Sophia because it's like there's so little, even yeah. though she was in the first episode and the last episode. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I guess I can say that, like me, she has a just a huge, huge forehead. Yeah. Just absolutely. I think that happens because of the way you both carry your hair. You <laughs> put your hair back, and so does she. Right. <laughs> um. Um. So yeah, it, it, this is also because we, we kind of touched on this when we were talking about May. Is that she was like, oh, she's so glamorous and like, yeah, she was meant stuff. to be glamorous, and it's like, eh, she's yeah. well, she's meant to be the glamorous older lady, right? Um, I mean, she definitely, she definitely has the um, the aura, I guess. Yeah, you know, she has uh, she has the presence. Yeah, the presence of um, like class. a duchess. Yeah, of yeah. like somebody who's who's high high You're class. Like, oh, should I should I bow? Yeah, is this one of those yes chef situations? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, chef. <laughs> um, I did love the fact that she called everybody by their 
by their by their uh, yeah like blade she didn't call him Rintaro yeah they yeah call that definitely Rintaro. sets them apart yeah yeah saber it, it, instead of yeah Toma. calls it saber calls it you know all of them I like you know, that. which I think that's really cool because it's almost like uh it's almost like she would say she would be saying like Sir Lancelot instead yeah. of just Lancelot yeah uh I mean that's kind of a harsh equivalent but you, you get my point. yeah it's like uh so uh next uh. It would be the si- the siblings. Yeah, it has to be the siblings. I think. Yeah. So it's Ryoga it has the le- least time compared yeah, to d- compared to Sabella. Um. So here's the oh, thing. Right. Here's the short, the skinny, if you will. I like it, but provides very little to the show. Yeah. Uh. I do. I do like him. It's just that his bit was very short lived, and that was to be just kind of a speed bump on the way to Isaac. Yeah. And then after that, you just kind of had to force him into the show. I, I love the fact that they turned him from like. A hardcore like monster into the fact that he's just he's just socially an awkward. He really is. <laughs> that, yeah. The fact of the matter is, is he's not like he's not like a mean person. He just doesn't know how to talk to people. Yeah. He looks exactly like the kind of guy who's bred to be standing around a throne room, like yeah. silently, like they're doing all the work and talking about saving the world and stuff, and he'd just be back there, like, eh, it's my job to just kind of make sure none of these people attack that guy. <laughs> yeah. So. Um. You know, like he, he yeah. definitely he he looks and stands like somebody who doesn't get out very much yeah you know uh so well done yes and like i said i like him and definitely the the sentai crossover really made him stand out yeah i just don't know whether to count that it's it's canon it is canon yeah it's just um but as far as like as far as the main it made it it easier to count as canon that they're from another world yes yeah yeah (laughs) but but you know what i mean as far as like his his impact on the plot other than having the sword yeah meh you know, I mean, a cool fighting style. I like Durandal's suit. Yes, as Durandal. Yeah, I mean, he's okay. Here's the thing: as far as like just a, out of nowhere, top five for me. Yeah. But I wouldn't put him in the top five in the ranking. You yeah, know? it's just uh, and, and the things I don't even necessarily know if I want more to have been done with him. Yeah, in in yeah, this I, story, I think he is good the way he is. Yeah, I want I want more stories with him. Yeah, but this story, like when he was by himself, when him and Reiko were by themselves. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, I like I'm looking forward to the Sentai movie yeah. with him in it. Yeah. You know, that's going to be fun. Uh, hopefully they do like his own little standalone movie in the future or maybe like with Blades or with, you know, yeah. Espada or just however they want to do it. Maybe never see him again, but hopefully I see him again. Yeah. Just as far as this story goes, there's never been a moment where I'm like, ah, wish they given him. Have it was here. Yeah. Yeah. Two more episodes of this. Yeah. Because I, I think the one time uh, we were complaining about that. We realized, oh, it's because this entire episode was before this, and now it would have all made sense. Yeah. Just that one little bit there. Yeah. And I'm sure, I'm sure there's probably some time where I said something like that. But in hindsight, having seen it all now, I don't want to put him anywhere. Yeah. He um, did. Uh, both him and Reika had the problem of. I've th- I've told you this before. They do this. Um, this t- the two problems in Common Rider. They do it is like when they have a villain who was legitimately a villain. Yes. And then be- joins the the good guys, they have to comedically. Make, yeah. They have to comedically down them because they have to basically de-edge them. them. Yes, de-edge mm-hmm. them, you know, soften them up, which is the same word. Yeah. Um, de- no, de-edge. <laughs> <laughs> to, to dull, if they, you will. They have to smooth over those edges. Yeah. Um, And also, it's the classic... Um, they were super powerful until they became allies and then they became just as strong yeah, as everybody else. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that is a bit of a letdown. Um, and it definitely, it definitely didn't sit well with me with, with the way that he gets beaten by Toma as far as like Toma just getting this eyesight ability that isn't explained. Yeah. It's like not touched upon. You just kind of have to accept it. 
You just kind of sit on it. Yeah. It's like, there you go. It happens. It happens a couple times, and then it's just like, yeah. oh, okay. At the very least, they brought it back again. <laughs> Still you know didn't explain mean? it, but he did it again. <laughs> yeah. So it's not like a, it wasn't just a one-time gig, but I don't know. It still it still feels cheap. Yes. I suppose. It, not earned. We've talked about this. Yeah. Yeah. We have full-on rants. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, but yeah, yeah. So they, the, um, but I did like the fact that, like, the way they comedified him, mm-hmm. uh, made you actually realize what his character was before. Yes. It, yeah. it wasn't that he was just like the stoic loner. He was just really awkward. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's just like, oh, yeah, that's nice. That's like a, that's like a, if it's one of those, like, if you don't talk, people think you're smart things. Yes. <laughs> yeah. You're just, you have glasses on and you're in the corner by yourself. Yeah. You must be intelligent. Really. People, you're people just think like, he's just angry and hardcore, but it's just like, I don't know what to say. Like, uh, <laughs> internally screaming. Uh, and then we comes, comes to Reka. Reka. Strong start. Yes. She was better before she became a writer. Yes. Horrible, horrible finish. Like, yeah. Dear God. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, really? yeah, if, if you've been following along, you already know how much I've complained about just the same joke in the same. It's not even necessarily in a different context. It's the same joke the same way over and over. Yeah. It got a little better with the May bit getting thrown in there to, to, to like make it like almost reason why. But then it's <laughs> just like, OK, come on. But before that, really cool. Yeah, I mean, when she was just that. I hated her. Yeah. Hate. Yeah. Strong, strong hate. Yeah. It's like, can somebody deal with this, please? Yeah. Can't you not see? She's manipulating everything. Everything. And, yeah. Um, which I think that's that's kind of uh That's what made it harsher when she when so Yeah. It definitely made it worse. Is cause you go from this person that is I don't know if being trusted by Isaac is the right word. That's not quite right. But you you were left with this task. And you had a goal, and you did it. Like you definitely you bred strife. Yeah, you made things as difficult as possible while still doing like collecting the books uh, for this guy who you're not questioning, but that's you know eh, that's you don't need a motive. Um, and uh, being the only actual female writer is kind of a big deal. Yeah, I mean we we kind of had the the caliber feminized suit. At the yeah, end, but you know as far as like an actual female writer i don't think i would actually count sophia in my mind like if i if you were to list them off um like if you were to start from finish like you were saying the earliest female writer all the way up to the end you're probably not listing sophia in that you're probably going to list that all depends like right now no but it all depends on like what will happen with the movies oh yeah 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 agreed with that because like in uh in uh i I feel like i talk about all the time in kiva uh, Ixa was the secondary writer, but Ixa was passed around to like five people. Okay. And in uh, like in like one scene, like two different in like not one scene, but in two different scenes, a female used it once. Okay. But I don't consider them to be Ixa. Yeah. Um, there's two people who I think to be Ixa, and the other three were a Kate. Oh, four. Yeah, there was there was four people because there was another guy who was Ixa too. Um, they were just like also Ixa. Okay. And like in and like I talk about this all the time. In 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 uh Fies, those belts were flown around like they were everybody had a chance to be <laughs> to be uh It's the village bicycle. Uh, yeah, everybody right. had a chance to be Fies or um Kaiza. And it's just like and several times there was female people who do it. And like when the suit came on it was the same guy in the suit. Yeah. But <laughs> but I don't consider them to be female writers. Right. And, like, you won't usually see them in, like, the compilations of female writers and stuff like okay. that. Okay, yeah, yeah, Um, But, like, I do consider Skuyomi to be a female writer, Kamen Rider Skuyomi, 
from uh, Zio, even though she transformed in the very last episode. Okay, just because, yeah. But in the movies, she does. Okay. So, like, if Sophia transforms into Caliber in the next, like, two or three movies, then... At that point, you'll make it official. Yeah. Okay. But right now, she That's just... Fair. For one fight, she was Caliber. So, fair. yeah. So, that being said, Reka being the only real uh, female writer in this series, um, like, her first reveal, totally deadly. Mm-hmm. It was great. I like I was saying earlier, like when she wasn't a writer, she was great. I think she was great up until Durandal. Yeah, I mean, I think that's fair. Up yeah. until Durandal showed up. Yeah, because then at it's, that point she had the big bro who was yeah. the most powerful. Yeah. Um. So that means her power had to be docked, yeah. and then comparatively, they both had to fall. And I almost wish this would have been like what I would have done. I would have had it all be the exact same almost, except I would have gender switched Ryoga and it would have been like little sister big sister yeah I think that would have been dope and that would have been like a much like still uh, like it would have been less of a like a bro con thing about like you're not talking down to my big sister type thing yes um because it would also have been like I think and you could have even had like the like we said but we do love Ryoga but I'm just saying that like if I wanted to like yeah if you wanted to spice it up yeah and then it but it would have been the same thing she's considered the hardcore and all that but it's also she's socially awkward too type thing yeah and uh then it would have been even cooler to have the friendship with May yes and then it could have been and then Reika could have been jealous of her sister having a friend yes (laughs) and I think it would have been like a more satisfying like triangle relationship triangle thing yeah yeah. Uh, so like that would that would have been my my desire to switch. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I definitely also did like the uh kind of fog insect combination. Smoke, smoke, smoke insect kind of. Yeah. Very the mist. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I dig it. Yeah. She um, was the she was the smoke swordsman with the insect thing. And I don't know if they necessarily actually took. It's like okay, so like we see we see her lose to enemies that have been beaten by other swordsmen as as far as the power scaling thing goes, but we never actually see her get beat up by people she was beaten by caliber um yeah like caliber and disaster like caliber because he could see where it was going and disaster because he's like smells her yeah he could smell and then a derivative so like um and we didn't actually see her fight kenzen who i feel like would have had a good chance because of the wind yeah or no we did didn't we like a little bit barely any but at that point his wind was locked yeah but we never actually see her um like fight daishinji and buster again so it's still possible that she could just totally wipe the floor with them because her power is that much different yeah but that also comes to i think my biggest gripe of the series which we've just we've discussed is that there was never ever really a uh uh skill versus skill matchup it was always like i am just generically stronger yes it's like your typical i am level 12 you are level 10 yes doesn't matter what you can do there is no status elements here yeah that kind of thing uh i would have liked it better if it was which like is a, like less apparent when they're not swordsmen yeah where the general idea you think of of swordsman is skill. Mm-hmm. It's not strength. When you're punching, yes. you think, oh, yeah, well, he's more powerful. Yeah. So you, you see what I'm getting Yeah, at. or so, he's more faster or something. But, yeah, because they're swordsmen, it stands out more because of skill. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, so I, I see what you're saying there. Yeah, so, this, so she was the she was the biggest, um, not offender, but the biggest point where I realized this is the kind of thing I want and then I'm not getting. Mm. So, uh just because she mopped the floor with Buster. Yes. Using kind of that sort of thing. It's like, oh, and I'm fog. Or I'm smoke. I'm yeah. sorry. It's like, whoosh. Yeah. And punch, 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 punch. But with a sword. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then uh, it was kind of weird. She got, uh, 
she got trapped to the wall that one time, I think. Like we, I think that was when Caliber was just coming back and we found out it was Kento. I think it was Caliber? Somebody, like, I don't remember how she got stuck to the wall, but it was kind of interesting. It was either Caliber or... Was was that Falchion? Hmm, maybe. Maybe, because I think it was around that time because it was not under that, in that, like, under yeah, yeah. thing. But yeah, so... uh oh, Yuri? It could be Yuri. Somebody trapped her in a ball of light. That could, okay, that could definitely probably be Yuri then. It's hard to say. Yeah, I can't remember what that meant. But yeah, so like with that variation, I think it would have been a much better character of like a younger sister, big sister type mm-hmm. thing. Uh, yeah, because the uh, you already know how I feel about that trope. Yeah. It's played out. Yes. Um, um. So when it needs to be done, it needs to be done well. Otherwise, I'm just kind of over it. Yeah. And I hate to be that guy, <laughs> but I am. I'm definitely a little bitter, a little yeah, jaded the, every the, now and then. The bro and siscon thing is, it is very played out, but then most things are very played out. Mm-hmm. I mean, at least it's not like some huge age disparity where I feel gross looking at it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> where it's just like she's eight and he's yeah, like 45. Like, it's like, <laughs> yeah. He's like, Whoa. he's like 35 and she's like 28. Yeah. Or yeah. Something like that. So it's like, yeah. okay, whatever. Um, But uh, other than that, I think the actress did very well. Yes. Yes. Um, she, I mean, she she did very well with what she was given. Yeah, I agreed. Yeah, agreed. Because you definitely got to see her strengths. And we and early we both on. say it, and we'll say this probably with both of them is like if it wasn't for that crossover, they would be much lower. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, that's why it's almost like you, you, there's like you could rate them two different ways. It's like they're all the way at the bottom, and then they're kind of in the middle. Yeah. Um. Uh, at least you know just because that it was such a good crossover. Yes, this crossover done right. I think it's definitely. Again, I'm gonna say it again. It was just definitely one of the stronger crossovers that I have seen. Yes, maybe even the best. It is one of the better Sentai crossovers I have seen. Uh, as somebody who like watches very few, few Sentai, I've seen a couple, but very few Sentai. But I always watch the crossovers. Mm. I think this was one of the better ones. Uh, there's been funnier moments in the other ones, and that's just the character relation things. Okay, yeah. But uh, like when. Drive is interrogating a ninja in, in a police station who op- op- openly admits that he's a ninja because they're ninja who don't hide. That's the whole s- s- uh, yeah, the, the, gimmick. the gimmick of the show, uh, which is hilarious. But um, uh, yeah, so the next writer. Be Yuri, right? Yuri. Yeah. Uh, cycle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so the now. Yuri is weird as far as uh, my opinion of him as the story goes. He starts off. Uh, is a weird um, hooded figure, yeah. and so I don't really have an opinion. And then he gets like this really strong showing that's cool, and then just plummets hard. as hard as he can yeah. into the ground uh, for being an annoying plot device. Which you show, uh, like you explained to me as we were going along, kind of how it has to be done. Um, yeah. Otherwise, it wouldn't work as a show with the power level difference. He would just solve every problem. Yeah, it's like you can't have Superman in the Justice League doing normal stuff. No, it, so like, well. Uh, we say this, and I think it helps with, like, because uh, people get this, because we talk about Naruto and Dragon Ball Z a lot, because, like, mm-hmm. that's the same Or, like, time. My Hero. And, yeah. And... Can you imagine if Tsunade, not even, like, even farther back, you imagine if the the third Hokage mm. just went with them on every mission? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So like, <laughs> like if he had gone to the temple in the 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 mist to like to build the bridge, yeah, that, that wouldn't have been a story. No, it would have been like Zabuza's there. <laughs> Zabuza's there, like, and well, he hides in the shadows as he should because this is not a fight he wants. They're walking with the Hokage. Yeah. The, that guy didn't have enough money to hire Zabuza because yeah. the third Hokage is there. Yes, yeah, so, so it's just like 
that's why they have to like downplay him a little bit. Right. Because by the time he is like a full character again, they're more up to his level. Right. Now suddenly he's uh and he's still got to show off sometimes. Yeah. You know. But it, it was he certainly had unique abilities that the others don't. Right. Which allowed him to show off like he could heal and do all that stuff. Yeah. Like, but it was definitely a very grating set of episodes where he was uh almost hurting the group by existing rather than helpful yeah. it's like if you weren't here we might have been able to figure something else out but we assume this and blah 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 it, it did help um, though we, like when we learned that like he's a thousand years old or whatever and he lived by himself yeah yeah and that definitely is gonna like when he became uh issue uh episode one when he got like episode one or whatever it is called the colorful one mm-hmm. full, full color i think it's called or something like that uh that helped. Yeah. And and certainly I, the, in the my whole opinion thing. that's when it started to go way back up. Yeah. Yeah, cuz it was so it's like it's like neutral up, way down, way back when up. When you started to re- learn like the reason why he's not friendly. Yeah. Cuz last time didn't work out so well. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It a cool um, and like he was cool like bringing Tassel into the story. Mhm. Yeah. And then he was the one that found out just like, "Oh, like cuz you're watching it and you think to yourself cuz we keep getting told he's going to become the new tassel. Yeah. And you're like, why would anybody go against that? Yeah. Like, what's the problem? What, yeah. Like, you, and then the you realize, it's like, no, you're stuck in Wonder World. Yeah. You can only come out as like a force ghost. You yeah. know, it's, it's like, like, it's at that point you really realize oh, how it's only, it's Yuri, the odd man out. He's the unique one here. Who can go back and forth. And also, it's like, when would he, like, there's no saying that he'd be able to, to like project himself right away. That's like, you know, Tassel's been there for 2,000 years for yeah, Pete's sake, you know? Exactly. All of his friends are long dead by the time he's finally figured that ability out. Yeah. Whoops. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that being said, I did like um, the concept of uh, the intelligent sword weapon. Yeah, I, I feel like... Um, it was, like, thrown to the wayside really quick. Yes. Too, because it's expensive. It's expensive. <laughs> it's definitely... With the variety of suits, I feel like if um, he is a character, or his, his concept as a, a suit and character... Uh, well, I keep saying character. I don't want to say that, because his character is exactly what it needs to be. But his concept as a, as a writer would have been cooler in a, a three or four man show where you can actually see him use his different uh quote-unquote forms yeah. in, in unique ways you know what i'm saying like yeah. ah this lake one is good for this and you know yeah this is the full suit one i have to use but otherwise i can do the sword flying sword gray suit thing more you know what i'm saying yeah the shadow form um, and stuff like that whereas in a show with 10 writers it's like eh, he might do a kick here or there but really you're just the extra guy so yeah let's not spend any time here um so that bit like you were saying with the um, with the snow beast, where you get to see kind of a variety, and especially when he, well, like, the first he fight was the, he was the second writer, and like Toma had been the old, the third writer, and it had only been Toma and Rintaro yeah. the whole time. Yeah, you see what I'm I saying? I mean, even if it had been only Toma, Rintaro, and Kento, yeah, at that point, you know, yeah. but there was like four other writers at that point. Yeah, so you get what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, um, like his his character, uh, that is Yuri himself. So I guess that that's a good distinction. Yuri, perfect. Um, besides that bit where he's annoying, like I said, the, the roller coaster ride. Other yeah. than that, it, he's what he needed to be for the show. Yeah. But as far as the the rider, Psycho, totally underutilized, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. Um, and that's mostly budget wise. Yes. Yeah. And it, but it, his, his he, he was very unique. Yeah. Um, his suit when he was, was very the unique. only one who transformed in that episode, he got a lot of cool stuff. Yes. Yeah. They used all the money on him. <laughs> yeah, the comic book panels and everything. Or when he was like um, the shadow and stretching and doing all this stuff. Right. I think we, I remember the, it's like the second or third time we saw that comic panel bit where you could see the budget started to wane. Yeah. And it started to be like a, like weirdly animated. Um. Yeah. It's just, yeah, you're like, eh. Yeah. 
Also, it's just like, ah, we've done it already. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, the character Yuri was great. Psycho, yeah, underutilized. I would go yeah. with that. Because we see, like, uh, trying to rattle off what powers he has, he can make you forget stuff? Or was yes. it remember? No, he could, he could make you forget things. Yep. He could, so basically, MIB'd you. He could heal your body. He could transport you. He, yeah, he could tell. At speed of light. Um, what else? I feel like I'm missing he, something. He could, he could make his clothing any way he wanted. That's right. He could... Uh, when he was in his shadow form, he could do like do all sorts of things, like uh, movement and stuff. Uh, yeah, but it was just like mostly it was like he could teleport, he could heal, he could uh, he could go to Wonder World. Yeah, um, well, that which is yeah, it's a big deal. Yeah, he had a set of abilities that almost make you want to become a living sword. Yes, especially because like he can just walk around as a normal guy. Yeah, it's not like you're missing out. Yeah, <laughs> get the best of both. Uh. So the plus n- plus fifty to his hide skill because you just become a sword. Yeah. So <laughs> the next uh would be uh slash. Yes, slash Daishinji. I'm glad they ditched the the uh rocker thing like as yeah. soon as it showed up. I don't know if that was reception or or just eh, they you know? didn't transform that often. No, it's hard. It's kind of hard to say, right? Yeah. He he's also one of those characters that um. I did like where they pointed out he's just like my personality doesn't change and then you fight it. No, it doesn't. He just has on and off modes. Yeah. <laughs> Cuz he's like when he's talking about swords, he's that rocker. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like we we see it again. We see that sort of high energy again when um he's wanting to experiment with Yuri. Yes. You know. Uh he's one of those characters again I think would have been suited to have a smaller group. Like if you were going to have him in the show. Yeah, like this show has enough writers for it to be two different shows. Mhm. There could have been a 5 and a 5 group. Yeah. And you would have been like, yeah, sure, fine. Yeah. And his his coolest moment, um, I think, is is when he was the first one to join Toma's side. Yes. Because that's not, that's not who you were thinking. Yes. Right? Of everybody. Uh, you were thinking Rintaro, and it was great that, like, Rintaro was the last one. Yeah. And that whole, like, arc was just, like, really good on the way. It was, like, it was, it was Slash, and then it was Buster because he, like, followed his friend and then realized the truth and all this stuff. Yeah. But, yeah, just, uh... That just like slashed with like the heart of the swords and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It was like a cool. Um, if these were like a uh, a trilogy of like epic novels, he's a book two character. Yes, yeah. Who, like, like he's uh, like once you who, who who like is only in book two and then shows up in the final fight at the end of book three. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah he's like he's like uh he's that character like okay you've already you've been introduced to the world now here's the politics and yeah. he's like the. He's like the cool guy in there, or not the like I don't say cool guy, but he's like your your ally in this world now, where you're yeah starting to be, it's less fantasy and more well like in this in this idea of this he's the guy who like you so like book one epic fantasy and all this stuff you save the day but your sword breaks at the end of the first book yeah and then you have to go to reforged and so he's the second story yeah and then he introduces you to the whole wide world of like mystic swords and all this stuff yeah and then you find out he is a good fighter and all this stuff yeah. And then, you, 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 the hero goes on his journey, and then at the end, whenever all the allies come back together, he comes back. Yeah. Um, he's definitely, it's almost, it's weird. He shows up before Yuri and does less for the story. Yes. I mean, it's, he's just kind of the hand wave, your sword works now. Yeah. And I feel like the the thing that um that makes that not good for me is that there was never really a moment where the swords even needed to break. Like, they don't spend enough time without swords that... Yeah, the swords never quit working. Yeah, it's like, ah, 
He's always repairing them when they're not doing any worse. Right. So it's not like, oh, this is the third episode now. I haven't been able to use my blade. Yeah. It's been such such a critical part of the story. They, they never had time to kind of uh, stew in the fact that a sword could break. Yeah. Um, I think there was... I mean, his is the only sword that broke. Yeah. I'm trying to think of like a moment where I guess the, the, the time it was locked, like the book was locked into the thing, but then that was... That very pretty much solved the next episode by um, primordial dragon, or that's I mean by uh, emotion or e- elemental dragon. Dear God, yeah. it's not primordial; it's primitive. Yeah, uh, yeah. So it's like, uh, yeah, he as a character suffered by the fact that the world wasn't fleshed out more mm-hmm. uh, because he's so ingrained in the world. Yes, he he definitely uh, goes hand in hand with the northern base, and so us not knowing, we know more about the southern base than we do the northern base, yeah. and they spend more time in the northern base. How weird is that? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? There's just the one room. Yeah. And then I guess the bedroom. But you see uh, what I'm saying? The hyperbolic time chamber. Oh, and of course, the time chamber. The, the void. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I I don't even know what they could do with him in the movies if they if he was a part of it. I, I feel like... If they flesh out the world, he could have a whole thing where it's all about the worlds of the Swords of Logos yeah. and like all this stuff. Yeah, because he, he's thinking about making a new sword. So I feel like that, I hope that is part of... A whole quest about finding the swords yeah. and like, all these books and all this stuff. Yeah, they can do it. But, um, but yeah, so he suffered from the lack of fleshed out world. Yeah, because really the, his his shining moments are A, when he was fighting Toman and taught him what it means to be a swordsman and um, joining him, and then B, uh, double suicide. Yes. <laughs> uh Sacrifice. You know what I'm oh, uh, the, the final fights, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so the next one is Ren. Ren. Oh, boy. Uh, yeah, annoying at first. And then uh, I hated him. And then disaster brought him back for me. Yeah. And so now he's the, uh, you know. He's, 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 more... like, he's like the outsider who aids them all the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So now he fits in. Yeah. You know, I definitely like how. Definitely fits more as a shinobi now. Yes, I got the best of both worlds. Like on one end, it was like if you're not a part of the group, I'm just going to do away with you, be gone. Yeah. But no, he is. He just trains in the mountains solo. So it's like he he has left, but he stayed. He's yeah. he's in both places. <laughs> I did love the fact because like that especially works out because that entire middle section, everybody was like, "Ren, join us," mm-hmm. and everybody else is like, "No, Ren, join us." Yeah. Ren, join us. Come on, Ren. <laughs> And even Disaster's yeah, like, no. why aren't you joining them? <laughs> and Ren's just like, I'm just going to do my own thing. Chill. Back up off of me, man. Leave me alone. <laughs> he definitely had a strong showing. Um, like, compared to Buster and Daishinji, cause, just because they were the you know the, the second trio, Yeah, he appeared to be the strongest. Uh, even though, I mean, the, Buster is said to be stronger, and Daishinji said to be stronger, but Ren, as far as, like, an actual fight scene goes, um, it was very flashy. There was a lot more going on. Yeah. You know, and he definitely stood out. Yeah. Having the, you know, the dual the dual short sword ninja yeah. style. Yeah. Um, compared to everyone just kind of waving their swords. Uh, Daishinji did have that cool sort of, uh, uh, like, fencing sort of yeah. counter style. But, yeah, uh, Kenzen had a very definitive fighting style, mm-hmm. which was cool when it, like, uh, at the end when it when he's just like then he stopped copying everybody and became as full fledged like him. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah, I really actually out of all the base suits, um, other than like the the main ones, I liked Kenzen's the best. Because mm, mm. uh, well, green green's my favorite color, but um, but it's like it it looked very ninja. It did. It does. You know, yeah. it's just like, and it's a very sleek and like the way it moved matched its suit. Yeah, exactly. It never I mean, felt um like out of place. Yeah. Yeah. 
like when it's doing flips and all that stuff. I liked I like Kenzen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And the and the, the the toy's cool too. I mean, yeah. I don't know if I would get that one if I had to choose. Yeah. Of all the toys, um, but it's definitely one of the cooler ones as yeah. far as like how you like switch it, and make it into the shuriken, and yeah, uh, all that. Um, but yeah, I did like Ren as like uh, because Ren is the uh the picture of the person who just focuses solely on strength mm-hmm. and like seeing how that changes a character and like what the end goal of that is and like then finding out his truth, you know? Yeah. It gets a hit like the unstoppable force meeting the immovable object. Well, he's, he's, Cause he's always like, I got to get stronger. I got to get stronger. And mm-hmm. then finally in there and they realize you are already strong. Yeah. The, you, uh, you, the reason why you're failing is because you're trying to be stronger. Yeah. And then if and you then just also, quit trying to be stronger, you'd win. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's just because you're too, you're too wrapped up in it. Yeah. Like you're in your own head. Yeah. Um, I also did like the uh, kind of minor sort of uh, evolution from boy to man. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you definitely see like attitude wise the way he, he does things. I mean, he still has the, the same sort of a confident or maybe even arrogant sort of attitude. Yeah. Um, at the end there. Like you know, high five and Kento and something like I'm gonna go get stronger and whatever. Yeah, but that it, it was it was different. It was yeah. less. Uh, I'm trying to prove myself and more like ah, we're, we're all. Even though I keep saying I'm the strongest, we're still kind of equal. Yeah, you know? like we respect each other. Yes, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that 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 character arc with disaster and him is it's so strong. I feel yeah. like almost I'm a little bitter that it was kind of better than Rentaro's, only because of like going as far as the. Uh, if, if I were to look at it a percentage gauge, going from how much I disliked him to how much I like him, uh, like Rintaro didn't grow that much because I already liked him. <laughs> Do you think it's because uh, you actually preferred the fights with Kenzen better? Um, yeah, it did. It definitely had something to do with that because it was there were there were actual fights, less CGI. They're very very dynamic. Yeah, less, uh, so like, much CGI going on. Giant abominations that were like Rintaro's final mm-hmm. battles. Like here's just an ice giant ice chunk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then like oh, so it's crawling on the walls and stuff. Yeah. That it definitely that does have something to do with it. Yeah, um, he definitely had a really cool like a, it was started off dirty and then just got technical and then it got flashy. Like it had everything yeah. in that final fight with disaster. And then we get to the sages, and that's just cool. Yeah, right. Like that was just cool. <laughs> yeah, that whole I like I did love the thing of him running by the other ones, just like I forget these guys. <laughs> I'm going towards the final boss. <laughs> You yeah. know, no, it's like fighting with Daishinji, and you're like, this is a, this is a great fight, but it's not the one I like. I thought I wanted, and then you get the fight you wanted, and the only thing we complained about the fight is that we wanted it to be longer. Yeah. <laughs> we wanted that fight to be, we wanted like one more episode. Mm-hmm. With Toma just following the, following the entire episode. <laughs> and <it's>, oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. It would have been so good. How deep is this? Yeah, why not? It's, <laughs> it's, like it's however deep Storius wanted it to make. It's that, like wanted it to be. Uh, Bill and Ted's bogus journey when they're falling into hell. They're just like, oh, 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 oh. Yeah, and they're looking <laughs> around like, oh, oh, oh. So, yeah, I did, um, yeah, I did like Ren. I liked Ren. I liked that they turned him from a character you don't like to a character you like. Mm. So I wouldn't take away anything about him being a character I disliked. Yeah. Because, like, that transition made it, like, worth it. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Because it's like... The payoff, I guess is what I'm saying, is the yeah. payoff was better. Yeah. Uh, in the end, it, there was so much more uh, emotion behind it. Um, yeah, I feel... I think Rintaro's had a better one, but... No, no, no. It, here's... Like I said, I rephrased. Only as far as, like, going from how much I disliked him to oh, okay. how much I liked him. Because, yeah, because you liked the Rintaro. Jump, you liked the, Rintaro the whole time. Yes. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah it's like, it was, hard, it was hard to improve on... 
what I already liked versus yeah. I absolutely did not like this person to, okay, now he's up there. Yeah. So, yeah, I needed to clarify that because, no, Rintaro is still my favorite character. Okay. So that leads us to Buster. Yeah. Now, Buster's the hard one for us because we read the, he had a prequel yeah, yeah, story. Yeah. Does so it he, count? <laughs> yeah. I feel like it counts. It counts. I almost feel like, yeah, we got to. If if the movie counted. Yeah. If if we counted Falchion's movie, even yeah. though it wasn't part of the, the things, we'll count. Um, the things, the episodes. Uh, yeah, so Buster, like with his, his his backstory and stuff, added the most to the world. Yes, yes. Um, but I also like him being the most real. Mm-hmm. He's like the most real person. Yeah, you could see this guy. Yeah, you could see him walking down the street. Yeah, everyone else is kind of like a character. Yeah, well, I guess Kento's kind of normal too, but. Not, I mean, he's still weird. Yeah, he's still a weird guy. I, yeah, it's just like I'm trying to think of, but because even May is like a comical. You don't, you don't meet people like that. Yeah, I, or like there's one person at work that's high energy, but I don't like them. But I think, I think May's intelligent, and that's the difference. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah, Buster is like, uh, like you totally see him. You could totally like he'd probably be slapping your back at the bar. Yeah, you know, um, and. He, like Kenzen, for you, I think this suit's my favorite, or at least when I first saw it. Yeah. I remember being like, whoa, and you being like, oh, okay, there's big guys like this in every show. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, oh, re- oh, really? Take that away from me? Okay. Yeah. Um, but also because the sword, it's got that orange to it. Like I said, it's my favorite color. Yeah. I'm a victim. Orange and black, orange and gray, it's the same thing. Um, and the sword is definitely top three for me as far as the way it yeah. looks. Yeah. Uh, uh, Buster's sword is good. I like Buster's sword. Yeah, I, I like the idea of because he is such a different character than what you think of as a Japanese hero. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's like uh, Choji from Naruto. Mm. Yeah, the and like like I like those title characters. Like I said, I, like I've said, it's like Chad's my favorite character in Bleach. Yeah, the power. User, yeah, yeah, you know. And like Choji with his big, his big fist and yeah, like huge turning punch. into a giant and stuff like that. It's just right. like, oh yeah, this is great. Yeah, and, you know, which is different than like okay, using Naruto, Rock Lee. You would think he's the the power guy, but no, he's he's like willpower. There's yeah, a, there's a difference. Yeah, yes, his, he's using physical attacks, but his 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 predominant strength is his speed, actually. Yeah. Um. But so like the guy who just like is the tank. Yeah. And so I like that about the Buster, and yeah. um, I also love the character of Rio, is that he's like the only person who like understands how people feel. Yes, yes. and like several times he's the only person who can read a room because he's the only person that's had like a normal life. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I mean, even though he's been in the source of logos longer than anybody else, almost. Yeah, they, he okay. I have the weirdest opinion of him as far as because we've been talking about everyone else's place in the show, whether she had more, whether she had less. I feel like he actually is perfect for a huge cast. Yes. Um like I don't necessarily want more of him. I li- I like the character. I do like I hope he shows up in the movies that kind of thing, but um like it, putting more of him I feel like may- maybe would take away. Well, especially with that prequel. He is the main character from like the prequel show. Yeah, like this, his show was like 12 years ago. This is Yeah, it's done. Yeah, exactly. You know, he's he <laughs> He doesn't have to be the star of this one. Yeah, he already um, did that. Cuz he was the star of the last one. Yeah. Uh so like a prequel show would be great, but you, you see what I'm saying? Like in this one he I think he had the perfect amount of screen time. His impact 
was exactly what it needed to be. Like you said, he's like the big bro or the father, uh, the regular guy. Yeah. You know, but also kind of larger than life. It's like he's so many things. Yeah. Uh, but also having like you could just see him cut huge swaths into crowds, uh, like both in the movie and in the final fight. Just yeah. like, brah, just decimating. They're down 10% or two 10%, whichever you like. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just with one swing. Yeah. And um, I mean, there's that whole bit with weight of the blade. I do like too that. He, it's not that he was second going, like Daishinji was the first, right? But he would have went, except that he also felt this sort of um, he, he, fatherly he, or big brotherly sort of, I got to stick around for these guys because yeah. they're <laughs> they're easy to be manipulated. Yeah. It's like, no, I, we both agree we need to go over to Toma's side. But if I leave, these guys will be vulnerable. Yeah. And I think I, there's something to be said that's about that. That's what he is. He's like, is. He lives his life as a shield. Yeah. He's protecting everybody behind him by taking it. Yeah, and that's so that's like when he he took the full brunt of like like uh, uh, Reika's like insults and like he's just like here you say I can't do it here I'm doing it and it's just like basically he's just like quit manipulating them focus on me over here uh huh you know and then he but he just he he, he like when he went it was because his boys just like you got to do what you got to do mm-hmm. you know uh and his boys just like you. Like, if you spend all your time protecting Rentaro and Kenzen, you're not going to be able to save the world. Yep. Yeah. Because <laughs> the, the end result is that the boulder gets chipped away. Yeah. And then you're a rock. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, he was, he was, he was such a good, like, character in that, like, in that of being, he's the, the ex-protagonist. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he's this, the, the. I mean, over from the other show, you right? Know? Because w- without that prequel manga, I would have wanted more for yeah. his character. But yeah. having that in your back pocket, it, it really puts in perspective. Okay, this isn't his story. Yeah. He's a part of this story, but we don't. It, yeah, yeah. And, and so you look at it, and then that like it comes to that whole thing. Thomas said at the end is like everybody's protagonist to their own story and stuff like that. Yeah. And so you could like you could look at if we had six chapters about every single character. We would be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And it, it, uh, it definitely, it definitely felt good drawing that sort of uh, parallel between him and Toma because really they don't have anything in common. But then you realize, oh, okay, no, they were both uh, it, regular people. It's not like they were raised here. Yeah, it's like they were born into this. Yeah, um, they kind of just stumbled on it, and yeah. then they made they made it work. Yeah, you know. And then him choosing family and then becoming a teacher. I couldn't think of a better thing. I yes. honestly could not think of a better thing than him becoming a teacher. Yeah. It just makes too much sense. Yeah. It's just like, that's what you've been doing the whole time. Yeah. He'd be a great teacher. I mean. And then the, his past is like his old mentor was a teacher and yeah. stuff like that. And you're like, Perfect. oh, man. Perfect. He'll be the main. He'll be the guy who like trains the next main character. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. He'll be yeah. the old guy and then he'll die. And then. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, I did like him. So uh, next, we're getting to the top three. Yep. So, um, so this is do, we'll, top four kind top, of top four kind of. So what we'll do? Well, yeah, because that because we haven't really talked about Kamijo and Hayato yet. Yeah. Um. So I think that's what we'll do. We'll talk about Kamijo and Hayato as the calibers, and then we'll talk about Espada because we'll talk about Kento and Caliber. Yeah. Because it, okay, because it gets it definitely gets interesting. And I was going to talk to you about this when we started talking about the rider ranking. Yeah. Is that when it comes time to talk about Caliber and Espada? Uh, like, how are we talking about Caliber? Are we talking about Caliber as Sophia? Or are we talking about Caliber as in the suit? So what we'll do in the rider ranking, because I'm not going to, because like I said, I'm not going to count Sophia because it was just like a one-time mm-hmm. transformation. Um, We just won't use Caliber at all. Okay. 
So we'll, when we when we rank Espada, we'll rank Kento based on his time as Caliber also, but we just won't use Caliber at all. Okay. Because uh, they weren't heroes of the story. Yeah. Uh, they were they were swordsmen and riders, but they weren't heroes of this story. Um, it's kind of like, uh, it's the reason why we don't put Skull yes. on uh, on the rider ranking. Yeah. It's also why we're not going to be having uh, Kamen Rider Solomon, Kamen Rider Stories. Yeah. It's like there's they have to be active riders in, in the show. And it's our list. We make up the rules. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So we'll talk about Caliber first, and then we'll talk about Espada. Okay. So uh, we'll talk about Caliber in general. So we start with, because we are first introduction of Caliber is... Kami Joe. It's Kami Joe. But we Who, just know it is Caliber. Yeah, Caliber. Everyone thinks is Hayato. We find y- out. Yeah. Because we because um, we find out we go through it and it's like oh yeah it's this and we're told that Caliber is his his dad yes and so it t- makes a whole lot more sense when you've read the that that manga mm-hmm. when it's Hayato has always been Caliber yeah forever he is now he was never a Spada yeah because we were always thinking he was a Spada and then he turned bad and turned into Caliber real quick yeah because that's what it was kind of feeling like <clears throat> plus it seems like the convention in a lot of stories yeah. But no, he Hayato has was always Caliber. He yeah. like joined the Swords of Logos as Caliber. Yeah, and that that definitely stems from um the upfront negative connotation of the Sword of Darkness. Yeah. Um, and like usually that's not ever used as this is part of the team. It's always yeah. like ah, this guy just either made this sword out of nothing or was given it by a demon or just whatever. Yeah. The heck. <laughs> but can you imagine if that's the thing? It's like yeah, yeah. Here's the guy. Here's uh, here's the Sword of of Earth of light and of darkness he's our boss yeah and we're like <laughs> i didn't realize you guys were a bad guy organization we're not yeah, yeah. and it, <laughs> it definitely that definitely has to do with um i think the difference a huge difference between western and eastern yeah. uh philosophy with western being like there's good and evil there's uh angels and demons yeah. whereas in, there's buddhism over in the east where it's like oh, that's all part of the same thing yeah eh? it's it's a, a yin yang thing and, uh, yeah it's like a yin yang thing where it's just like the darkness is part of the light, light's part of the darkness, and it's just like it's not negative. It's not. It's like you can use either one in the bad way, whatever you want. Yeah, especially because like, and then you see that with things like Yuri's power to erase your memories, where you're thinking, well, that's bad. Yeah, but then it's like, eh, I guess not necessarily. It's how you use it. Yeah, <laughs> you know, uh, he's definitely doing it for good reasons. Yeah, it's like, you, do you want to remember being a super killing beast? And yeah. All that? So, um, so yeah, we're introduced. Caliber, um. I don't rank it as this, but I think Caliber has the best suit. I, I can go with that. It's definitely one of the best. Um, uh, not Jow Dragon, but just regular base Caliber. Yeah. I think is sweet, and it's also the most knight-like. Yes. Because it's got the visor and all that yes. stuff. Um, so uh, it's it's menacing. It's not a hero suit. Mm-mm. I mean, but that all. but that's great that he, he was at one point a hero. Yes. <laughs> yeah, makes you think about it. <laughs> he was a guy coming and saving everybody. <laughs> using his dark powers <laughs> um he, you know i really liked uh the kami joe caliber yeah when he was revealed mm-hmm. yeah it was like uh and it added so much more l- layers to it when you realized he was actually on their side he just was an enemy means necessary kind of guy yeah he does yeah he was against isaac yes and he, little did he know he was actually like si- helping the the worst enemy at the same time. Yes, but he, but he was the any means necessary. Yeah, he was definitely misled. Um, and then he, on top of being misled, started to mislead himself. Yeah. So it's like <laughs> continued to. And, and I love that thing that, about the fact that he wore a glove, and then you found out that it was because like the sword like shows you the future. Yes. Yeah. It's not <laughs> just because he's all channeling his inner mic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh. <laughs> He's just trying not to see more of the the worst possible stuff. Uh, yeah. Um. 
that being said, I did like uh, the Hayato idea of the fact that he was just, um, it would be like Isaac knows that he's like seeing futures from the sword. Mm. And he's able to manipulate that to get him to do all the things things. that he does. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, well, you got to do this to like stop the world from ending and all this stuff. Yeah. I mean, there there is a a clear distinction in my mind between Hayato and Kamicho's way they did things. Like you could, you can kind of lump them together. But in my mind, Hayato was straight up uh, manipulated and is, is regretful of the things he did. Whereas Kamicho, I feel like he wasn't, truly manipulated and isn't that regretful it was like this is what i had to do i don't think yes. that changed i mean i i think at the uh, end he was wishing that he had friends i i think he's just like i uh my goal was right i just didn't do it the right way yeah that's yeah i can that's what i'm getting at i think that that's a better way to put it is he's, that he's Haito like, is like my goal was wrong <laughs> yeah Haito's i was wrong <laughs> Uh, Kami Joe's like, I did it wrong. Uh, yes. He should have, like, gotten Buster, and when he figured out all these things, he should have gotten Buster, mm-hmm. and Ken- Kenzen, and Daishinji on his side, yeah. and then, like, worked that way from the inside, or maybe even just, like, be an undercover in the organization instead of being, yeah. like, just it's go... Just, it's really interesting watching the, the caliber sort of uh, evolution. It's, like, strictly wrong to wrong like slightly or mostly wrong to slightly wrong to here we are Sophia you're on the right side now yeah uh, you get what I'm saying <laughs> yeah. like the boom 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 every step of the way it's getting Until closer Sophia to gets the power hungry <laughs> <laughs> yeah because it goes through um because it's like Hayato it's like all the way completely in the in the wrong as far as how it's going and why you're doing it and all yeah. that stuff whereas Kami Joe's like I'll sacrifice anything to make it happen and then Kento's like I'll sacrifice myself to make it happen uh, yeah. and then finally that's all done and it's wielded by Sophia who's on the the right side for the right reasons yes um so it's like a step down yeah you know or step up yeah depending on how you look yeah. at it um first fourth that kind of thing uh com- uh uh kami joe getting the whole thing to be- get jaw dragon mm-hmm. willing to sacrifice anybody to get the power necessary to beat master logos at that point didn't know it was master logos just knew there was a traitor yes yeah um which meant that Jow Dragon wouldn't have worked at all. No, but it was worth a shot. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, you know, that's just so weird. But it was way before he had Sol- uh, Logo set, uh, Master Logos uh, Isaac had Solomon. Yeah, so. so maybe he could have taken him. Yeah, then I think at that point he was just getting the power to fight the sages. Then on Rayoga. Oh, yeah. Okay. Ooh, good point. That would be factored. Yeah, absolutely. He would have had to fight Savelle and, and Rayoga. He would have known about them. Yeah. So he would have needs like something to like fight somebody who could teleport. Yeah. Yeah. So um definitely the Kami Joe reign was uh the I guess the dark point for me is the final fight and and uh I mean that's kind of I'm I'm sure this is gonna be just a common writer convention as far as Oh giant CGI fights at the end. Yeah. Yeah, and then yeah. it's like a totally we'll I mean, never see a, these powers again. It's, it's not just a it's not just a common writer thing, that's a like a Marvel movie thing. Yeah. Where just every fight is a giant CGI mess. Yeah. It's just like, but, but just like summoning dragons, and then we. It's just I, want, like not I, want them to, I want them to do a Marvel movie that ends with just like, like literally ends with the, like two people at a table talking it out. <laughs> like Black Fair Widow enough. had that, but then they blew up the whole thing and they had to yeah. fight their way down. But that's like the just t- two people talking over the table, yeah. And then like coming to a conclusion, <laughs> and they'd be like, you know, you're right. Have you um, <laughs> have you seen the what ifs? Uh, oh, uh, no, I have not seen the whole Okay, book. okay. I'm not going to say anything else. Okay. Just that watch the what ifs. Okay. You'll know, You'll once you hear it, you'll know. Okay. Uh, 
but yeah, anyway. Uh, but giant CGI fight. Yeah. Oh, it's also, too, because you, you see the the scope of what they're capable of just with what they had, like Dragonic Knight. I mean, that's, too, part of it, that we don't see Dragonic Knight ever again, really. Yeah. And then Zhao Dragon, you see this just fight in space and all this stuff, and you're thinking, how can it get more cosmic and epic than this? And they do manage to kind of, kind of top it with the recreating reality sort of bit. Yeah. But then again, they drop the ball uh, once more leading up to Historius. Uh, as far as Tom's oh, that, that, abilities, that, oh, that horrible episode where they like, where like Isaac did all of his stuff in like one episode in a field. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you see what I'm saying. Yeah. So this is definitely, it's definitely one of those, um, especially with how cool, uh, the suit is. Yeah. And then Kami Joe definitely looked like a tough villain. Yes. Like the actor, I think fit. Yes. And then, um, it's kind of hard to go from that to. Something else. There was definitely that lull. Yes. You know, and that's just because of the strength of, of that arc, you know? Um, and then thinking of Hayato, he, he was he was more of a... He's not really a... We didn't see that much of him. Right. Uh, he's more of a... Oh, yeah, him. Yes. Uh, like, we saw... Like, from the little bit we saw in the Buster, and from what we hear about him, he was a great guy. Yeah. And so that, like... And it's like, nobody is just like, no, I didn't really trust that guy. Yeah. Like, to the point where, like... Like everyone. when he betrayed them, it shaked, shook everybody's yeah. view of like everything. Yeah, it changed everything. Yeah, yeah, it's it, kind of hard to go back from that. Yeah, I, and like, like that was what you're thinking. You're like, you're like, why is Toma? Why are they trusting Toma? And mm-hmm. then you realize that like after Hayato, like I was talking to you, it's like after Hayato and Kami Joe, like they had two amazing friends totally betray them over yeah. power it doesn't matter <laughs> what you guys have gone through in the last couple months it's, it's... yeah it's like get best friend tried to destroy the world yeah. you know <laughs> yeah it was only the only, the problem with that is the it just got mimi with the sort of um the power buzzword yeah you know but yeah in in hindsight really it, it makes a lot of sense yeah um, I'm sure it could be written better if we had an hour to talk about, you know, like like every character having a seven minute conversation about how they feel. Yeah, uh, you know. <laughs> yeah, but then there would be no fights. Right. <laughs> Gotta have a fight every episode. Um. So. And, uh. And we we'll talk about the caliber as Kento and with Espada, or should we talk about that now? We'll talk about it with Espada because okay. that's his his character arc thing, which is what we're talking about now. Yes. Now. Espada or Kento. Yeah. <laughs> um. So. Uh. I did like the the concept of him being Toma's friend. Mm-hmm. And like at first it's just like the whole thing with Toma, like his whole backstory is like because we thought that they like all existed in Wonder World, but they don't. They mm-hmm. live in the normal world. Nobody goes to Wonder World. It's Wonder World encroaching. They're fighting against Wonder Wonder. Mm-hmm. Uh so that means this so this like it means that like Kento was just friends with this kid. Yeah. Who just happened to be the chosen one? Yeah, which makes sense in the story. The fact that their world, their lives are a story. Um, and then Luna comes in, where it's like, I mean, how lame is that? When you're like, it's like my dad's a magical swordsman, and but I can't tell this guy I have a magical destiny. And then you're like, based yeah. to this friend, and then he's like, then you find out he's the special one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you thought you were the special one, <laughs> rookie. Yeah, right. It's like this guy's destined to create reality. <laughs> You're you're chub compared to him. <laughs> like, that's kind of funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's funny. Yeah. Uh, it's like thinking my dad. It like it's like my dad is a cop, and then the other guy is just like my dad's the president. Yeah. Like, wait, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. 
oh wait okay so i guess you guys don't have like a lot of I thought yeah, I had it's more like, oh let's stop comparing parents <laughs> yeah, none of that matters let me know uh so uh but it's just like it makes me wonder about like how toma's life was yeah like it, it, it's really close related so that's what we're talking about toma here it's like so toma was a kid and then he lost all his memories yeah so my guess is, is like his family just found him and he just grew up then i guess yeah. I mean, like, we never hear about his family. He never once mentions them or his childhood other he, than being friends with those two. Yeah. So it's but he didn't remember that. So my guess was is that like they just thought he lost lost his memory as a kid. Yeah. And it's like, oh, fine. That's that's sad and stuff. But, you mm-hmm. know, he's still a kid so he can get new memories. Yeah. It's not like you're 45 years old and you lose your memories. If you lose your memories and you're eight, you can just get more. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. Like, yeah. Like just life starts over. Yeah. But it's just like that made me think because like this made me think it's like. Kento probably could have gone to Tome at any time. Could have. But he didn't want him to be part of that world yeah, anymore. I think that's mentioned like for a split second. There's a lot of a lot of their backstory that is not fleshed out. Yeah. That would have made the ending a little better for yeah. me. Um now that being said, I do I really do like how they made Kento relevant in the special uh special page or whatever. Yeah. The very last one. Yeah. Um to where it, it kind of gave it a point. Yeah. I I do but like yeah, Kento is just like the idea that like Kento it like adds a whole level to it if if he could have gone there at any time. Yes. He could have seen his friend at any time. Yeah. But he couldn't but he decided not to because of the horribleness that had happened. Mm-hmm. Cuz then he would have cuz like they talk about this like he didn't want Toma to remember. Yeah. Cuz it's too horrible. Yeah. Uh but now that he, but then Toma gets sucked into the whole life anyways, and then he's like, I might as well help my friend now. Right. Plus, how many years does it take for you to get over the fact that your father has tried to destroy the world? Yeah. Um, apparently, takes until he tells you to get over it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, because yeah, he he starts out in the character as uh, in, in the show, he starts out as as like the happy guy. Mm-hmm. But then you find out that's just a face he's putting he's on, being fake as. Well. And and you find out that he like is basically just trying to take every I mean cuz he's he's a self-sacrificing character. Yeah. That's his main character trait is um I cuz I love that in the fact that like that is a main character trait. It is. It is. Because um, but Toma is like no, we're not sacrificing anybody. Yeah. <laughs> uh, to me having seen the whole show, I feel like there's a little there's a difference like between the self-sacrifice that you'll see from like uh like your typical story yeah. versus Kento. It's almost like Kento is willing to sacrifice everything because he doesn't really have anything. Like he's got no purpose, he's got no aim. Well, yeah, his his self-sacrifice um, is is a result of um no oh so so when a main character in a story is self-sacrificing himself, they're self-sacrificing themselves because they believe in the importance of people. Yeah. The uh, the people they're sacrificing themselves for. Kento's self-sacrifice is because he believes he's not worth anything. Yeah. It's like he he realizes he is a drop in a pool versus Yeah, so it's it, it, he's not important, so if he dies it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um uh, so it's like instead of seeing everybody else as up, he's seeing himself so low that his death would be the better idea. Exactly. That's kind of what I'm getting. Yeah. At. But he sees. But because of like it's an honorable thing because of like they have all their honor and stuff like that. Yeah. You, you know, it's it's like a perversion of the same action. Yeah. yeah. But um. yeah. So like the end result, we ben- we would benefit from the same. It would be viewed the same. Like he would get the same treatment as the other guy. But like the reasoning is wrong. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, uh, yeah, so it's like this whole thing where he's just, he's this self-sacrificial character because he believes he's belittled. He's so, he's not worthy of anybody's, mm-hmm. uh, of anybody else. And so, uh, 
And, of course, the anger of his dad. Yeah. And then when he finds out, it's like the anger of finding out that, like, your dad is betrayed. And then you find out that, no, your dad's dead, actually. And yeah. this other guy killed him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, um... It's like a very confusing thing because you're just like, yeah, I've been angry with my dead dad for so long. I transferred somewhere. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, you know, I um, I do like Kento. I mean, especially at the last episode. It's like, OK, yes. I was starting to feel like he was kind of just a hang on. So there are um, some things in Common uh, Rider in general and then like in a lot of stories, but especially in Saber at this point because that's what we're talking about, that the the memory of the story is actually better than the story. Yeah. Because like. Uh, and, and so, like, you'll get it when you're watching it the second time through because mm-hmm. you know his whole story all the way thing. You'll be able to pick out more along the way. Yeah. If, whether that's imparted, actually supposed to be part of the story or not, you'll be able to figure it out. And so that's what I think Kento is bet- story is better because we know his end. Yes. And yeah. same thing with, like, Ren and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Where Buster's story is better because we know his beginning. Yes. <laughs> very interesting that way. Um, Kento, I guess, okay. So Kento, I don't feel like I don't feel as strongly for the character as his screen time should dictate, I guess. Yeah. Um, his Of all the screen time he got, I don't feel strongly... Um, uh, I'm, how do I word this? To be fair, he was dead for a huge section. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I just mean literally, like, on screen time, I, I feel like it was the least impactful despite being so big in the story. Uh, there's There's something here. There's a word I need to be using, like a way to describe this thought I'm having, but... It's more show, or it's more tell than show. It's almost like... The importance of his character was, was like, uh, you were told how important his character was more than you were shown how important his character yeah, was. Yeah, and, like, his friendship with Toma, it felt more like they were talking about how they're great friends rather than showing that they're great friends. Yeah. You know, uh, whereas it's like, you, I would rather see somebody grow together as friends, especially yeah. if they're coming back, they're reuniting. You're totally different people. Let's, let's not pretend that you're the exact same kids you were. Yeah. That's not how it works. Yeah. You know, uh... Obviously, that's not the story they're telling, and that's fine. But I'm just saying, if there was if there was a reason for me to not put Kento in the top three, it would be because some of it felt hollow. But then, counter to that, a lot of what happens from his actions are just so important to the story. You know what I mean? Yeah. The thing is, is like I like the saying with like knowing where his story goes and stuff like that. His uh, especially during his first section mm. pre double death, um, the hollowness was. Like I think I think it added to it because he was playing the role yes. of Kento, Toma's childhood friend. Yes. Cause they definitely they tied a bow on his story that makes everything neat. Yeah. But it, I don't know, it feels sour almost. Like it almost feels like I'm expected to care more about him than Rintaro, though I care more about Rintaro. Yeah. That's I guess kind of where it is at. I'm I'm unfairly comparing the two of them because of how much more the tertiary writer gets at the end of the story than the secondary writer got his his story then became uh May. Yeah. I guess. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I can see um, where you're coming through. With and that. The, and then like the camaraderie that you saw with with uh, Toma and and Rintaro, like Rintaro finally becoming the swordsman he wants to be. That kind of it's forgotten across the next twenty episodes. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, so that's just really me being like, I want more for Rintaro. And so now here's Kento, who's got. Um, it was a really like, like you said, it's almost like a dead dead person inside of a living person for the first part, and then the the heel turn, and then once he became a good guy, there really was no place for him. 
um, like because his power level doesn't quite match up. And then now his stories become, well, we're friends and we can do yeah. it. And then finally, at the end, he like f- he figures out who he is and like how he's been faking it all the time and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. So it's like a really weird uh, arc. Like uh, you can tell he's not the main character. <laughs> what what's, what feels weird about it is that Kento in this story of like magic swordsman and death and resurrection of the world is like the most realistic story yeah, as far as like yeah how you would uh how a real person living in your dad's shadow and then trying to overcome that but then you become that because you were never actually being your own person and then you realize that and you give it up and then you don't have a place at all and then you'd be like hey maybe i should just be me right that's the end of the story <laughs> i guess i guess what i'm saying is it feels like but, the, but the thing is is like we've, we've said many a times real life doesn't make good stories yeah. <laughs> right yeah, <laughs> especially um, in a show like this. Yeah, it's it's like okay. I guess I guess the way I'm looking at it is like I feel like you and I have written a better story for Kento. Like I feel like they didn't actually write this. Yeah, I feel like they kind of tripped into it. Yeah, and now it's something that you're looking back across the whole thing and you're like, ah. Well, yeah, because I think uh, my guess is, is that Kento they rewrote the story to make Kento more of a focus because. Um, he had a positive reception for the character. Mm. The, the character of Kento probably had a better reception than they were expecting, so they yeah. rewrote. I mean, because having that having that antihero bit really helped. Yeah. Um, I feel like he would have like if they didn't do that, I don't think he would have had much. Yeah. At all. So um, the only thing that would have been better is just him staying dead the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but then they wouldn't have had all the extra swordsmen and all. That stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, then he he like. Uh, going off headstrong and then fighting and then dying against uh against Caliber and then being gone for a while actually it was like five, it was like ten episodes or something like that it was like it was a while mm-hmm. um and then the Caliber coming back and you're like yeah it's Kento uh, <laughs> yeah 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 it was a little too easy yeah um, um I, you know the one thing the one thing that can absolutely be said about Kento is that of the three main writers his story is the most complex to discuss yeah everything else is kind of straightforward and yeah. I can just leave out a bit and you'll get where I was going with it yeah. with him it's like okay we gotta go forward to get backwards go forward to yeah get backwards and then you find out that yeah he like lived a million lives yeah and like that was definitely my favorite Kento yeah. moment absolutely like, favorite he's, Kento he's, moment he's, he's always failed and um and then it like turns out that the reason why he had I guess the reason why he had always failed is because he actually just did because he kept trying to die yep he kept trying to sacrifice himself and that was the problem yeah because the he fundamentally he never, he, he never once I guess in a million tries tried to live at the end yeah <laughs> yeah I it's like fund, fundamentally he did not consider himself worthy enough yeah and so he couldn't come up with a solution uh worthy enough i guess <laughs> yeah i just, like, like, yeah. just love that line it's just like could you imagine if everybody's like somebody he sits there for like hours and hours explaining everything he's ever done to somebody and the one guy's just like have you tried living yeah what have wait. you like tried like not sacrificing yourself at the end but maybe just like yeah. having everybody help you with win it's like hey it's like hey buddy cheer up here's a margarita yeah yeah it's <laughs> like uh it was great because it's just like yeah and it was just like because it's all tomo it's just like no you're not dying and it's just like, well, you sacrifice the rule. No, no. <laughs> Take your rules and screw them. Yeah. <laughs> Shove it. Uh, but yeah, so that he- whole heel turn thing, 
And then, like, the funny thing is, is, like, every episode, you're like, he should be back with the team next episode. <laughs> and then, and then like, every episode, you're like, yeah, this was a good episode, but he should be back with the team next episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're like, if he's not yeah. back with the team next episode, I'm done with him the next episode. If he's not back with the team next episode, I'm done with right. him. Right. I remember that. I every remember episode, that. they gave you one more reason why he wasn't back with yeah. them. It's like, okay, you got me this time. <laughs> Like barring that exception, there cannot be any more. Three more, like uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. Exception. <laughs> um, but then when they finally did it, and he became a spada, back to being a spada again. Yeah, it was the uh the power level thing was like. I think it mostly had to do with the fact that he wasn't he wasn't a spada long enough and hadn't achieved enough for me to be excited that he was a spada again. Yeah. Um, and that has to do. I guarantee you, high to COVID. Just mucking things up it yeah. had to be because that 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 whole like I said I felt like the Piranha episode was choppy yeah um and I can't even name another fight that he was really in yeah um, which made it more okay for me when they were like when he came back and he was standing next to him and like maybe he was just awesome the whole yeah, time maybe he was just so strong that it made yeah it's like you know <laughs> yeah exactly uh especially now that in the same way that you can kind of uh attribute to Ren believing in himself increases strength same thing yeah like if he didn't think his worth even though he was a good swordsman his worth yeah. as a person wasn't enough for him to be the best swordsman yeah uh, especially because like the, they're magic swords so like your mentalness yeah like how much are you connecting with it how much of the spirit of lightning is yeah. affected by or whatever it is you know yeah. what i'm saying like, yeah because uh, not all the swords are straightforward yeah uh fickle swords yeah. um but yeah like the final episode where he's just like figured out who he wanted to be as a person it was a great scene i think mm-hmm. yeah when he's just like you know what i'm okay being your hype man there's yeah. nothing wrong with that yeah i mean especially it's like um if he finds joy in it yeah you know yeah i you mean know? especially yeah it's like you, you're spending all your time with your friends honestly if i could get paid to hang out with my friends i would take that job in a heartbeat yeah i don't care if it's minimum wage <laughs> yeah like i would take a pay cut to just have a job where you just hang out with your buddies yeah <laughs> Um, because that's just good living. That's why streamers are all the rage. Yeah, right. I mean, it's just, uh, yeah. I mean, if that that's a dream job. Yeah, you know, just do what you want to do, but get paid. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Um, any final thoughts on Kento? You know, he. I feel like we're gonna end up talking about the top three and all of their stories. So I yeah. feel like uh, we've pretty much nailed most of the Kento specific stuff, and then everything else will kind of um, yeah come together i feel like so the next one is blades rintaro yep uh, uh yeah so um yeah his his last name is shindo as opposed to shindai uh, <laughs> it's literally just two letters different um uh so yeah rintaro is the weird one yeah he had a very very strong start um and then i feel like they ran out of ideas and kind of just he was there uh, which is it's I don't sad. think they ran out of ideas. I think they just used those ideas with the other writers. That could be too. I feel like that. I did feel like that for some 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 of them. I'm thinking how much of this was what you had planned for somebody else. Not that it was out of place, just that it it could have. It's like some of the things that you could have given to anybody. Yeah, you know, like a sacrifice attack. That's anybody could do that. Yeah, you know. So who do you give it to? Um, but yeah, you could have had like rather than having a swordsmith, you could have had Rintaro talking about the spirit of the sword. Yeah, you know, things like that. Yeah. You could have, you could have even like thrown him in the Durandal place, and it could have been like a heel turn where he was the bad guy. Yeah, for a while, yeah. you know, things like that. Uh, but like I said, but yeah, he had a he had a pretty strong showing as being the secondary, uh, the second swordsman to appear, mm-hmm. but also being the one that had no idea about the regular world. Yeah, he's the uh, he's, he's the, the flip com- of that coin. He's the comic, whilst you know, yeah, he knows nothing about 
the regular world, but he knows everything about the sword world versus the opposite of Toma. Yeah, Toma, who knows everything about, well, I don't know, everything. You get my point. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so he, like, yeah, he had a strong showing, and I think he had a pretty good, the, um, the split when he was, I think that was probably the strongest thing. And like I've told you before, uh, uh, Rintaro actually probably has the most, like, a secondary swordsman story. Of, yeah, of of saber. Besides, so barring the the edge lord. Uh, well, no, I'm talking about like the how his story went. We're like episode thirty or something. Story's done. Okay, that's usually how secondary writers go. Okay, and then it goes into the final f- thing, which the final thing is about the primary writer. That's just what it is, you know. Yeah, and like the the thing is like so it's like and so it just so happens that the tertiary writer was so tied in with the primary writer that it ended up seeming like yeah because he was his be- he was his, his friend and stuff like that okay like if kento had just not been a writer yeah if he had just been a normal guy who was toma's friend yeah that would have probably it would have the, the the story would have had the same thing without the the writer part of it right yeah he would have ended the thing of being like i'm gonna be your guy now mm-hmm. it just happened to be that he was also that character was also a, a writer so that's mm. what affected it but yeah uh rintaro had this where it's like uh, the character, the main character, and then you have the secondary writer who like hit and his thing, and he has a he has a hype where the fr- uh he has a high point where like a couple of high points where the primary writer actually takes like a secondary seat. Yeah, because he's just not as powerful. Well, not as powerful. Um, it's like the their their powers jump back and forth. And yeah, stuff. yeah. But also, it's like the storyline wise, the main writer takes a back seat, mm. and the secondary writer is like the main protagonist for a little while for an arc or two. And then when the primary, when the secondary writer's story ends, usually in the 30s, mid 30s, mid 40s, um, that's pretty much what they are for the rest of the show. Okay, that's what the character is for the rest of the show. Gotcha. While we finish out the show, yeah, they're they are now a complete character. But that's that's what's going to happen. Yeah, that they're a complete character. It's like if if it had been their show, that's when it would have ended. Mm-hmm. And that's as and like and except for like extra things, but that's what like that's how Excel story is going to be. Okay. Like. I think like thirty five or forty or something like that. We've got all that we need to see about him. Yeah. Then he is just the secondary writer. He's 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 uh he's uh doubles backup. Yeah. I mean, I did. Okay. Here's the thing. I did miss Rintaro. Um, his presence in the episodes in those last like ten, yeah. fifteen, because I liked him a lot. Yeah. And the comfort is that he's a secondary writer, so he's guaranteed almost to have a movie <laughs> right I, that's that's kind of how i'm rationalizing it in my head i'm like he's got a movie coming just yeah, the, all three of them are going to be in the next movie so, yeah in the movie yeah so. there's more there's more coming yeah. uh and it's definitely i'm not i like i said i don't want to unfairly slap that on kento because it's like you've done nothing wrong to me <laughs> but it did feel like it was kento and toma standing be- beside each other fighting storius and not kento toma and rentaro i mean does that make sense yes and that's because of Emotionally, it's been built up, uh, Kento and and uh, Toma, mm-hmm. whereas because they're friends and all that stuff, and uh, Rintaro sometimes feels like the third wheel. Yeah. Uh, but the the thing is, is neither one of them would have ever said that. Right. <laughs> yeah. No. That and they, they. It's not like they feel that way about Rentaro. It's not like. Yeah. You know. It's just the way that it's been portrayed because he has no connection to Luna. Yes. Who is the MacGuffin? Yes. So Luna was the story progression device. Mm-hmm. And so, which is what a MacGuffin is, mm-hmm. a story progression device, and that's what Luna was. And because of that, it felt like uh, Rintaro didn't have a connection to the ongoing story. Right, right. I mean, that's the thing, too, is like even understanding that, I should I should not feel the way I do knowing that, but uh, here we are, right? Yeah. Um, Like, you can figure this out, but like, I'm not like 
spoilers or anything like that. <laughs> but in double, think about what will happen when the weather's gone. Yeah. That's that's what it is. Yeah. It's like then it's like now you're still part of the team. Yeah. But there's more story to be told here. Yeah. You know. And, but it's not your story. Right. That's the problem. It's like it wasn't Rintaro's story anymore. Yeah. yeah. Rintaro's story was the Swords of Logos, and once that was done with, which was done with really well. It was. Um, that's was done. Yeah. And that's because the storyline wise, Isaac wasn't the final villain. Exactly. If Isaac had been the final villain, then he would have had a bigger role. Yeah, bigger role. Yeah. Um that being said, that like I'd have no problem with that because I'm used to the secondary writer. Film. Yeah, you've had more experience. You understand the formula. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then also, um, certain characters have gotten a lot of pay. Like, there's the XL movie. Yeah. Uh, which you got me excited for, and I don't even really care about XL right now. Yeah. Uh, just that the idea of of uh, there's not there's always more kind yeah. of like I can hope for more for this. Guy. XL shows up in Drive. Oh, well, there's like a special cool. crossover. That's just cool. Because <laughs> yeah. Drive's he's a cop. Because yeah. Drive's a cop. He's a cop. <laughs> Yeah, cool. There's like a, yeah. there's like a, there's like an incident on the border. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's like a that sneaking sneaking feeling that because Kento got the last bit that he's the most popular and so he'll take yeah that position yeah. right and then I'm kind of left going ah dang it yeah there's always like there's, you can't win every time yeah there's all you're always gonna have there's always gonna be that time when your favorite character is the one that everybody else doesn't like yeah yeah, yeah I've been there. Yeah. yeah. I'm just hoping it's not this time. <laughs> yeah. Because there was a lot of really cool moments for Rintaro. Um, as far as dropped balls, or not not even necessarily a dropped ball, so much as something I would love to have seen fleshed out more is the uh, the relationship with his master yeah. and his how he takes that into the fight with Zeus. There was some of it, right? I just feel like um like it was touched upon and then they didn't have time to give it really what it deserved, you know. Not that I haven't seen that story a million times. Yeah. Okay. And it would probably be written the same way. <laughs> but I do like that story. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's a problem. Like, we <laughs> complain about tropes, but when they're tropes, we like. Yes. <laughs> a, damn it, there's a difference, and I drew the line. <laughs> the difference is, I like this. <laughs> this is mine. Oh. It's kind of like, it's like, well, I would not... You know, it's like how you'd eat your favorite food every day, but you would not eat your unfavorite food every day. Yeah, you'd be like, yeah, yeah. This is stupid. Why would somebody eat this food all the time? Yeah, exactly. You're like, what about your favorite food? We're not going to eat that every time. Right. Like, I'll eat onions with every meal. I'll eat, I'll eat onions with no meals. Exactly. Yeah. We, we are opposites in the onion onion debate. Yeah. Are they good for you? The onion war, <laughs> which unfortunately you're winning. <laughs> because somehow it's in every food ever on Everything. every society. It's onion powder, if not onion. <laughs> It's like, it's like, why is there onions in this? Your society lives in the frozen tundra. Yeah. Why are you adding onions? <laughs> Those are our onions, comrade. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, I, I think I've told you this. It's the, the irritating one when I'm like, why are you cooking onions? In the, can you not, not cook that with onions? And they'll mm. be like, well, oh, you can't taste them. I'm like, then why are you putting them in? <laughs> <laughs> Um, I mean, okay, I do, I do like that Rintaro got the girl. Yeah, uh, that I wasn't really. If you were to tell me that episode one, I would have thought it was Toma. Yeah, like that's just just American main television. character most likely doesn't get the yeah, girl. Yeah, but in in Common uh, Rider, apparently not. Yeah, so the the well, I mean, American television they usually get it. Common Rider did not. Right? Yeah, there's a difference. Um, so when that it's like once that even started to bud, I was like, oh, okay, cool, cool. I got my boy over here. Yeah, as a person who's watched a lot of Common Rider, I. Like when they started talking, I'd be like, "There are two. They're hooking up. Oh, there they go. <laughs> They're hooking up. <laughs> it's one and two, right there." Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, "It's got to be him." As soon as they they were all four there, mm. the the three main and May. I'm like, "Toma, main writer, no. Uh, 
Kento, no, because he's too pretty. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So that only leaves Rintaro. Fair enough. And they're awkward with each other. Perfect. Perfect. Match made it. Because <laughs> um, you got to admit, Kento's the prettier of the three. You know, he definitely, I think that has a lot to do with why he's popular. I'm not saying that's everything, but, you know, he does seem taller. And that's important. He's not taller than Toa. No, who is? <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I'm still professional not basketball players, yes, right? I want to know how tall he really is because the dude looks big sometimes. Um, yeah, but uh, Rintaro, his suits—they weren't always great. Uh, not trying to bring back up Pegasus. Yeah. Leave that where it is. Not my favorite three, third volume by a long shot. Meanwhile, all of Kento's—I have no naysays about really. Like every all three volumes plus the uh, caliber turn. Suits are fine. Yeah. Whereas I, I don't really, I don't really like Ice Beast or Ice Chronicle Beast or whatever. Ice I don't hate Beast, it. Ice Beast Chronicle, I think. Yeah, that one. You know, it's cool. There's some, there's some cool bits. I think the hair's a little too long. Is the uh, the mane? The mane's a little too long for my like. I think that's the thing that uh, takes me away. I think the faceplate looks sweet. I like the attacks. Although I feel like there's a better way to represent a giant I'm just ice looking. crystal. So he is a Japanese actor. Uh, Suchi Chiro Naito. Okay. He is six foot two. Whew, damn. <laughs> the for you for people to know the average height for a Japanese male is five foot six. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's eight he's inches taller than the average height. A tall dude <laughs> yeah. compared to the rest of them. I mean, he's a little bit taller than I am. <laughs> that's kind of weird to think about. <laughs> Rintaro is five foot ten. Okay, that's I'm I'm taller than he is. Yeah. So there we go. <laughs> I'm, sure I'm right in the middle. Uh, Daishinji is also 6'2". No, no, really? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, now I want to know how tall Kinto is. It looks like 6'1". Oh, okay. So, yeah, so he is around the same height. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, just like, what the... Uh, man. But, yeah, so they chose a lot of tall people for this. Yeah, they did. <laughs> I mean, they probably needed to with Toma being a monstrous 6'2", compared yeah, to the rest of six them. 6'2", monster. Because uh, uh, there, there's this one scene in that last episode where he's at the top of the hill and the other guy's at the bottom, and it looks like the guy's like right up to his freaking waistline. <laughs> May is four, is five foot four. <laughs> oh. She's ten inches shorter than him, almost a full foot. Right. Like she was wearing like platform shoes and still come mm-hmm. to like his chest. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, but yeah, the I I think the the big giant ice crystal was a little too basic. As far as the final, final attack. Yeah. Because it's like, you know, you have so many cool attacks up to this point, especially just in his regular old water form. Yeah, there um, was a lot, because there was a lot of CGI in that thing, because mm-hmm. he had a lot of different forms and stuff. And, like, it would have been much... So, um, this is what I will give you, is that because of the main three being who they are, it took away from Rentaro's fighting prowess because when... Uh, it took away from Thomas at the same time because when all three of them are together, it they were trying to show them in the same, mm. and Kento just didn't have any attacks that were like as epic as theirs. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. Um. That being said, when they all were fighting at the last episode and they're all in the same level, great. Yeah, when they all go back down to the first volume. Yeah. Yeah. When he's fighting at their level, it's a great thing. But like that's what I think it is with Rintaro. It's like we saw that epicness and then we barely saw it after that. Yeah. Kind of just like put the wayside. Um and it was kind of it was kind of basic. The book was awesome, how big it was and the way it fit oh, yeah. inside was. Yeah, so. and the way it spins when it yeah. goes to like the four corners and all yeah. that. Um I mean, also it was like it was just so satisfying. Uh, watching him become the embodiment of an ideal that he looked up to uh like without necessarily it's not like he was striving to be better he just became 
this is what the sword of logo says. Yeah. Like he like he unlocked this the is hidden what potential. It should be. Yeah. He got the secret technique that mm-hmm. no one knew was there. Yeah. The um, whole you know, base was his power, you know. Yeah, he just got the jutsu because yeah. he earned it. He's now he's worthy of Mjolnir because yes. he was there, and yeah, he was the he was chosen. Yeah, yeah, uh, and that's kind of hard to top. Mm-hmm. Uh, so his because his power was equal to pre everything Master Logos because he had the other half of that book. Yeah, know? yeah, exactly. Yeah, so it's like um, the story was good. It was really good, and so it's like after that point, uh, I unfairly have this metric. And everything else has to meet it. Yeah. You know, that, that's not to say like the Ren disaster thing didn't have as good of a payoff because the payoff was great. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of um, so there's a lot of development in this series that I felt was paid off. Some of it that I felt wasn't. Yeah. And this is definitely one of the ones top three, if not my favorite. And just it, that's. Yeah. When you when you realize that like, trying to think of it objectively and not just slapping it together because it's my favorite character. Yeah. Right? It's like when we think about it, it's like uh, the main three had the most character progression and then Ren. Yeah. Buster's character progression was added because of the prequel story, but in the story itself, it was the main three and then Ren. Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ren, Ren just stands out. I mean, Daishinji's pretty much the same at the beginning all the way to the end. Yeah. Which is fine. Exactly. Because he's like, he's he's kind of like the secondary writer of Buster's story. Yes. <laughs> Actually, that's how I view him. <laughs> yeah. 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 He's, he's the Rintaro of, of Buster. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, like I do like where he ended up. I did like the idea of him being one of them four. Yeah. The the end, him and Durandal, or like and then Yuri and Sophia. They're mm-hmm. like the new four, the yeah. new council. Yeah, because I, although I did want him to be the new next master logos, this just makes more sense. It's yeah, like yeah. actually it's actually more satisfying this way. Yeah. because um, it's like we realized we're like the master logos thing doesn't work out. Yeah. It was a bad idea. Yeah. Because, uh, like how would that have changed him over time? Yeah. Like you know, I mean, I would love to see him be just purely positive. But now you're uh, like, sort of now he's now now he won't. You don't have in that nagging mind. Is like he's going to be the next master logo. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and I do like that he had that fight kind of with uh, Durandal. Yeah. Sort of real to be like okay, yeah. and he's just like oh, because no. these are the expected ones. So yeah, the duel. We didn't get to see it, but you know, yeah. That's because it would have been forever because mm-hmm. it would transform. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, like, how do you make that choreography? I mean, you could easily, but. Yeah. Without a big, without a big budget. Yeah. Um. I always said that, like, I think. So I liked. I was fine with uh Blizzard Beast Chronicle, mm. the suit. I just thought it didn't match up right, uh, power scale wise. Because mm. I think it would have been better with Dragonic Knight. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas his uh Daiseki would have gone well with uh Elemental Dragon. Yes. Uh. That being uh, said, I think I think Blizzard Beats does go okay with Cross Saber. Yeah, I can see that. Um, what would have been awesome is they wouldn't do this because there would be so many extra things. And they always do this thing where, like I told you, they do a thing where, like, the final fight is in your base form. Yeah. Because it's, like, to show you that, like, who you are and stuff like that. Um, if their final fight had been all of them in Cross Saber versions of their forms. Hmm. So yeah. it's it's like one book, but they're all like the they're all the 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 cosmic versions, the, the cosmic coloring of everything. Yeah, so. that would have been neat. <laughs> That's a definitely if they had just a little bit more budget. No, they've had they had it because remember he went all three of them the cross saber thing, so they had all the pieces. Oh yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> okay yeah. <laughs> so they had all the pieces for all their base forms. <laughs> 
Yeah, that would have been cool. <laughs> but no, because they want the they want that image. Yeah, that image of them fighting in their base. That's why at the the final episodal chapter they only use their base forms. Mm-hmm. You know, type thing. Yeah. So, um, because uh, <clears throat> but I mean that being said, so Rintaro's and Toma's stories are kind of straight, right? Yeah. Like with Rintaro's, it was straight up an ally. He was the the uh introduction to the world. Uh, he's with you the whole way until you your quest is now crossing over with his duty yeah as a swordsman right like now you've realized there's actually a dark side to all this yes and he's not ready to just i guess take your word for it even if he wants to and so that's when his it's he never actually has a heel turn so much as he's on the wrong side of a fight because he doesn't understand yet that this is like truly evil but as soon as he finds out he switches yeah so it's not like he's like he's got a straight up antagonist role like the way that kento has uh, more of a kind of standing in the back, not doing anything, yeah. sort of role. So that that was my least favorite bit. It was important for his character, so I wouldn't change it. But there was definitely a few times where I was like, "Rentaro, buddy, bro, come on." Yeah, <laughs> it's like, can we do something? Yeah. Uh, but then him and Toma have the heart to heart and swords cross, but not that way. Yeah. And and uh, you know, just sets it off right back on the right path. Um, and then yeah, it ends with him finally. Uh. Become, like coming the embodiment of, of his order and um, beating the guy that killed his master, and that's kind of it. Yeah. After that, he's just the uh, buddy tagging along, and he had the final point where like he was the one of the four new four sages, and that's the end of it. Yeah, getting down on May. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, and so uh, on to Toma. On to Toma. Ah, he's okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, see, Toma Toma is the most awkward one for me to talk about here because it's like, in a way, this is kind of we've been talking about the most yeah I, like what almost, i find it funny is like there's this constant thing and you 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 might have seen it is this like when you're watching common writer it's weird how they make you like people you don't <laughs> like in any other stories yeah yeah it's just like the philip character you would hate him in any other story yes it's like like the reason why in zero one you're so angry is because you love Artito so much. Yeah, and you want him to be better. <laughs> yes, that's the problem. <laughs> it's, it's not like you hate Artito because then no. you wouldn't care what he's doing. Right. <laughs> exactly. It'd be like just get off the screen. You're wasting my time. <laughs> but um, that's the same thing. as like Toma would be a very irritating character in most other stories. Yeah, which I I think I've said before. Yeah. Yeah, for sure we agree on that because there there are times when it's like you're you have a fanciful idea of how the world works yeah like just let kento end his own life saving the world but but you're like but toma's like no yeah we gotta do this i decide how this story ends like who gave you that power (laughs) he did yeah actually yeah what i love is there's no reason why toma is the chosen one it's just he is yeah and he's just like screw you i'm gonna decide how reality works now yeah And yeah, be like, exactly. <laughs> um, and it's hard to say. It's hard to say when something is unearned. I mean, uh, the one that stands out is the eye ability. Yeah, because that definitely was just like they just wanted to move on. Yeah, they just wanted to move on from the Durandal thing. They didn't care how they did it. Yeah. Uh, but other than that, it's like every other time the story writes itself. You know, it's like you you look back and you find out. Okay, well, technically he always had this. He just didn't know, or you know, yeah, uh, he's always had the backing of so and so. Yeah. And uh, really, the the down points for him are when the plot necessitates we need more toys. Yeah, that's I mean that's kind of weird to say. Yeah, because that's what the show's about. But like, because uh, you have Dragonic Knight, never see it again. Yeah, and it's like, ah, uh, why? Yeah, you know, same thing with like we get to uh, Cross Saber, 
And it's like, it was it was the strongest thing in reality when we needed it to be, and then it was kind of on par with everything else afterwards. Yeah. And that's just the nature of the game. Yeah. You know? So it's really, it's not even necessarily a Toma thing whenever Toma's having a bad bad point in a story. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, it's hard because it's like, um, it's hard with a show, and that's the something that has this many raises uh, in power. Mm-hmm. Um, in most shows, I'm not saying most shows, but in a lot of shows, it is uh, mostly side progressions. Mm. Um, like how it was in the first arc, kind of like with different. Well, like how, yeah, like, um, like, like it doesn't feel as bad in zero one. Right. Use Rewa as an example. Uh, there was all the different sides. Now he's still like going up, like because there's like assault hopper, uh, uh. Rising Hopper, Assault Hopper. Um, it was Rising Hopper, and then uh, there wasn't one that was not Assault. He got Assault afterwards. Shining? Shining. Yeah, that's right, because it didn't shine. Yeah, Shining, uh, then Metal. Shining, then uh, then Assault. Right, so Shining, Assault, Metal Cluster. Metal Cluster. And which those are, those are those, that's actually more raises than Thomas has, but it doesn't feel that way. Right, uh, that's true. And I think that's because they're not as different? In a way, yeah. But it's like it doesn't feel that way because it's like also there's like I think it has to do with a lot with like there's more writers in the yeah. show, so it's like there's more people to balance to show them against to show how weird the raising is. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, because like in zero one, Fua is like matching him, right? And so uh, that makes you feel like the progression is more natural. Yeah. Whereas like Tom will have two or three upgrades before anybody else gets an upgrade. Yeah, that's true. And so that's why I'm talking about like it's it's more of a sideish because it's like the hopping of like not but like the, the, <laughs> the hopping of the, hopper the, the hopping of hopper is like the power scaling is going back and forth mm, mm. and so it feels more natural that way than just because Toma got uh, uh uh after Rising Dragon not Rising Dragon after uh Dronic Knight the the next one that was in line was Daisenki yeah. But then he got Primal Dragon, Primitive Dragon. Primitive Dragon. Primitive Dragon, uh, Elemental Dragon. Yep. So he got two before Rintaro even came back into the show. Right. <laughs> so, exactly. Um, even though those were technically the same one, whatever. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Halves of the same whole. Yeah. So it's like, and then it very f- felt that way, especially when t- when Kento came back. Oh, Because yeah. there'd be like nine upgrades since Kento. Yeah. And so it's because the it wasn't it was uh, if anything there should have been more forms but for other people mm-hmm. and then it wouldn't have felt as bad yeah <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> so, but then it, but then dear God ten ten writers all trying to keep up uh, yeah that would have been so bloated and exhausting um, well, like I told you like in so X, something had to get in X A there was like a new form for the first. 25 episodes yeah see that just it sounds like a headache i'm sure it's gonna work out fine yeah because most of them were um add-ons yeah okay yeah kind of the way that jack isn't really jack and the beanstalk isn't really its own form so much as like your left side yeah um they only had like big jumps when they reached like uh levels like level 10 and level 20 because they start out as like level one and then level two and then they skip to level five and then it was level 10 and then level 20 and then you know (laughs) yeah Level one hundred and stuff, um, and then infinite, um, invincibility. Actually. Oh, okay. M- Mugen, uh, where he turned all gold because uh, video game characters, right? <laughs> he turned all gold. Yeah, it's very Mario. <laughs> yeah, 
Uh, it was more supersonic because he had like dreadlock. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, very Super Saiyan three, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, but yeah. it's a mech suit. Um, but yeah, so that's but like Toma as a character, I like the progression of Toma as a character. Yeah, I mean, and we talked off- we talked about it a lot during the show about like him turning from almost thinking that he like we re- reading into it where like he thought himself the main character and then he realized he wasn't the main character. Yeah. He was just a main character and everybody else is a main character too. Right. He came to a uh conclusion that's uh accurate. Yeah. I mean, really. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes their story is more interesting. <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> you know, it is what it is. I mean, he definitely um bright-eyed. Uh he brought a really like a fresh sort of uh perspective to the Swords of Logos as far as like uh, definitely early on with the way he, they would use story structure to kind of figure something out. Yeah, I really um, do like him as a character, as a main writer, because um, he's a person that has it together. Yeah. He's like an adult. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's not Aruto. Like, he'll... he'll the, the, the thing is, yeah, he'll survive. You know what I mean? Like, if this was just him trying I mean, to pay he's the bills. Even more, he's, he's more put together and more adult than... Uh, on regular writing, any of them we've come across. Yes. Like, everyone else, you almost feel like they're going to get lost or, like, in the wrong like, fight. If we're like, or... if we look at, like, 71 to 71, whatever, they can just do whatever they want. They can kick a nuclear bomb. Yeah. But, um, like, before they transform, it's 71. Uh, But then it's, like, then there's... uh, um, So, Godai. Godai. Who, yeah, he's the kind of guy that you'd expect. He's just going to go on a trip to the woods, and you're never going to see again. And come to find out, he's, like been eaten by some aber- like yeah you know forest tribe that no one's ever heard of yeah just because he stumbled onto it and they just didn't care for his thumbs up yeah and um, then uh shotaro yeah shotaro, just, <laughs> shotaro lives in his own world yeah <laughs> so he's he's definitely uh <laughs> he's got a theme yeah and he's living by it yeah and then Arta is a kid who's just learning who grow up That's yeah that is the point of the character of Arta. yeah it's like learning how to the point of Arta is learning how to keep your childish hopes while being an adult yeah um and how how hard that is with the with so many opposite so much opposition against it uh which is a great message to send to kids but um but toma is like an adult who all of a sudden becomes a superhero yeah and he was already successful to begin with it's so, like, successful by his own this is so different than like 90 percent of like japanese main protagonists yep as he's like 25 years old, career, good to go, yeah. then his adventure starts. Yeah, it's not like he has a like a dead-end job, or dead-end part-time job, or he's just on his computer all the time. Or, or he's a high school student. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. He's definitely... Uh, he's, a, he's a person that you would, you would have... Like, Tom is a person you'd be okay to watch your house when you go on vacation. Yeah, yeah. No, none of the others that we mentioned would. I would. Exactly. <laughs> You could have Toma house it for you. That's like I would like let Toma watch my dog. I don't have a dog, but if I was like on a trip or something like that, I was just I, thinking that making he, that parallel. He could he could he could watch my pet, you know, <laughs> and like I would believe to come back and it'd still be alive. Yeah, yeah, and not not some sort of weird. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like something totally just bizarre happens to it. Yeah. Well, probably with if Shotaro watches it, he would lose it and buy another one. To lose, <laughs> just like it. While he goes on a hunt for the other one. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's like it's hard to talk more about Toma because he is the one we talk the most about in the whole show. Yeah, and plus it's it's um you know he's got he's the main character. It's like a lot of things just kind of happen for him. Yeah. Because uh, they have to for the story to continue. So it's like digging digging deep into his story. I feel like just ends ends up in plot holes. But not I'm not saying it's all bad. 
uh, it's definitely he's got a really cool story. Um, obviously, otherwise I wouldn't like Saber. I mean, he's the main guy. Yeah, he's got some very um, naive ideals that work out, and then you realize, okay, maybe I was just being bitter. And then, so that's you know always good when it makes yeah. you think about. Oh, okay, I guess that was another way to think about it. Yeah, <laughs> maybe it doesn't have to be so straightforward. Yeah, fine. Yeah. Um. Should, yeah. May, oh, maybe the answer isn't punching him in the face. Yeah. <laughs> it's like okay, uh, <laughs> like, got a little hasty. It with always that reminds one. me like the one with Ren. Oh yeah. Ren's one was just like okay, well, I could like Toma could have convinced Ren. Yeah. But he's just like, that's not the right way to deal with Ren. Yeah. I have to let Ren figure it out. Yeah. He could have He could have definitely told him the answer. Mm-hmm. But he's just like, but then it's just like, and that's what you're complaining about. Just yep. tell him the answer. Just but, give it to him. But that's that wouldn't have worked. Nah, I think <laughs> in the end it would have it would have went different. Yeah. I feel like it would have been good for the short term, but not the long term. Yeah, because they want, he wanted, because he just didn't want... A that's the thing about him. He just didn't want another ally on his side. Yeah, he wanted his the best. Grow, he wanted for Ren. him to actually grow as a person. <laughs> yeah, he wanted yeah. what was best for Ren. Yeah, <laughs> and that's hard to do. Yeah, that's that's definitely uh, it's an accomplishment. Yeah, because <laughs> I can't say the same. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like you you can always hope for the best, but really, whew, that's Let's get tough. it done. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, do what you got to do right now. <laughs> um. But yeah, like if you want to, if you want to hear our thoughts on Toma, listen to all the current comic because that's pretty much the entire thing. Yeah, like when we're going through these ones, it's different because we're thinking the whole overview. But like we talk about Toma every episode because that's yeah. he's in is is every episode. Yeah, I mean, also too with these, it's like you're kind of we're kind of reminding ourselves uh, what their scope was for the story. Yeah, and with Toma, it's the whole damn story. So you know what's so, there to say? Like everything that's good about everyone is kind of good about Toma. Okay, so, um. Now let's do a couple of things we talked about. So, what was your favorite uh, writer costume? Ooh, uh, of all of the costumes, let's, let's make it a little bit easier. Favorite base costume. Favorite base costume, and then we will favorite upgrade. Buster. Yeah, mine. I think I've said it before. Um, like of all of the writers, it's uh, Caliber. Oh, okay. Yep, yep. Forgot about Caliber. I think, uh, but but if it's the heroes, heroes. It's Kenton. Kenton. Okay, fair enough. I okay. So if I had to do a top three, including all of them, it's probably gonna be Buster in no particular order. Buster, uh, Caliber, and Espada. I think Espada. I, I, no, I'll take that back. I think Espada's was the coolest first volume of the three, and that's I liked Sabers too. I also liked Rintaro's. Damn, that's a hard question. Yeah. Um, ah, Buster. I'm just gonna go with Buster to save myself some mental stress. Yeah, I'm just talking because like. <laughs> Caliber is like one thing because he's just like the cool like dark swordsman and stuff. But uh, uh, Kenzen is my favorite of the the base one. Okay, so what is your favorite upgrade? A favorite upgrade. Uh, I liked the um. So okay, so this is gonna be kind of weird, but I liked the uh, journey to the west. Mm-hmm. It was kind of underutilized, but I really liked the the how they used the pole in the cloud, and there was a lot of really cool combinations that stemmed from that one. Um, that I don't think the other ones really had because it's like even when uh he was fighting Caliber and Caliber turned it on him, that was still something cool that I don't think you would have got quite with say Jack or Three Pigs. Although Three Pigs was cool too. Uh, th- does that count or should I say up like straight up like full upgrade? Um, I'm just counting all the upgrades. Anything that's not a base suit. Okay. So, okay, so, so it's so it's either that one or Dicing. Yeah, mine is Dragonic Knight. Okay, yes, Dragonic Knight. Yeah. If I was just to choose like a single book. I I did like uh 
Peter Fantasia. Oh, okay. With the hook. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's fair. That's yeah. a good one. I mean, I, I actually forgot about it, but now that you mention it, it's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. Um. So then, uh, least favorite base costume. Least favorite base costume. It's hard because they're all really good. They. It is. That's a tough one. That's a toughie. I mean, I feel like... um. No fair choosing Yuri because it doesn't exist. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> I think I think my least favorite would be uh, Slash. I think it's mine too because it's a little disconnected. It's kind of all over the place. Yeah, very busy, very busy. Not that I not that I hate pink. Um, or is it pink? It's pink, right? Yeah. I'm trying to think. It's not magenta. No, uh, <laughs> no it's pink. It's pink. Uh, it's it's just that yeah. Even when he does the when he does Bremen, um, although it was nifty that it had all the animals, it was still just kind of you're looking at it like wow, there's a lot going on here. Yeah, it's the same um, for me. Slash is my. Like, I like it, but it is my least favorite. Yeah. That's not to say it's bad. Just what's your least favorite upgrade? Least favorite upgrade? Um, Primitive. Or, yeah, Primitive Dragon, I think. With the the book thing right yeah, there. Yeah. It could have yeah. been a little better. Yeah. I. Oh, uh, hold on. Pegasus. Pegasus. <laughs> uh, so I'm sorry, Primitive Dragon. You're not quite there. I, like, if I had to choose all of them, I didn't like the book. If it didn't have the book there, if it was just blank. Yeah. I think it would have been better. Yeah. Than having the actual book built into it. It's yeah. it felt too kitty. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um felt like uh too toy at that point. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of toys, I, I got one for you. What is your, your favorite toy? And that includes everything. If if I uh, that that I probably could buy like if yeah Kento's coat. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> um so I like the the actual toy you buy. Oh, okay. Of the belt. For the three, so like how it works is you buy the 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 belt, the main saber belt, and then you buy you buy packets for Aspada and Blades, which are the hilt and the book. Oh, so you just kind of swap them out? Uh, yeah, because it comes because obviously in the show it doesn't work this, but like the there's a little d- dinky sword that fits into the the, mm. the thing when they pull it out, it like they cut it and it's a big giant sword. Right. But so you can just because all three of their swords are the same it's the hilt that's different and then the color of the uh, of it of the lights and you just press a different uh, putting on the different uh hilt makes the lights a different color okay cool <laughs> yeah i okay so maybe that question was a little off because i don't actually know all the toys oh, oh, so what's oh, your favorite prop favorite prop um so my favorite prop out of all of all of the like the things is i do like which is funny i like slashes like the 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 it's because it's like a short sword that becomes a gun. Yeah, because it's not like a full sword. It's like yeah. a little short. It's kind of weird the disparity with between how I feel about a suit and how I feel about his weapon. Yeah. Um. Because yeah, that's that thing's pretty cool. I wasn't expecting that when he first showed up. Yeah. Uh, but my my favorite prop. It's also the easiest one from the carry around. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um. But yeah, my favorite prop actually is uh, a cross saber sword. Oh yeah. Yeah, the thing looked cool. Yeah. I mean. It was kind of funky, but I just like every time he did something with it, it would look sweet. Yeah, yeah, and that's coming. To, I, I and that's I love Buster's sword, uh, but that one was just it's tight. It's very. Did very you nifty. notice that like they went to went to different levels for different groupings of swords? Yeah. So like the first grouping was like his three was like Rintaro, him and and uh, Aspada, and the next grouping was the next three, and the top one was it was everybody else. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, it's like whoever's closest to his heart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. So now we're going to do the legacy rider ranking. It's gonna be rough. So, to, uh, bottom to top. Uh, I think we're just gonna have to talk about it through the, the thing and just be like, so, okay. so the, how the legacy ranking goes is like this. We normally when we're doing current, uh, doing uh, uh, 
writing through uh, current common. It's just based on the episode. Mm-hmm. There was no episode, so that would be a little bit hard. Uh, they're all off the list. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we're putting them into the legacy writing, uh, legacy ranking, which is what they would be at the end of their show. Mm-hmm. So we take into account the entirety of everything we know about them. Yeah, like if this is going to be tough because it's like you're taking you're taking like. Uh, like what their impact on their story, their power level, their uh, like their relationships with people, even maybe um, I would say even how well some c- certain scenes are acted are going to kind of affect my yeah, opinion cause, on cause this. Yeah, because it's the person and the writer based on how they are as a writer, mm-hmm. a co- as a common writer. So like Bahat is a, is a great character, but he's not a common writer. No. Um, he's an antagonist. Yeah, he might be common writer in the like the listing, but that's different. Yeah, we're talking about like main heroic writers and like how they apply to it. Like if Sibella and Durandal hadn't been in the show, and, like if they had never like had a heel turn, they wouldn't be on this list. Yeah. That being said, I think they should be at the top. Um, <laughs> so here's my opinion on that. I agree as much as I love him, Durandal should be the last place because his impact on the story is almost negligible. Um, and as a good guy, his accomplishments are nearly nil. I would I would say that if it wasn't for the fact that he was the one who said that he shouldn't be in charge. No, I get that. It's definitely a part of it. It's really coming down to like like everybody. Um, like okay, so like here's the thing. I could take Reka, right, and only look from the point that she became an ally. At yeah. which point she's done literally nothing. Yeah. <laughs> but then if, like you said, we're taking the story. If you take where, where she started to where she ended. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Like, because otherwise I would have yeah, to I cut out all of Kento when he was the bad guy. Yeah. The, okay. Well, the bad guy. Yeah, I can see where you're saying there, because like where she comes from, like an ally from. A manipulative like tool trying to get her friends to kill each other right that's a big jump bigger jump than uh uh ryoga going from silent protagonist to a, a silent stoic guy in the corner to silent guy saying you should be in charge right yeah. so yeah actually it's like from if he would have said i should be in charge now maybe it would have been actually a bigger jump but <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah exactly so it's like uh reika she she did have a big impact for when she was doing stuff. Yeah. But then she fell off so hard that it's hard to place her anywhere like up, up. But I don't want to put her at the very bottom when it's just compared to her brother who is strong. So, yeah, I think, yeah, it would be real gun Reka when you put it that way. I can I can go with that, that, that argument of the she changed them. She not only she add more to the story, but she changed most. Yeah, because the only even the though only... like where she ended, I wasn't happy with. It was much farther towards the good guy side than Ryoga's transition to the good guy side. Yeah, because and, and the only other the only other person I can see vying for eighth is Daishinji because I like him, but I'm trying to compare him to everyone else. Um, so I I would put Daishinji above Reika hmm. for the um the uh the heart of the sword free sequence. Yeah, plus the double the double sacrifice play was yeah. Legit. I mean that was that was pretty epic, but like the. The whole heart of the sword. And he did have a... Like, I'm saying the character didn't change until he got a sword, and then he was just Daishinji. Right. He quit hiding his face. That was nice once he got a sword. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's um you know, it's it's tough because I like all of these people. Yeah, that's the hard part. The hard part is not, like, ones you hate. The hard part is they're all so awesome. Right. <laughs> yeah. Because it's like if it was a popularity contest, I think... I think Kento and and Sabella, yeah, Spada and Sabella would. I'm not like I'm not huge on Kento, right? Yeah, but uh, like I respect his character in the story. Yeah, does that make sense? Yes. Like, um, 
So it's like I would have Durandal would be higher up on the list just from my my reception of him, but he has no like he does does not deserve any place other than ninth on a list of one to nine. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just saying. And uh, sixth is the hard one. Uh, so let's see here. I mean, at this point, it's almost like going. It almost feel like it'd be easier to go to the top three and then come back to the middle because it's like now we're getting into the point where it's like everyone's kind of right there. Yeah, you know. So it's like. And then it's like okay, like so. Here, here's the thing. So the I think the hard two, um, Ren and uh, Ren and Rio will be hard to determine who's better between the two of them. Mm-hmm. So do you think Yuri is below the two of them or above the two of them? See, that's where it definitely gets really weird because he, on one hand, he either has no impact on the story or the most impact on the story. And I think he has less impact it's definitely so i th- i would think he's below the two of them because the emotional payoff was is not worth the the screen time yeah well i think a lot of things is like a lot of the things he does could have been if if you could be replaced with items from a final fantasy game i don't think they, like he, yeah. a high potion and a phoenix down yeah and like um the the warp spell they could replace yuri exactly so- <laughs> yeah. like he, he's like a combination like he, of town scroll don't get me wrong. Great character. It comes out to being an OP sort of combination, yeah. but it's like, um, as far as like merits, I mean, he he kind of did less than he could have. Yeah. You know, and I can't really say that about like Rio. Yeah. You know, so it feels weird putting Yuri above Rio, especially with, and that's also got to do with the prequel bit kind of scaling. It, you know, it really depends. Like, where would Rio be without the prequel? I don't know. It's hard to say. I can't erase that bit from so my I'm mind. So I'm not going to bother trying. Yeah. <laughs> so there's no point. So, so I do think that. The next would be Yuri. Psycho. Now is that OU or just uh K O U? Yeah. Okay. That's cool. six. So now we have uh we'll figure out Ren Rio there in the four five, I'm assuming. Yeah, so it's it's Ren Rio. Now I would put Ren above Rio just in the fight the fact that Rio's story ended earlier. Mm. You know, I can see that. I do think though that the uh, the negative and, bits of Ren's story takes away a lot of the positive bits. Whereas, but, I, well, see, like the negative bits of Ren's story, I think make the positive bits shine brighter. True, because like Rio's story is good, but very predictable. Yeah. the The only other thing the case to be made would be that Rio's story is Rio's story regardless of the other characters, whereas Ren's story is only Ren's story with disaster. Um. Well, it's like that's that would be like saying that like a Rio story wouldn't be Rio's story without his master or without his wife and kid. It's like yeah. that's I mean, that's just what I'm saying though, is that it's like uh you had an interesting mysterious character that kind of took it in its whole it's like it's what I'm trying to say is the difference is that's Rio's story with side characters and that's disaster story with Ren. It's not Ren's story with disaster. That's how I feel about it. So then I would actually put like so, guys, what I'm saying is, it, it, you would put you put Ren lower because his story is dependent on an, uh, another main character. It's like a fifty-one forty-nine percent split. Like, as in, okay, like Rio, he draws from these pool of characters, and it's like I feel like it should be Ren drawing from Disaster, but I almost feel like it's like Disaster drawing from Ren. But then Disaster is the one that leaves, and so Ren's left. But it's almost like Ren could have died, and Disaster could have taken over, and it would have been different but eh, you know i i guess what i'm saying is i feel strong more strongly about disaster than i do about rent now that that could be a me thing so I, this is where we kind of yeah, have to decide on on yeah it's like okay let's let's think about this i would actually now, now i'm thinking about i would put rio above ren in the fact of how much rio affected the other story 
Mm, okay, as in, yeah, because he was like... Especially, specifically, positively. Right. That's a fair. Okay, so yeah, yeah. Because it, it, it is, it's one of those things where Ren, I think Ren wins the rule of fool. Yeah, but the thing is, is like, if you took Ren completely out of the story, yeah, there would be very little missing. But Rio, he like there was he was a lot of glue. Yeah, he held a lot together. I think that's important to take into account. Yeah, um, that is definitely. I think that's why I feel strongly about Rio being fourth instead of fifth. Yeah, so I would go with Rio being fourth um, and Ren being fifth. But I don't. Yeah, it's definitely a that, damn I mean, that close. puts him. But that puts him halfway. So that that's way better than we thought he was ever going to be. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I would think Ren and then Rio and above him. Okay. Yeah. Oh, because the thing is, I don't want to like take away. From Ren either, because it was definitely. All right, hold on, I'm doing Con Rider names. So I'm not doing people <laughs> names here. Kenzen, Kenzen, and Buster. Oh, yeah, because you know it's like I. I feel like honestly, it's going to be one of those situations where on second viewing, I'm going to have a different opinion and feel like Ren deserves fourth <laughs> instead of Rio's fifth. Because it's almost like, but that's why we're doing this now. But the thing is, is like we will uh, revisit the list with any extra side content. Right, like if if there's a movie with those two, so the list it will be locked in. But I'm not. There's nothing to stop you from rewatching the show before that side content comes out. That's fair. And having a different opinion based yeah. on uh, yeah. a rethink or anything like that. Yeah, so, I, you know, I, I only uh, we'll only change it when there's something that will necessarily like add to the story at all. Yeah, yeah, because it's like, uh, yeah, I, I almost guarantee they're going to be in a movie. Yeah, it feels like I don't think they're going to be the main focus of a movie, but. I, I, I'm willing to be surprised. Yeah. I feel like I feel like Ren has been given a big enough story that he could actually have his own movie, but Buster won't. That's my opinion, if there's ever going to be another. So I think Ren has the, also the most opportunity to come back from fifth place. Um, I don't know if you agree with that, because I have no idea how side content works, especially with huge pools of writers. Yeah, so this is the hard one, because the, yeah. the, they haven't had this many writers since Ryuki, and Ryuki, like... Um, was before they started doing all the extra stuff. Right. Uh, I think the last one, like, uh, the the average is usually four. Mm. Um, uh, like, that's how it was in Zio and uh, Build. And, yeah, like, three or four is usually the average. So, But before we move on from this conversation, because it's already, it's already written down, because uh, just from the glue bit, but had you not mentioned the glue bit, on second thought, I feel like Disaster does draw actually as much from Ren. Like, disaster wouldn't be as interesting if he didn't have the stubborn Ren that's refusing to grow in the way he's supposed to grow. Yeah. So it's like now thinking about their whole story. Like, I was thinking of the ending and a little bit of the the bit, and now it's like, eh, you know. But I, I do think, like you mentioned, the the Rio, Rio's individual impact on everyone yeah. comes out to a greater sort of, uh, yeah, like removing Rio from the story, the story doesn't work. Removing Ren from the story, we're just missing out on a cool... Uh, side bit yeah yeah even though he did he was re- responsible for two of the four stages to go down but yeah but yeah. like like that's that's story lies they'd figure out a different way for that but i'm saying like the story of the characters is like he's kind of the extra character yeah versus rio who is like part of everything and that's yeah. part of it the fact that like kenzen was gone like not part of the group so much um like you couldn't have disaster story without Kenzen, right? And you couldn't have Kenzen without disaster stories. But if you took both of them out, you could have mo- you could easily patch up the whole those holes easily. Yeah, so that's a good way to look at things too. Yeah, I mean, because that's almost like kind of the counter logic with Reika down there. Yeah. Um, as far as like, well, you, you get what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. like uh, you could have uh, there could be no Durandal almost in the entire story. You could have Reika and everything Durandal did, and you would have been fine. Yeah. Um. 
So uh, even though her power is very similar, um, it's it's a completely different power, but its effect in the <laughs> in fights is almost the exact same. Yeah, disappear, reappear, disappear, reappear. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So now, do you think it's going to be really just a fight between second and third? Um, I I kind of want to ask you about that. I, it's like on one hand. From sheer accomplishment and power level, it feels weird putting Tomer anywhere but first. And then it's like, is that how it's always going to be? Not always. Like, is every first writer? I was like, I mean, the, okay. So, so let's be fair. The first writers will have the predominance because they have more story to go. For. Yeah, because it's always going to be. That's that's always going to be the thing. It's mostly going to be, uh, which is fine. It's mostly going to be mm-hmm. competitions between first writers. And secondary writers. Yeah. Like, first writers competing against each other, and secondary writers becoming each other. There will be some shows, if it, like, I don't know how you feel or anything, but there will be some shows where secondary writers will be above first writers of other shows. Oh, mm. Yeah, yeah, But, uh, like, like, I mean... Like, I'm, uh, do I like Fua better than I like Well, with uh, uh, in, the, in the in the writing common, uh, right now, it, it's that way. Excel's above... Uh, above zero one, you know, <laughs> so it's like, yeah, but um, if you're rating this, sh- usually the first writers, the first, yeah, because the they get the most screen time, they have the most opportunities, they, they the have the better toys. I mean, it's just they at least have a plot it's that's not sh- about it's their show, right? I mean, it's it's like part of you doesn't want to just because you're like, that's what's expected of me, yeah. I mean, that's <laughs> the thing, yeah, yeah. It's like really one of those, like, did, did the emotional payoff. But, but like, to, I and think, then it's like, should I be factoring that in in this discussion? I think it's fine, especially because of like how much we saw Toma do, mm-hmm. and like how cool he actually like ended up with it. It was like, so what if it's all done? Like he never found out that he is writing original stories. Right. I mean, he just <laughs> knows that it's kind of popular sometimes. Like who people who know it know it, but otherwise, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He never. He doesn't know. He's that not he, high on himself. He doesn't know that he's the exception. Yeah, <laughs> he just thinks he's bringing joy to people, and that's all he cares yeah. about. Yeah, and I mean, he, he had the opportunity to rewrite the world in a way that benefits himself. Yeah, and instead, he just put it back to the way it was. Yeah, uh, which uh, says a lot. And I feel like that's a that's a main character trait. Yeah, but so <laughs> yeah, so that's um, the thing. It's like I'm okay with him being number one. Mm-hmm. Be, be, people, but like when we start putting other people on the list. Yeah, it's when you start comparing number ones that things start to get a little yeah. muddy. And, and even like number ones of else. other shows versus number ones of other shows. Yeah. But in the show, he had the most time to shine. He had the most to give. Mm-hmm. Uh, even like when we get to Drive, I think it was Drive, the secondary writer had the better fight at the end. But still, the yeah. main writer is the main writer. And yeah. like he had so much more along. <laughs> yeah, it's it's it's... Whether or not it's unfair has nothing to do with it, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's kind of where I'm at. It's like, I, I ethically, I would like him farther down the list, but realistically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's just a contrary nature. I just, know. Yeah. It's just like, I don't want the, the best to be the best. It's like you're trying, you're always trying to figure out ways that Goku's not the strongest. Yeah. How does the underdog <laughs> fit in here? <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. like, uh, yeah. Are there people more deserving in first place? I don't know. Depends on how, which, what, what morals do you care about? Like, yeah. Um, like what? What's uh, is he the coolest character? The funny thing <laughs> or is, is, is he like, the strongest, or like what's what's your the metric? only other person who could have the the three? Kento would be more likely to get first place, mm-hmm. which makes me think that like should he be second? Yeah, I mean that's where it starts to get. This is where it stops being uh as clear cut. Yeah, like with Toma, this is so it's the same argument for Kento for second place, right? Yeah. I I'm going through the same logic. Trust yeah. me. It's like how much how much of Rintar do I actually want to be second place because I just like him, and how much is it is deserved? You know, uh, which comes back to all the way back to probably an hour ago now when we were talking about Kento. <laughs> yeah, when uh I'm talking about how. 
you know, it's kind of weighted towards Kento, Kento at the end and then in the middle and in the front and kind of all yeah. over the place. The tertiary writer got not just equal amounts of of love, but maybe even more yeah. than the secondary writer, which means is he the, not the secondary writer then? Yeah, that's and, the thing. It's like he's only listed as the tertiary writer because of the order it appeared in. Yeah, but does that mean <laughs> Yeah, he so, actually is? like? And like if I was to judge it, Watching the entire show, I would think that Espada is number two mm-hmm. and Rintaro is third. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean that I don't like Rintaro better than Kento. That's mm-hmm. not the point. Yeah. Because um, it, it comes down to really the only fair way that I can take Kento out of the second spot is by separating Espada and Calif. But we're not doing that. Yeah. I mean, it's the same thing. Like, you look at the, the second three. Like, Ren, Ryo, and Daishinji. Mm-hmm. I think of Ren as the third one. Yeah. But as writer-wise, he appeared second. Yeah. So, like... (laughs) exactly. It's funky, but uh, Uh, the logic pans out. Yeah. Um, And uh, I really don't like him in second place, but, you know, as far as sheer accomplishment... I mean, if this was a popularity contest, as far as who I like, Again, he's in the bottom like four. Yeah, not and that's not even that's not saying a bad thing because yeah. all of them are cool. Um, it's just it's like when we're rating like when we're doing the the raider uh, when we're doing the regular list and we always have to put Godai so far down, but but it's like we like we like Godai. Yeah, but he's like a, not a good writer. <laughs> no. He's kind of kind of a little too naive. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I would put uh, Blades at three and yeah. Espada at two. It's yeah. kind of weird calling him Espada because it's like almost I almost think of him as Caliber. But see that now it gets really weird when you start thinking of if you separate Caliber from Espada, Espada goes nearly all the way at the bottom, and Caliber is still somewhere up in the top three because he's got four different people <laughs> given everything they've got. What about the fact that there's two sabers? Yeah. Two sabers. <laughs> Kami Joe was a saber. <laughs> right. Do we bring Caliber into that kind of Yeah, you saber? see what I'm saying? Everything starts to get funky. <laughs> yeah. It's like, now we have no idea what to do. Get yeah, so we're just thinking of the characters, the main character. We're thinking more of the characters mm-hmm. than the writers. Yeah. Like, what we're going to do when we get to, like, Fies and stuff like that. Yeah. It's like Because that, that, that was also, when I was thinking about this, is that when it gets to Fies, there's only one writer yeah. or two or whatever. But the point is, it's all getting mixed up, so it's really... How do you even rank them? Uh, yeah. So this is kind of like in this situation, we decided to keep Caliber out of the list because he's more villain than not. Um, and so... So we're ranking Kento, but Kento. we just use the term Espada because yeah. he's the only Espada in the show. There was another Espada. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There was another Kenzen too. Yeah. There was another Buster. Yeah. The rule, <laughs> the, the, it, like referring back to the start, the rules are what we make them. Yes. So, so contradictions are acceptable as long as we've made them acceptable. Yeah. So we'll, we're, if we talk about it, we'll, we'll put Espada like slash Kento. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, because if it's like if we had to rank them by whose turn it was in the suit, because it's like, who do you like? Do you like Bruce Wayne or do you like Dick Grayson? So the Batman, I I think, you know, there's only been uh, three, four. There's only been four out of those 10 that have not had other users. Right. And that is Durandal, Sabella, Yuri, and Slash. Yeah, I mean that we we, that haven't been confirmed as having. Yeah, that haven't been shown. (laughs) Yeah, because Slash was. Wait, was his grandpa Slash before? Or was they never just, said. That yeah, he, it was never. It was never confirmed. Yeah, and that's what we need confirmation. Um, unless it was said in the Buster thing, I, I don't remember. I just remember it saying that his father, or his grandfather, was like over a hundred and still serving. Yeah, but serving doesn't mean. Yeah, and even and even we know that like 
we we can't be sure that that was Slash. Yeah, and also it, it could have been, been made. Yeah, yeah and, and he could have been. Yeah, but it's been just anybody like else. he could have been. He could have been a uh, Sabella for all we know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Why not? Why not? Why not? It's a female caliber. Why can't there be a male? Twenty twenty one. You got problems? <laughs> yeah. And it's like <laughs> enough with your. You know. Uh, I'm waiting for them to do the male She Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No kidding. Uh, I want the male Batwoman movie <laughs> that we all deserve. <laughs> so if you had to make a case for a different top three, who's your top three? If there's anybody that you just wanted to forget everything about the show and just put in the top three that you just want, you would just love to have bumped up if in your own fan fiction it could happen. You know what I'm saying? Um, that would probably be, it would probably be like, just anybody? Anybody. Okay, so I would want a like weird story somehow that has a um Sabella, mm. female caliber, <laughs> and disaster Falchion. <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> as your it's your uh, fantasy top three. Like if you had, we can't count anybody in the top three currently, and we just had to bump up three people. D- just those three, like in a story doing something. <laughs> I because I, I just want to see disaster interacting with those two. Right? Oh, jeez. <laughs> They're so different. Exactly. Like Reka, like, Sophia, and Disaster have nothing in common. Like uh, in the CW, like uh, DC Universe show, the Arrowverse shows. Like, they have crossovers every year and stuff like that. And they had a crossover with everybody, and they had, like, Supergirl come over. And I didn't know I wanted this show so bad, which is Supergirl and Heat Wave. <laughs> and, like, their, their interactions of just Rory and and Supergirl. Which he's, he's just like, I'm not calling you Supergirl. That's a stupid name. She's, <laughs> like, stupid. she's like, well, my name is Kara, if you want to do it. That's a stupid name, too. Your skirt. Skirt. <laughs> And, like, by the end of it, he respects her and stuff like that, even though he knows that she could, like, kill him with, a like, a flu. He doesn't care. No. <laughs> but I watched that, and I'm like, I want this. Yeah. I want this, this dynamic. This is the story I need. <laughs> there was also a dynamic of, uh, in DC Comics in uh, Countdown, there was uh, Mary Marvel, who had, like, the Black Adam power, so she was going, like, dark. And she teamed up in one issue with the Riddler, mm-hmm. who was a good guy at the time. And I'm like, I want a book of this. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> What's going on there? Just like a reformed villain and a hero whose powers are making her like more villainous teaming up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's good. That's definitely a good, uh, uh, like, as as they're slipping closer, the other person would be able to recognize it, <laughs> yeah. you know, kind of thing. Yeah. Kind of keeping each other in check. So yeah, that would be my top three. It would be Sabella, uh, 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 female caliber as uh, Sophia, and a disaster Falchion. It's not bad. I can't top it. I I've got nothing. I'm just gonna leave mine alone. <laughs> You're like, we're going with that one. It's my new top three. <laughs> um. So uh, before we head out, we had a couple. We had a couple emails from the final episodes from Noir and um. Uh, talking about the finale. First off, he, he he sent one about the finale, and then he sent one about the special issue. Okay. So uh, this is something I did think of. He's like, did Lord of the Wise Diago make the Diago Speedy? Oh. <laughs> hey. Now tied back to the most useless toy. Oh, You know what? I take it back. We never talked about what your most hated toy, and for me, it's the Gat phone. No, I didn't. <laughs> if I have to hear Gat ring one more time, I'll lose my mind. Okay, number two. Uh, I don't think there are any rankings for the four stages. To be, if there are, it's like the moles in Earthbound, where they think they're all the third strongest. <laughs> I haven't played Earthbound. I, I really want to. I have like 
I'll, uh, trans. I didn't play Earthbound because Mother Three has brought over. I think they just finished the fan translation of it, so I might mm. go back. Uh, uh, it sounds like you haven't heard the news about the Tree of Evil. We have its Tree of Sin, and like that, uh, that's the movie coming up. Um, uh, Reeves has the usual new writer cameo in Superhero Senkai, the movie, but he also got his own short film, like Saber did. Okay, and so the okay, yeah, yeah. I was 100% under the impression that the Megiddo were being created by the three traps using three chaps using their creepy writing machine that was never explained. Every ultra ride book seemed to have been specifically made purposely to create more Megiddo. Yeah. You remember that thing that they just never talked about again? Yeah. I think that was only uh for creating Jow Dragon. That's what I think is that it all came together as like writing the Jow Dragon book. Yeah, because that's what happened at the end. It's like I think it's the last time they used those writing that's, books. That's as far as I remember. Yeah. Um. I mean, I think I remember us being stumped on that, right? Yeah. For a good portion, I think we even brought that up as like. Yeah, because I think that. that yeah, I think that's the that was the whole point of it. Because that was because after Caliber was done, they never used him again. Yeah, because it's not like he needed to use. It's not like he went to Avalon and then he got Jow Dragon. He had Jow Dragon because of of uh because that's why they were going out and just picking fights. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's that's got to be. He wasn't it. he wasn't going to Avalon. He was going to the table of contents. Uh, well, yeah, that's what I meant. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Um, number six and Tomo return somehow. <laughs> yeah, because he just because he just decided to. <laughs> yeah. I'm here. Um, you see, the real lesson of it all was that that it's fun to read together with friends, and that's why it's been so fun reading along the storybook of an adventure with you guys. Thank oh, you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, appreciate it. Yep. Uh, uh, so now his next one, because we released like five episodes in a week. Um, <laughs> I w- we wish we could every week. Yeah. But uh, we have uh, jobs. Maybe someday we'll get paid to do this. <laughs> um, this is uh, about a uh, special issue, This the last episode of, of Saber. Um, number one, you'll just have to watch Zero One to see Ames and their goings-ons because we talked about having no Right, like we have no idea where that kind of ends he, up. Yeah, and he's, he's he said in a previous thing that he's read. Um, number two, Chad never got enough play in Bleach, especially after Full, Fullbringers ruined it. I didn't even get that far. I Honestly, I dropped off um, a little bit before what I can only describe as... M- weird vampire mask things i don't know oh yeah um uh, i don't even know if that was like the the manga or like a, a anime exclusive or what no clue no clue yeah i've got i went through that part i started to read it and then i just remembered how not cool or not comparatively cool the soul it was after the soul society yeah. and then i kind of just lost motivation i stopped uh after they were in Hectomundo. okay because yeah, I mean, yeah, because like the my vivid final vivid memories I have is him f- fighting his sword and like a teddy bear stuff like that, where yeah. it starts getting kind of is this filler? I don't know. I have no yeah. idea if it's even filler. Uh, but yes, but Chad, totally horribly. Yeah. If you get a chance, completely uh, underutilized. If anybody listen to this, if you get a chance to, you should read Burn the Witch. It's like three chapters. I still have it. I still it's, have it. It's good. Um, number three. I love tales from Mos Eisley's, uh, Mos Eisley's Katina. Katina? Cantina. Cantina. Uh, the mus- musicians are Friggy Dan and the Modal Noodles, the best jizz musicians on Tatooine. So, like, <laughs> the band is named something. Their music, they play. They're jizz musicians. Uh, yeah, because you said jizz weezers. Yeah, yeah, jizz weezers. That's my bad. I'm sorry. They're jizz musicians. Completely different. <laughs> it's even better. <laughs> Why? Why? 
Uh, number four, I like how the grasshopper dead man looks like origami. Yeah. No. Uh, oh, <laughs> it does. Yeah. That's why it looked familiar. It's friggin' origami. Yeah. Dude, is that going to be the theme? Maybe. Will all the dead men look this way? I look forward to them. They're making me a lot of the yummies, I hope, which is uh, the villains from O's. Uh, because the villains from O's, the main villains were called the Greed. Okay. With three E's. The Greed. Greed. Um, and they uh, they fueled off people's greed to make their monsters. Uh, number five, uh, poor Rintaro, poor awkward, awkward boy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, number six, uh, Iki and Vice remind me a lot of Momo and Den and Deno, and like I can see that. Uh, they were uh, Deno, and like there was a lot of comic relief in Deno. Okay. Uh, which is like it's still a show they make movies for now. Yeah, it's popular. Yeah. Uh, number seven. Oh, Vice is smelly because Iki is very clean. Oh, because he he runs a bathhouse. Yeah. So the opposite. Yeah. You know, that, hit me down the nose. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> number eight. I thought the joke was Reka just appears next to May when her brother's senses t- start tingling, but uh, she, she was always standing next to May. Yeah. If you watch the episode. Um. Uh. Number nine. I'm under the impression that like with Megiddo, the dead man's organization utilizes dead man's monsters. So we'll find out about that when we watch uh uh when we start revise soon. Uh and he signs off with that even if your farting demon leaves a bad impression on cool new folks, keep on writing. Fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. And uh thank you for writing. Uh if you have any questions, comments or uh corrections, you can email us at fanboyopinion at gmail.com. You can follow us on the website at fanboyopinion.com and you follow us on Twitter at fanboy underscore opinion. So first off, why don't you reread the risk of the uh, ranking, the legend, the, the writer ranking, the right, the legendary writer ranking. Okay. The legacy, right? Yeah. Re- legacy. Well, legacy. That the final list for Sabre. Yeah. <laughs> top to bottom. Yeah. Yeah. Top to bottom. So the list no, is bottom to top, bottom to top. So at the bottom, it's Durandal, Sabella, Slash, Psycho, Kenzen, Buster, Blades, Espada, and then Sabre at number one. Yep. And uh, yeah. So much we, it's like it's funny because we just want to like not put Saber at number one just because he's just already. Cause. I almost yeah. feel like uh, if if we were doing something to be totally fair, it would be Saber would be put on an entirely separate list where only the first compete. <laughs> yeah, uh, the, the the main ones and then everybody else and everybody else. But then I'm thinking the, this gives room for those interesting moments where a secondary is better than another show's primary. Yes, and then we get to see how often. Um, like a tertiary writer makes it into the top X, whatever the amount is. Yeah, you know, but it's interesting. That the first first edition is nine writers. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> and not just like two or three. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, when we finished, uh, well, we have like eight on the other. There's more writers on the list than are on the rest of the list. <laughs> uh, oh. it's definitely going to be weird adding more when we. It's like you're taking, um. Uh, like Rintaro, so we have Blades here. Like, at what point am I just fighting for how much I like him versus how much he actually did? Yes. <laughs> yeah. You know? It's like, I don't want him this far down. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, what was it? Uh, the Super Sentai Brothers in their podcast, they rank every single weekly villain. Yeah, that'd be rough. They've done, like, eight seasons, so they're, like, at 700 on their list or something like that. <laughs> but then sometimes they'll be like, well, that guy just had some sweet dunks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so for our next episode, we will be watching episode one of Common Rider Revice. And that episode is titled Family Contract the Devil Whispers. <laughs> well, 
and it's right because you said it's it, there are uh, three exclamation marks. This seems like the theme, right? Well, boom, I don't know. Boom, boom, boom. We don't know yet. Like yeah, yeah, maybe just. But there, but yeah, it's, prediction. It's family exclamation point. Contract exclamation point. The devil whispers exclamation point. This is probably our longest episode. Uh yeah, by far. Yeah, yeah. Thanks but for sticking this far. If you, have. If, you if you're listening to this long, then um, I I have no idea what you do with your life. But uh, <laughs> but listened, thank you. I uh, thank you. I've listened to podcasts this long before too. Yeah. Or I'm like, no, I've not listened to a four hour podcast. I've listened to six hour long podcasts all at once. But that's a different story. Right. <laughs> <laughs> there was music in between those yeah. ones. <laughs> intermission. Inter- yeah. Intermission. Uh, so for this entire long time, I've been Eric. And I'm Eugene. And we will see you next time.